episode 154. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. All right, welcome back. Episode 154. Wow. And joining us this week, because Jay is not with us this week, is uh, Mr. Uh, Sean from the League of Geeks. Welcome, uh, Sean. Oh, uh, what's up, man? Always keeping it fresh <laughs> and geeky, I guess. But uh, I'm happy to be on. Uh, this is shit. I've probably been on more uh, more times this year than uh, I've ever been on. So you've been on more than Frank is that? <laughs> this year. Oh, well, Frank, stop! Have a time. Uh, yeah, a few more episodes, you'll be over Jay too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't trump Jay. I can't trump Jay. He's the OG. So what's what's Jay up to this week? Jay, Jay tells us he's going camping. Yeah. What celebrity died this week that Jay stalked? Yeah. Uh, see, no. I I told him I was like Jay, hopping the fence to the cemetery at night is not considered <laughs> not considered camping. <laughs> That's just considered necrophilia. <laughs> he likes some fresh. What can you say? Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, he just looks for the, for the freshly dug graves. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Easier to dig up that way. Yeah, yeah. A lot moister. Wait, so wait, Jay went camping? Yeah, he's gone, he's camping. Yo, man, yo, I don't I don't understand it. I I don't get it. Yo, uh, uh Steve is the same way. Oh, I know. He goes camping and shit. I, I I can't. I can't do it. Fucking white people shit, right, Sean? Yo, it's, it's white people shit. Man. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I'm, I swear, I'm scared as shit, man. And I was, mind you, I was a Boy Scout for like 15 years, man. Yeah. And I still, I can't do the camping thing, man. It's it, it bugs me out. So I hear you, man. I'd have to bring like all my electronics with me and shit. Be in, <laughs> be in the vehicle the whole time watching movies and shit. Yeah, you know, I don't like being outside as far as like just mosquitoes anyway. Mosquitoes just have no respect. No. At all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're just chilling there and they land on you. And they, like, I hate it when they've been on you for a while and you don't know about it. They've just been sucking on you for a while. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. Uh, you smack it off and there's like, bro, uh, like a splatter of blood. It's your it. blood. That's your fucking blood. It's like you're taking it back, but there, it, now you've just made a mess on your arm. I'm like itching my arms just even having this combo. <laughs> Ugh, you ever smack it. a mosquito and you know it probably didn't bite you, but there was blood on it anyway? Oh, that's gross. The worst thing is like when they when they get you in the weird places, like behind the ear or mm. or like in between your fingers. Yeah. Then you gotta scratch that shit all fucking day. <laughs> you, ever had, have you ever had a mosquito bite on your nutsack? 
<laughs> Whoa. What are you doing with your fucking nutsack exposed for the mosquito to get you? Dude, when you can't when you camping, man, with your boy scout, man, you got a lot of short ass shorts and shit, man. They'll get you. They will get you. Everywhere. Yeah, but you don't have old man balls that are hanging out of the shorts, Sean. You got little kid balls, man. No, I mean those. I mean, I I remember when I was when I was a younger lad. Like my ball sack was very taut. You know what I mean? It wasn't going anywhere. It was it was right there. Now that I'm older, gravity is kind of pulling them down a little bit. But for the most part, when I was a little kid, man, my I had fucking amazing taut balls. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot believe this is a topic now. <laughs> hey guys, let me play the taut ball bumper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sean, so you got bit on the fucking nutsack? Oh my gosh, man. This was when I was like younger, man. I got bit on the balls. I got bit on the balls and the ass. I got bit every yo. Mosquitoes can get anywhere. Like they don't care. And you come to find out like yo, I got a mosquito bite on my ass. Like, how did that happen? I had on pants, like who knows, man? It's crazy. Yeah. Get, eh. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what that Boy Scout troop leader was slipping you in the middle of the night? <laughs> yeah, that's what it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's uh, let's do some housekeeping here. I want to thank some uh, some new Patreon patrons this week. I got to thank Ian Mayerski. Uh, he's uh, donating now, as well as Casey Gage, and she's doing the uh, the five dollar one where uh, we got to draw a picture of her. <laughs> so, oh, nice! So, so she's a female listener. Jake, do you want to draw her, or do you want me to draw her? <laughs> I'm down. How many of these pictures have we had to draw so far? Um, Michael Cornish, he d- he did it, but he's like, you know what? Nobody has to draw me. I'm just going to send you the money. So we've got, I think, Dan Mottram's another one of them that we've got to do. Okay. Uh, we've got we've got like three or four people that we've got to draw. We honestly should have strong. Sh- Drum because he'd do a better job, but I think <laughs> I think honestly, like you, me, me with a pencil, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I agree. I, I can I cannot wait to see this. Please post pictures. I, oh, absolutely, it's going to look like those fucking Napoleon Dynamite drawings. <laughs> 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 the stick figure leftover army. <laughs> yeah, or I'm just going to draw ligers. <laughs> Check this out. All right. No, I want to thank all of our Patreons. Uh, feel free to join up for the Patreon page. Just go to patreon.com and look up Pop Culture Leftovers, some cool rewards and shit. All right. What did we have going on this week? Well, Sean, it's interesting that we have you on the show. You were the one that did the logo for the show. Yeah, yes. Always honored to see that thing, man, shining everywhere on people's shirts and everything. Dude, yeah, it's a fucking beautiful fucking logo. I thank you so much for that fucking beautiful logo. And you know who else thanks you for that logo? Some asshole in Jakarta, Indonesia. Wow. Yeah, some guy from Jakarta, Indonesia was selling our (laughs) t-shirt on redbubble.com. Oh, Redbubble gets you every time, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that Redbubble. That's after the mosquitoes get a hold of your balls. That's what I call them. The old red bubble. Can I get the shirts cheaper from this website? $24.80. Ooh, okay. I think it's 30, maybe 30 cents more. I I think our shirts are like $24.50. I don't know if their shipping charges are differently. Okay. If that works differently. Looking for a deal there. I don't, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Actually, no, I contacted Redbubble and I said, I am uh, the one that uh, is uh, in charge of this uh, logo now because of our good buddy Sean. And uh, then they took it down within within a day. (laughs) Yeah, you should, because man, they they've they 
it's funny because people will steal your artwork and post it on pictures and stuff and like and put it on t-shirts yeah. and prints and all type of stuff it's happened to me at least probably 20 times man i bet how do you do it man do you take your image and do you put it like into like a gimmick uh, a gimmage a google image search yeah you know what if, if you like type my name like creating studios mm-hmm. it'll all come up because it's all on my website and for some reason i've i haven't learned the lesson of not putting a watermark on my stuff and uh, yeah. I kind of just I kind of make it like a free for all and people and I'm posting like high resolution images, man, and they're just grabbing them, man. So I always got to fight it, man. I'm always looking for them. Like Redbubble is probably the biggest place. And there's some other spots that, you know, I, I try to jump on to, uh, you know, if you're an artist, man, be careful. Watch your stuff. Watermark your stuff. Copyright your stuff. Do as much as you can. Redbubble yeah. bubble. I'll give you trouble. They sure did. <laughs> wow. That popomatic red Redbubble. Yeah, I'm I'm Facebook buddies with uh, Mark Brooks who does uh, he's currently doing the Han Solo comic for Marvel and he's constantly posting about people stealing his shit and selling it through mm. their websites and shit and usually it's the fans that alert him that it's going on. Oh, like, they, they, they do this shit at conventions, man. They go to comic cons and they sell other people's artwork. Yeah. Oh, who are who are you to think that you're gonna put up the logo for our podcast and make tons of money? <laughs> <laughs> you should have just let him keep it. They ain't making, they're not making no money. I wonder if they sold any. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, so I don't know. I think, Sean, I'm not knocking it. It's a beautiful logo, but it's not like I'm going to be able to retire off the T-shirts that we're selling from Designed by Humans. So I'm just just throwing that out there. Yeah, just watch it. Though. You gotta, you gotta keep on it though, man. Because people will get it, man. They it, will. It's, it's, it's your logo. You gotta mm-hmm. make sure of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's see here. I do have an Andrew Garfield update. We talked about this last week, Sean. I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on here. Well, please tell me what's up with this, man. I'm very curious to hear this one. <laughs> I do have an Andrew Garfield update. Do you have a bumper for Andrew? I wish I had a bumper. Uh, so anyway, last week, this is the thing. We had, uh, on Saturday of last week, we had somebody join the page. Andrew Russell Garfield liked Pop Culture Leftovers. And so I was thinking to myself, okay, whatever, it's a fake fucking profile. So I click on it and you go to it and you can't, you can't view anything. Mm-hmm. You can view nothing. And it's like, he's got it locked down. So he just, and all the information seems correct. So I was like, oh my God, is this Andrew Garfield? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. We had, uh, our episode last week, talked a lot about Andrew Garfield. A lot about him possibly liking the page. Uh, towards the end of the show, I got really, I don't know, drunk and then basically you know, started talking about, uh, I would, if the pinnacle for me in my life would be if Andrew Garfield took a shit on my face and I could, then I could kill myself. Cause that's it. Nice. Yeah. Since then, Andrew Garfield has unliked the page. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. He ain't into that shitting on the face stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> so, it took him one week. <laughs> Within one week of liking pop culture leftovers, it took one more week for Andrew Garfield to unlike the page. Do you think it really was him? I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't think it was him. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, it just seems weird that he unliked the page within one week. Yeah. I, I also was post. It Mark, was it Mark private though? Or because I don't. I don't think Andrew Garfield's uh, account is private though. Is it? He might have, like, his own, like, official fan page, but if he has, like, his own private Facebook, he wouldn't want everybody and anybody just to be able to add him as a friend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I don't – and so, like, when you clicked on it – I'll send you screenshots of it, Sean, because it's yeah, like yeah. you can't you can't do anything. 
I couldn't do anything. I couldn't message him nothing. So it was really weird. And then within one week of that episode, he is on like their page. <laughs> so that, that happened. That's, That's a awesome. thing. Yeah. So another one bites the dust. Yeah, fuck. I'd rather have Toby anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, guys. Uh, we said goodbye to a legend this week. Uh, Gene Wilder passed away. Mm, yeah, That's super yes. sad. Willy Wonka is like one of my favorite fucking movies ever. Love that fucking shit. Me too. And I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan, so you know, love the Blazing Saddles, love the Young Frankenstein, Silver Streak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love those uh, Richard Pryor movies. Those those movies that he was in with Richard Pryor were just great. Yeah, see no evil, hear no evil. That was another That's good one. Good one. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. I appreciate how much he shat on the uh, Tim Burton version of Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah, I I, uh, I hate that movie so much. It, 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 it's just it's sad, man. What they did to that movie, man. And you know, for Gene Wilder, myself, I am a huge fan. As a kid, you know, growing up, Willy Wonka was like one of my all-time favorite movies. So. Yeah, a piece, man. He, he lived a good life, though, man. Look, I mean, he had Alzheimer's at the end, but he had yeah. a good life, man. 83 is a long time. I thought it was really respect- respectful. Well, it's just kind of cool, actually, just the fact that he hid the Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. He said he came out with, like, his kids came out or something and said that he always liked to make people happy and make people laugh. And, and for that to be public knowledge that he was going through Alzheimer's, people would then not look at him the same and they would look at him and maybe feel bad for him that, mm-hmm. that he's losing a part of himself. And, and so he did not want people to know this up until, you know, his dying day because he still wanted people when they saw him to feel happy because he's Willy Wonka and he's all these characters that we loved in all these movies over the years. And I thought that that, that's really awesome. That's what an awesome guy. Yeah, that is that is great. He didn't want the sympathy. You know? Yeah, he just wanted to keep making mm-hmm. people happy. Yeah, absolutely. I know Spielberg was trying to get him to do a cameo in his uh, Ready Player One adaptation yeah. coming out. So I'm sad ah. that that probably won't happen. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Spielberg did get it in time, but film something. Yeah, I assume he probably didn't. Probably so. didn't. Um, I was uh, looking at his like you know of course you know after he passed away I was on IMDb and I was like looking at his like body of work. And a couple of weeks ago, I talked about that little movie uh, on Netflix, the cartoon, The Little Prince. Yes. Uh, and he did the live-action version of The Little Prince. Yeah, I, I, I saw that too. Jake, I remember watching this movie as a kid. I have not – I remember watching this movie as a kid, and I saw the cover of the, of the uh, DVD or Blu-ray that they had on IMDb. And I was like, oh, my God. I grew up with this movie. Have you ever had something like that? Like – a movie from like your childhood that you haven't seen in maybe thirty years, thirty plus years, and all of a sudden you see it and you're like, I remember that. Yeah, it's something yeah. that you like, you pushed into the back of your brain and you haven't thought about in years. And I was like, Oh my god, he played the fox, and I'm freaking out. I loved that Little Prince movie when I was a little kid. Yeah, I've, I've never seen that either. So you've never seen Did it? You? No, I loved it when I was a kid. Did you remember the Nickelodeon? They had a Nickelodeon cartoon. Actually, when we were kids, no, I never it, saw that. Yeah, it used to be on Nickelodeon. It was like a, a it, was, it started out like as a claymation, then it came, then it like it kind of panned into like uh, uh, animation. Oh, wow. it was really good. I used to love it. It was in the eighties, though. I remember yeah. it was on Nickelodeon. I remember that. I think for me, like going back and like watching like The Little Prince now, it would just bring back. I, I'm sure the movie's not good, mm-hmm. but I mean, like for me, it would bring back a lot of nostalgia from like when I was a kid because like. I remember watching that like all the time when I was a kid and loving that movie. And I loved, that was my first exposure to Gene Wilder. 
Wilder. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, that's probably why I loved him so much growing up as a kid, not even re- remembering that he was consciously, yeah, subconsciously yeah. like he, he was the Fox in that. And it just blew yeah. me away, man. It's such a, such a good movie when I was a kid. And I can't believe like it's one of those movies that I just didn't think about <laughs> ever again. I haven't thought about it in 30 years. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. That is wild. I do that with like a lot of the cartoons. There were so, we had so many cartoons when we were young that you don't think of something for so long. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, I completely forgot about that fucking cartoon. Yeah. Hey, you, you guys were talking about uh, a movie. I think maybe it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, was it Watercrest Down? Or what was that? The movie with the uh, rabbits. With the rabbits. And the- yeah, oh my god. I when you guys talked about it, I remember it on HBO and I remember the blood from the rabbit's mouths and like they were killing each other. It was so deep. Like you guys brought that back. I was like, "Man, I remember that cartoon." Yeah. Water shipped down. Yeah, water shipped down. I can't remember what it was, man, but it that thing was that was that was graphic. As for a cartoon as a little kid, man, it was pretty deep. Yeah, so. that cartoon was really fucking crazy as a little kid. I I remember that too. So, oh, yeah. yeah, poor Gene Wilder. 83, though. You're right, Sean. He, it's not like he didn't live a long life, but it still hurts to see so, like a legend like that go. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny, uh, Brian. I, I'm not to, you know, j- real quick. I just want to say Richard Pryor gave him like the highest of accolades. Like he he praised Gene Wilder so much. His daughter said like he praised him so much. And, you know, these guys are like different, live different lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And just praised him so much man so that's that's you know that's a hell of a thing for uh, you know uh, richard Pryor to praise gene wilder as just a person you know and, and a great guy man so no that, we, we love richard Pryor around here man oh, i mean yeah. this oh. is peoria this is where he's from i was born in peoria richard Pryor was born in peoria i mean richard Pryor is like a part of peoria you know what i mean so he's got a son that used to live around here a few years ago i don't know if he's still around here anymore but yeah, not well. sure I, I remember, I remember seeing him, man. He looked just like his father. So, but Great. yeah. All right, guys, it's time for, uh, iTunes reviews. We got, uh, got one this week. It's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really love to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris Dubach and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole whose dick don't work. iTunes reviews. This one uh, comes. Uh, it's a five star. It comes from Chris Game, and uh, it's titled "I Can't Even." <laughs> and uh, then it goes on to say, "Express how effing great this podcast is." Jake is the man. Peace. Wow, what's up with that? I don't know. What's it like having fans? <laughs> It's okay. Because well, I, I, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious because I don't know what it's like. It's okay. It's like, like a couple weeks ago, it's like we get that fucking, uh, uh, we get that one fucking uh, two star. And uh, yeah, it's like, it, <laughs> oh, right. it, 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 it targets me as being, uh, what was it, just a fucking ranting. And, and then it targets Jay for his laughing. Nothing about you. Yeah. So I'm considering him a fan of yours. I, I did too. Same, same with this guy. Jake is the man. Peace. Wow. It's like, not, it, yeah, not, not, no love. No love. <laughs> What's it like having fans, Jake? It's nice. It's it, nice. <laughs> it's decent. I sleep good at night. I feel like Scott. No, I feel like Scotty Pippen every goddamn week. Oh yeah, I do. I'm hardly Jordan. I feel like fucking Scotty Pippen. Yeah, hell, you dunking these podcasts right in your face, man. Oh Jesus, I don't know. I'm gonna have to rethink my life. Jake is the man. 
Jake is the man. Peace. Sounds like a millennial too with his I can't even. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking iTunes reviews. Even a five star can piss me off sometimes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like this guy. Good listener. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck you and your five-star fucking Jake dick sock. <laughs> nice. I got tall, I got top balls too, man. They, they, need, they need attention too. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't put in this one. Fuck Brian and his old saggy balls. <laughs> Watch out for mosquitoes. Yeah. Oh, man. We're extra undergarments. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, great review. <sighs> Shit. All right, you guys uh, ready to move on to some good pop, bad pop? Yeah, why not? It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad Pop! Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things. And if this is your first time listening to our show, you probably too realize that Jake is the man. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) But we also have a rating system. And if it's your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with said rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something... They toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. I Tupperware myself. I knew you were going to. <laughs> I Tupperware you too, Jim. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. God damn it. You're okay, Brian. You're a high taster. <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! Ah, fuck you! Fuck that listener, too. What was your fucking name? Game was the last name. Yeah, fucking Chris Game. Fuck you. Five-star Jake Dick Suck. All right, moving on. Uh, the first... (laughs) Somebody gives us a five-star, and I say, fuck you. What can he he do? (laughs) Knock it down another star and say, all four of these are for Jake. (laughs) All right, let's see here. Guys, first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about a new movie that came out. Uh, It's in theaters now, and it's also on video on demand. Not playing in any theater near me, so I did check this out on video on demand. It's called Zoom. It's directed by Pedro Morelli. It's written by Matt Hansen. It stars Gail Garcia Bernal as Edward, Allison Pill as Emma, Marion Ximenez as Michelle, uh, Mariana Ximenez as Michelle, Jason Priestley as Dale, and Tyler Labine as Bob. The synopsis for this one is a multidimensional interface between a comic book artist, a novelist, and a film director. Each lives in a separate reality, but authors a story about one of the others. So we all watched, well, two and a half of us watched all of it. Well, two of us, two of us watched all of it, and one of us didn't. Uh, Sean, uh, what, what happened, man? <laughs> Dude, I, I faded out, man. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what you had me watching. I was like, man, what the heck? Yeah, it went into, like, it, it was... It was weird, man. I I, I I don't know, man. I was tripping. I was like, I can't, I couldn't finish it. I was like, I can't do this. Like, this was wasn't for me, man. Okay. And, and, you said you got about uh, thirty minutes in. I got about thirty minutes. Okay. In, thirty minutes. In. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah, it's, <laughs> can, I, can I rate it or do I rate it? No, no. Rate it on thirty minutes that you saw. No, well, thirty minutes I saw, I toss it. Okay. I toss it. Okay. 
<laughs> Jake, I'm, I'm curious. Yes, I watched the whole movie. Yeah. And um, I will also toss this movie. <laughs> I I just did not care for it. It felt like um, I. it's not that I had trouble understanding it. You'd kind of given me a warning that it was confusing at yeah. first. Yeah. And, and I read the description of the movie before I saw it. And that description actually really helped a lot, too, yeah. knowing yeah. that all three characters were authoring a story of the other character. Right. I was, I don't know how quick I would have picked up on that had I not read the description of the movie, but going in knowing it, I kind of knew the gist. Right. And it just felt like a poor man's Charlie Kaufman movie to me. Like, it just felt like a dumbed down Kaufman movie. Like, see, if, if you like this, like, see adaptation, because that'll fucking blow your nuts off, because that's, like, a really good movie with really good acting that's very much the same themes and everything. And I just, like, all these people are authoring a different story, and it's like, A, I didn't buy that most of these characters were smart enough to be, like, writing a story in general. And, like, I didn't think the Allison Pill character is a comic book artist, and there's never any plot points involving that whatsoever, which kind of bothered me. Like, why is she into drawing comic books? Why is she drawing a comic book in the first place? Like, what the fuck is she even doing that for? And I, I don't know. I just had so many problems with this movie. I, I just found it to be – it wanted to be incredibly smart, but I found it to be incredibly stupid. I I was watching this <clears> – <throat> was so you toss it as well. I okay. toss it, yeah. I was watching this movie, and for the first 40 – Five minutes, I had no clue what was going on, and I absolutely hated this movie. At the 45-minute mark, I realized what was going on in this movie, and I absolutely loved the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give it a Tupperware, I, I, and I'm not giving what? it a – I'm not biased. I'm not biased. I thought it was cool. I thought this movie was super fucking cool, man. I, I did. I thought it was super fucking cool. I, I, the only storyline that I didn't really care about was the Dale and Michelle story. Um, with a, that's the Jason Priestley storyline, uh, with her. I didn't really care for that one too yeah. much, but I loved, I loved the cartoon. I, I thought the cartoon was fantastic. Um, uh, with, uh, that character and his dick shrinking yeah. and then buying a penis pump and then buying that, you know, that, and then buying that, uh, penis attachment and then, she really – I don't know. The, the, that whole storyline I thought was pretty fun. I if thought I was going to rank all three, I agree that that was the best. And then I liked – I did like the Allison Pill stuff uh, with like the whole like uh, body shaming and then her realizing that she's happy in her own skin and shit like that yeah. towards the end of the movie. And like Tyler the Bean's character being like a complete douche about like – her and like oh that kind of you know what i mean just like body shaming and stuff like that and i'm thinking to myself like oh this is a pretty girl what are you talking about and uh, she realizes that towards the end of the movie i just thought it was super cool i I, like i told jake i I texted him because i knew like i knew how i felt about it the first 45 minutes going in and how i felt like this movie is i don't know what's going on i i don't like it and then when once i realized that it was a complete mobius loop like I, I felt like this whole movie was a Mobius loop. Like one, <laughs> it, it blew my mind in a way for for what they did. It's just like one, each story connected because one one person was authoring the other person's story, and it was a Mobius loop of that. And that kind of blew my mind. And I, I, I kind of appreciated two out of the three of the stories enough to make me Tupperware this and think it was a very cool, innovative movie. Uh, I liked the mix of the artwork and. I, the only part I didn't care for was, like I said, like that that Jason Priestley storyline with him and 
um, what's her name, Michelle or whatever her name was. I didn't really care. Didn't care for her too much. Yeah, but, I had a hard time swallowing that she was writing the Allison Pill story. Like, yeah, but see, that's the thing. I think they tried to they they, they tried to make you. They, they didn't do a great job of explaining that. Honestly, it's. I think they tried to make you. They wanted to push across the point that like you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, and that you know, this woman is gorgeous. Why can't she be creating something? Fantastic. Why can't she be writing something fantastic? Like you had like Jason Priestley who was basically saying, oh, you're too pretty to write anything that good. But on the flip side, then you had Tyler Labine telling Alison Pill that, oh, okay, you know, uh, that kind of a woman with large breasts would not be with a guy like me, blah, 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 and body shaming her. So I felt yeah. like it was like inverse of itself, those stories, but they all kind of like connected in this Mobius loop. And for that, I once it's once it once it clicked at the forty five minute mark for me, like what was going on? I thought this movie was super fucking cool, even down to like her jumping out of the plane and realizing what she had to do. I I, I loved it towards the end. I thought I thought it had a great payoff for me. I understand the Andy Kaufman stuff. Yeah. Did I say Andy Kaufman? Yes, you yeah. did. Yeah. You mean Charlie? Kaufman. I mean Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman, I understand the similarities there, mm-hmm. but I felt like and I do. I see a lot of adaptation. I do see a lot of Charlie Kaufman's movies in this, but I think I think it was pulled off. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really liked I was, it. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, aha uh-huh video. I was like, hmm. I, I mean, can I be honest with you? I don't like I don't like that kind of animation. I don't like where it, you take real people and kind of like draw lines around them to make them animated. I kind of, for me myself, like I'm not. Oh, now, now you're just know. being now you're just being an art snob, Sean. I am being an art snob. <laughs> so, you know, it's for like you know, man. I, I like know. I study, I study I animation. You know what I mean? So for me, it's yeah. like kind of a a, a a hokey hack kind of way to animate, and I'm like, oh, man, it be, bothered me a you're, little. It, it, and it bother. you're turning Steve into an art snob now. It's like, oh, absolutely. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I thought the to me the last forty five minutes was worse than the first forty five minutes. Oh, like, I, I didn't I didn't get it. Like I felt like it got most interesting when the movie ended. Like I, I thought the payoff was really weak. It was like it was most fascinating once they started realizing what was going on, and then there was really no closure to that at all. Like it just like abruptly ended, and I was kind of like, ah, oh, damn. Just when I was interested in what's going to happen in the plot of this movie, it kind of had a real cheap ending to me. Where like the, nothing came out of everyone realizing that they were. I was like on the stories. There's no yeah. why were they doing it. There's there's no like resolution to it whatsoever. It just reminded me of like you know I, I love like the the being John Malkovich kind of shit and like, yeah that, that kind I of, love that too. I know and I, I love I, that too. I do too. And I, I felt it. like this was like I felt like this was a good. I don't know. I loved the Mobius loop of it. I loved I, I I loved how they all kind of like intertwined, and I loved how everything came together. I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I thought all the characters felt flat for me. It was never really funny. It felt obviously like guys trying to write female characters too, and that came off badly to me. Like, I liked the, I liked the Allison Pill character. I liked her a lot. I liked uh, the uh, whoever voiced the uh, the the cartoons and stuff like that. The one that looked like Louis C.K. and yeah, and uh, I liked all that stuff. I liked how they tried to turn this guy. I, I like her. They turned this guy who like who I would consider like a a, a Denny Villeneuve type of director. Or and they tried to turn him into Michael Bay. Yeah, and yeah. I enjoyed kind of seeing that whole thing play out and. Uh, 
and then, and then how it turned into the other story with Jason Priestley and Michelle and, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know why, but for the last 45 minutes of this movie, I was engaged and I was loving it. I, once the movie got over, I was like, man, that was fun. I was also drunk, so. <laughs> <laughs> and there were, there were lots of boobs in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but mo- most of them, most of them were from that. She, she, basically Allison Pills character, she, uh, she, she crafts like sex dolls. Yes. Uh, so she writes, I guess she draws comic strips on the side, but like, <laughs> yeah. I guess to pay the bills, she crafts these sex dolls. And then you had like that whole drug story. I didn't feel like, I did feel like the whole drug storyline didn't pay off. That was kind of like weird. Yeah. With it, the creepy. Kept it green then, man. Damn. Watch this movie. <laughs> I didn't like how like, she was like, oh, I'm mad at all guys, so I'm just going to erase this guy's dick in my comic book. And that's going to affect the plot. Like, that makes no sense at all. Yeah. I, but like, it made, wrap but, your head but around it, that. But it made, for, it made for some funny moments with that character, though. So she's writing a comic book where her comic book character realizes that she erased his dick. Like, yes. It, it's fuck, It's stupid. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious because, like, you see this guy who, like, who, who had, like, a fucking uh, horse cock before this, apparently. Yeah. And was banging all these ladies. And you get to see how his character interacts. It's like, it's like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's like, uh, you watch, like, Cool World. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like the Charlie Kaufman version of Cool World or something. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I love Cool World. I love Cool World, too. <laughs> yeah, I did, too. I'm a big fan of that movie. Why was it called Zoom, by the way? Hollywood. What? Why was the movie called Zoom? I have no clue why it was called Zoom. <laughs> that was another thing that drove me crazy. I was like, this is the worst <laughs> titled movie ever. Yeah. Like, there was n- nothing. And, yeah. like, I didn't get that. I don't understand Zoom either. Zoom. That's a good qu- yeah. yeah. Why was it called Zoom? Yeah, I have no idea. That's if, a good question for the director. If anyone could tell me why this movie was even called Zoom, I, I you know, I don't know. It made no sense. No, Nothing was named Zoom. Yeah. Like, eh, eh. Was that the name of her comic book? Oh, we don't know. No, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess, well, well I, I don't know. Uh, like, Stranger Than Fiction was already taken. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. All right, guys, what else you got for me this week on Good Pop, Bad Pop? Um, I went to, uh, just real quickly, I went to a Pokemon. Oh, hold on, hold on. Jake, you're the man. Why? Oh, thank you. Peace. I All know. right, that, oh, go ahead. You don't have to tell me what I already know. <laughs> Brian, you're a solid high tasted. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Son of a bitch. I uh, just briefly, I went to a, uh, I went to my first Pokemon Go convention yesterday. Oh, which, yeah, of course, Jake is the man. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Y'all, y'all, y'all still playing Pokemon Go? I am. Jake is. Okay, uh, I, I'm done. I, I never started, and I don't think I would ever start. But it's, uh, no, hold on. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing a trend here, Sean. You can't finish the fucking movie. You never started Pokemon. Like, like it's not, it's not, it wasn't for me, Brian. I'm telling you, it wasn't for me. Like, like I was. I looked at the app, and my when my son started playing it, my son's 16, and I was yeah. like, man, I can't do this, man. I, it feels weird when you got when you have kids. It feels weird to see them play something. And then, like, when you want to do it, that's even when I play video games, I'm like, mm, I can't do this. Never yeah, it feels weird to bond with your son. I just couldn't get into it, man. And you know the funny shit is when you guys are talking about it, and I, I run, like, I usually run on the weekends, and I'm, running, and I'm running in the park, and I see a bunch of people, like, in the middle of the park, like, what the fuck are they doing? 
And I, I stopped and like asked him, like, oh, they're playing Pokemon Go. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. And so I just started running again. But anyway, I'm sorry, Jake. Go ahead, man. Talk about you. No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I'm actually curious about like this event um, because like I, I really got into the game. Mm-hmm. I, I burnt myself out on it. Maybe I'll jump back into it. But like how did the event go? The event was really great. I, I Tupperware the event. Um, they had a lot of people there selling a lot of merchandise, which I thought was really cool. Um, it gave an excuse for like people to make some like homemade shit and sell some stuff. Right. Uh, someone was selling like leather coasters that they had made with the Pokemon, uh, plenty of different t-shirts and bumper stickers and even stuff that was like kind of related to Pokemon, but not like they had people there selling like old Nintendo games and old Nintendo systems and like stuff like that. And that was really cool. Like lots of food trucks were there and everything. And it was just neat to have a lot of like-minded people all in one area. Mm-hmm. And I, I met new friends that I'd never met before just because of the game and everything. And we just had, we had so much fun. Um, after the event, me, another guy that you met when we w- went down to the river for oh, yeah. one time, Nathan, yeah. Nathan, me, him, and a few other people that we had just met all went out and started taking over gyms after the event. Oh, and we cool. had a lot of fun doing that and everything, just driving around Peoria, just fucking up everyone's red gym and making it blue. Nice. Go team mystic. <laughs> So it's like it's like kitty gang wars kind of. Yeah, it's kind of fucking fun. You go over and fuck people's shit up. No, it's 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 a, it's a good thing socially. I think uh, I, I I'm not gonna and I just don't know. I think for a while what what got me out of it, Jake, was just the heat here in Illinois. Yeah, it was killing me. I, I was getting sick of going out in the 90 degree weather. And uh, I should have went out with you yesterday. I mean, Nathan he, was really depressed when I told him that, that I wasn't coming up. That I had given up. Yeah, he uh, was. Really, he was like, "Man, he was the most gung ho of all you guys." <laughs> He's like, he had the highest level of everybody. He's like, how could he be the one that quit? And we we were talking about it. And we were saying you really need to come take over gyms with us one time. Yeah, that's that's really what opens the game up. Okay, like that's what you did all that work. Yeah, to never have the payoff of all the work you did. Yeah. Like, you're sitting on all those high-powerful Pokemon that you never right. got to go fuck people shit up with. Yeah, I know. I just got, like, a really nice Snorlax recently, too. So yeah. it's like, man, uh, you know, maybe I'll jump back into it, man. Let me know. Hit, hit me up the next time you guys are going to go out and take uh, take on some gyms, and maybe I'll come out, man. All right, sweet. Yeah, that shit was a lot of fun. I'm going to have a little bit of free time this this next week, so let me know. All right. Yeah. And, and like I said, I Tupperware this event. I hope they made a lot of money. I hope they can do more of these. I, I know the popularity of the game is kind of waning a little bit from where it started didn't they uh, didn't uh, i read like an, i didn't read the article but i saw it in comicbook.com that there's a versus buddy thing coming out now yeah you're, you're able to pick a pokemon that you can walk around with and then mm-hmm. you earn candy for that pokemon as you walk around with them oh, okay which is really cool because like the really hard ones to find as long as you have one of them you could still earn that candy to be able to evolve him and power him up and whatnot nice. So I'm really excited for that feature. They didn't announce when that's coming, but we know it's coming sometime in the next month. Okay, very cool. So yeah, it was a, it was a great event. Had a great time. Cool, man. The game the game has made so much money, man. It's ridiculous. Oh, it so, is. It is ridiculous. Yeah. And much you, respect to the people who ever made that thing, man. And you don't need to spend a cent either. I mean, you really don't. I almost don't even get why people are spending money on this game. Like it's. Oh, so there's no. So is there is there any in app purchases for this game? There is in app purchases, but like unlike some games. None of them are necessary. You can do you can do everything in this game without spending a dime. That's good. Yeah, but it feels like other people have to spend money and get these lures. Yeah, it feels like you're always using somebody else's lures. Yeah, but even then, like if if you get into the gym battle aspect of it, you're you're earning the stuff that you have to pay money for. 
Yeah, that's true. And okay. so if you, you you take over ten gyms and you pile them up with your group, you're earning like a hundred coin a day off of that, and you don't need to spend a dime. You can buy all those lures just off of gym yeah, battles. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's the bad <clears throat> players that don't like know what they're doing that are spending all this fucking money. Yeah. Like I ran into someone at the event that had said they'd spent damn near four hundred dollars so far. Oh, wow. And I was just like, you got to be fucking shitting me. And they're like, how much money have you spent? And I was like, eh, I spent 10 bucks on it just out of, for the fuck of it. Yeah. To like get a little extra stuff and everything. Right. And they're like, hi, I was higher level than the person that had spent 400 bucks. What is up with that? So it's like, what the hell? How are you going to spend that much money? That's insane. And then not go out and do, and I was asking them, I was like, do you go do gym battles and stuff? And they're like, no, we're just, we just do the collecting part of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, damn, 400 bucks. You're not even really playing the game. You've got to like, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I, I guess like if they had like an incubator that could incubate in like twice the time. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe I'd drop some coin on that. Yeah. But, like, other than that, dude, I'm not dropping any money on this motherfucker. No, and like I said, all that stuff that you spend coin on, you, you could just get for free by doing those gym battles. Yeah. So. That's crazy, up. dude. All right. Let's see here. Uh, hey, Sean, do you have anything for uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop this week? Uh, yeah. I, I, I watched a couple movies. I've got a ton of shit. So, like, if you want to, if, yeah, I mean, we can, we can go back and forth. Because, Jake, do you have any more? I got some more stuff, yeah. Right on. Because I got tons of shit. I got some toys and I got some movies I've seen, so okay. I'll get jumping to it. All I'll right. jump into toys first. Jump though, into toys. Guys, um what I actually I'm a huge collector of the Marvel I mean not Marvel, but the Star Wars hot toys and sideshow collectible stuff. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've seen so, I've seen you post your shit. <laughs> so in other words, you're rich. No, man. I'm not, I'm not rich, man. I got a good job. I, 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 you know, I'm a graphic designer for, you know, for a living. So it's okay. But, but I travel fucking eight hours a day, man. So yeah. Yeah. Out. You deserve it, man. Cause <laughs> fuck, dude. I hear about your commute to work every day and it may, oh God. Yeah, man. I'm trying, you know, it's funny, man. I have, a, I have a problem probably, but you know what? I'm trying to relive some of the childhood stuff that I had when I was a kid. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I got to go back and kind of collect some of this stuff. But, you know, this week anyway, I um I end up grabbing a Sideshow Collectibles Deluxe Darth Vader figure. And it stands about 12 inches. Um, the detail on it is from the Return of the Jedi uh, Darth Vader. Comes with, like, the alternate, you know, Anakin head from the movie. Um, it, it, it's it's a great piece. Compared to it, the Hot Toys, uh, the Hot Toys version, I feel like this one is you know it's it's better than than that hot toys figure and hot toys right now is like you know on top of the game but for for me you know this i did the research on it and i ended up just grabbing this figure i got off ebay off a bid for like 180 bucks so i couldn't pass it up because you know other you know online itself it's going for like 400 500 bucks Wow. So, yeah. So I was I was very happy to get this. I don't have a Darth Vader, you know, sideshow or Hot Toys figure. So I really I'm trying to get all the old stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was able just to grab it, man. And I I unpackaged it this week, and I you know I sent some pictures on our Facebook page and on my Instagram page. And oh my god, the thing is, is that the one where you've got the stormtrooper behind it, and then you've got like the um the prototype Boba Fett too? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dude. Yes. Uh, yeah, that one looks fucking amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, you know, I've been on the hunt for. It. I just didn't want to pay, you know, a shit ton of money for. No, it, you so. got it at a good price. I think like you, you just paid like a few dollars over retail, correct? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah which wasn't bad. bad at all, man. Does he have lightsaber ready on that figure and everything? You know, you know what, Jake? It it wasn't the one that came with the the light up lightsaber, and that that's the Hot Toys version. Okay. And I, I thought about getting that, and I was like, ah, oh, should I get this one? But then I'm like, you know what? It, this had more accessories. Like the the base like lights up, and like and then there's you can have you have a separate head, and then that little base lights up. So it came with a shit ton of accessories, like ten ten different positioned hands. And just the detail on it was amazing to me, man. Got so like I the just, force choke hand. Yes, yes, yes. Nice, yes. nice. That's cool. And so you just you can't take his helmet off, but you can pop in the other head where it's got like Anakin with a big gnaw mark on his head and shit. Yes. Okay, yes. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it was it's a good piece to have. Um, continuing that, I was able to also get uh, the Han Solo uh, Hot Toys version of you know of the new, of the New Hope version of uh, of Harrison Ford. And um, that one is remarkably amazing. And if I had to rate that one, I have to give it a Tupperware. The, there's a, one little hang-up with the boot on the back, Brian, that it's it's really – I got to stuff something in there. And it's really weird. I don't know if you've ever seen the Hot Toy stuff. Like they, they, their, their articulation and stuff is really great. But there are some small things sometimes with the back of the foot, and they don't space it out properly. And hmm. it just pisses you off. So it can't but. stand right or something? No, no, it's, it stands great. It's just it's just that there's an indentation in the back of the boot at the bottom. Yeah, mm. and, and it, that's probably the worst thing about it. But the detail and the articulation overall is amazing. So Hey, how's your Black Series collection coming along? I'm done. I got everything, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a picture of it, man. That I is insane. That is yeah. fucking. Are you okay? Are you looking forward to uh, the Rogue One stuff coming out? Have you seen the new stuff coming out? Yes, Brian. I am. I took off September thirtieth <laughs> just so I could jump in line at Toys R Us to get this Black Series stuff for the uh, Rogue One stuff. Yeah, they've got the. I've seen like they've got like the K two S O coming out. They've got like they've got like the they got finally got, they got Resistance C three PO coming out with the red arm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. yo, I'm telling you, Brian. I know you don't. I don't know if you collect the black. I know you collect the three inch stuff. Yeah, but the black series stuff, like this Rogue One stuff, man, it it looks amazing. It that looks K2, great. It lo- yeah. You're right. The K2SO looks. It looks like the best black series figure I've ever seen. Which yes. the black series stuff, I think, took a dip. There, I think when it first came out, it was fantastic, and then I think the quality took a dip. Like the original Chewbacca that came out, and then they came out with the 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 Force Awakens Chewbacca. Yeah, looked yeah. like garbage compared to the original Chewbacca that came out in the Black Series. Yeah, I wasn't oh. impressed with a lot of those Force Awakens Black Series. The first wave of them. Yeah, I, I was like, ugh. This, you the- know, what's funny. You know, you know, it's funny. They actually ended up changing. They ended up doing a, a, a second Kylo Ren and a second Rey with the lightsaber for the for the second release of those figures which is really weird i don't know why they did that but i think they fucked up the first time yeah <laughs> and they just <laughs> excuse me i'm sorry no, you're and they fine. ended up changing they end up they end up adding like three other rays on like it's crazy man so Ooh, yeah, yeah that first like, ray was you know, terrible the first ray didn't look like daisy ridley it looked like hillary swank in the morning it looked like shit yeah <laughs> Hillary Swank without makeup <laughs> in the morning. But then Kmart released a uh, um, uh, Starkiller base version, and that came with the Kylo Ren and the Ray. We had to have the iceberg on it, and that one's amazing. It looks remarkable. So that's cool. Where the Dude, fuck do you find a Kmart? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I have thing. a Kmart right around the corner from my house. It's still open. 
Yeah. Our, our just fucking closed. Yeah, all of them. Like, every town around us, their Kmart closed. Yeah, they're going. this one around here is going strong. It, it, it does pretty well, I think, during the holidays. But it's not going to be around too much longer, believe me. So September 30th, that's Force Friday this year? Yes. Yes, okay. it is. Ro- it's called Ro- uh, Go Go Rogue Friday. Go Rogue Friday. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't Disney know if I can get behind is, that. Disney Store is releasing stuff. Um, they got those Elite Series stuff that looks like they're not that good. And um, Are they like the metal ones like last year? Yes, the die cast stuff, but they're also coming out with the premium, the the premium uh, uh, figures as well. Okay, I've got I've got the uh, what was it the Disney die cast uh, Captain Phasma. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I, I like yeah. that figure more than any of the other the Black Series stuff that I've gotten. I like that figure this, more than the character in the movie. Oh, yes. This is what of I tell. This is what I. This is what I tell you. If if you're gonna get the elite stuff, just get don't get the human figures. Just get the stormtroopers or the Boba Feds and stuff like that. Oh, the Kylo Ren and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The costumes play really well in that diecast form. Yes, absolutely. Agree with that. I'm gonna, guys. I'm gonna talk about uh, real quick. I'm gonna talk about uh, some movies that I watched this week. I'm gonna talk about two old ones. I'm gonna retro talk about them, and then I'm gonna talk about two newer ones that I've seen. Nice. They're, they're not new movies, but uh, I revisited uh, Forrest Gump for the first time in probably over ten years. Oh wow! I watched oh, that. Wow. I love that movie. It's still so good. It is fantastic. Forrest Gump is so amazing. It is so good. Such a great movie. I realized at the end of that movie that we were looking at a young, uh, what was the Sixth Sense kid? Oh, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, he he played uh, Forrest Gump's little boy in that movie. I did not know that. I didn't know it either until I watched it again. But, man, um, I watched this movie through through, different uh, eyes this time. I've always hated Jenny. Mm-hmm. Watching the movie, and it's like I realized that, like you know, watching it again after you know fifteen years of seeing not seeing this movie, that like we're, we're just watching two stories here. We're watching the story of you know Jenny through Forrest Gump's th- through his eyes, but like if you try to look at it through Jenny's eyes, it's like this, she wasn't trying to hurt Forrest. I think she really did love him, but I felt like she just grew up abusive mm-hmm. to where she in, in a sexually abusive home to where I don't feel like she thought that she, that that she deserved Forrest. That she didn't want to put him through that. Like, oh, you don't want me? I'm damaged. And so she, so she sought out these damaged guys that, that, that were like her father, that hurt her. And I think by the time that she realized that she did love Forrest, it was too late. She had already uh, contracted the AIDS virus and back in 81 when she died in the story, like she, there's no way to, you know, there's no way to, to, to help her, you know, um, live through, through the, through HIV. Yeah. And I think right. a part, part of her, like, like she was a flawed character. Like, I don't think she wanted to hear what people were going to say about her being in a relationship with Forrest Gump, mm. you know, someone that other people might see differently and like question why she's in a relationship with. I don't think she yeah, was but like once you got, strong enough female to, that's true. But like once you got to the wedding and she saw like the people in his life that he had impacted mm-hmm. and that were, that loved him. I mean, you know, you got Lieutenant Dan showing up and it's like that for me, it was like Lieutenant Dan finally getting to meet Jenny and stuff like that. And it was just like, and Lieutenant Dan still living, being alive because of what Forrest had done for him. Yeah. And it's this movie just like, it, it fucking, it fucking hit me. I was just like, wow, this is such a great movie. And it's a, it's a movie that they would not make today. No, I agree. They I made agree. this in like 90, 94. It came out in 94. They would not make a movie like this today with a guy that's like of below average intelligence being able to do these things. 
in the politically correct world that we live in today, they would not make Forrest Gump the way it is now. No. The, the way it was, you know, it's funny. Way, a lot of Tom Hanks movies they wouldn't make now. Yeah, like Philadelphia. I don't oh. think they could make Philadelphia now. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I, I Tupperware the fuck out of Forrest Gump. It, it's such a great movie, and it, it, it blows my mind that if, if if there's anybody listening that's never seen it, it's on Netflix. Oh, last, is it? Yeah. Last week, yeah, watch it. Last week I talked about uh, Freaks and Geeks. How I revisited that show. And you wouldn't believe how many people have reached out to me and said, Brian, thank you. I've never watched Freaks and Geeks. Thank you. This show is so fantastic. It's like so many people are watching this Goldbergs TV show, which mm-hmm. I thought was really funny for the first two seasons. But it's formulaic and it's it's not as inventive and as innovative as what Paul Feig and Judd Apatow were doing back in 99 and 2000 with Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks – is way ahead of its time and it got canceled. Yeah. And I think like if a network, if you were to fucking tell a network now, oh, I can give you a show with Jason Segal, Seth Rogen, James Franco, Linda Cardellini, Joe Flaherty, fucking, uh, Busy Phillips, they'd be like, oh my God, what? Are you talking about network TV or are you talking about Netflix? Mm-hmm. Like, are you, what are you talking HBO? Is this going to be on HBO? No, it's like, this show was way ahead of its time, and it got fucking canceled. What, cha- what channel was that on that it got canceled? NBC. Yeah. Fucking, oh, NBC fucking, fucking NBC. Yeah, nothing but cancellations. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. No- yeah, NBC, nothing but cancellations. Yeah, Forrest Gump's incredible. It's, um, I mean, if listeners don't know, it's a Robert Zemeckis movie. It's the guy that's yeah. behind Back to the Future. Back to the Future. You know, great filmmaker. Great soundtrack to this movie. Soundtrack I, blows me out of the water. I loved how Robert Zemeckis... When Forrest Gump meets Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. he uses the guy that played um, the boyfriend in The Frighteners to play Elvis. Oh. Because Robert Zemeckis was also behind a TV show back in 93 that got canceled called Johnny Bago. Mm-hmm. And that guy was the lead in that show. He, he uses – he's kind of like uh, – Zemeckis is kind of like J.J. Abrams using Greg Grunberg. Oh, yeah. A lot of directors are like that. Exactly. Uh, James Gunn using his brother. Yeah, Raimi always putting Ray- Bruce Campbell Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, Robert Zemeckis likes to use this one particular actor. And I, I can't remember his name, but he's been in a ton of movies. He was in Pool Hall Junkies. He was in The Frighteners. He was in that TV show Johnny Bago. I love this guy. And he, they had him play Elvis. And he looks like Elvis. Yeah. And he had him play Elvis. Elvis in the Forrest Gump movie, and Forrest Gump. I'm sorry, I'm 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 going on way too long about something I was going to talk really quick about. But this this movie, it's it's a great look at history. It's just a fantastic look at history, and it's a fantastic look at two stories. And man, uh, Tom Hanks is just just fucking amazing. There are there are moments in this movie where like it doesn't matter how long I haven't seen this movie, but when Tom Hanks is at the fucking grave. Of Bubba, mm-hmm. and then later on when he's at the grave of uh, Jenny, and he's talking about how fucking smart their son is, and uh, what a wonderful kid he is, and he starts his voice cracks and he starts crying. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking, mm-hmm. I'm fucking tearing up, man. Yeah, it's it's making me well up a bit just hearing you remembering <laughs> that part. <laughs> it's 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 such it's such a powerful movie. Yes. From the beginning where you see something like I had never seen in any other movie with the with the the feather. 
mm-hmm. floating around and then it lands, it comes to Forrest Gump. Like, it's like everybody remembers that intro. Family Guy has riffed on that in- intro. Oh, yeah. So many iconic scenes yeah. and dialogue lines. And yeah. yeah, what a great fucking movie. What a great movie. Um, the next movie that I want to talk about that I watched today is, uh, The Crow. We, we, a couple weeks ago, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, Jason, uh, Cromoa, Jason Momoa, uh, you know, rebooting The Crow and like, can this guy do it and blah, 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 blah. And so I watched The Crow. I was just like, you know, I, I gotta see Brandon Lee in this performance again. I've gotta figure out to myself. And it made me think like, if Jason Momoa can't fucking reboot Hercules properly, mm-hmm. or no, Conan, it was Conan. He did another Conan movie. Oh, wow. I didn't even remember or, that. Yeah. Ugh, Con- yeah. If he can't do that, he's not going to be able to do The Crow. Yeah. And- you no, know, Brian, I don't think you can redo The Crow. I just, it's not, it, 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 we live in a world of comic book movies. Yeah. So The Crow, I feel like, is something that people aren't really, you know, into. Can I flip? And Can I flip? That's tough. Go ahead. No, I hear you, dude. It's I, I think like the story is it's. Can I flip it on you without sounding? Too, God damn it! See, this is gonna sound fucked up. This no, is, fucking go ahead, man. Okay, okay. We've seen a lot of this fucking shit in a lot of movies these days, and a lot of people are getting pissed off about it. And this is not my reason for bringing it up. I think the way to bring the crow back is to actually have gender gender reversal. And I, everybody's going to think I'm fucking crazy because it's like, oh, we saw the Ghostbusters do it. And a lot of people liked it and a lot of people hated it. Sean, you loved the new Ghostbusters. I did. Jake liked it and I did not like it. And I didn't like it because it was women. I just didn't like it because I just didn't, I just didn't like it. Yeah, it wasn't funny to you. It wasn't funny to me. But, but, okay, I think that what what was so awesome about the original crow movie was that it was a story of pure vengeance mm-hmm. pure vengeance and they gave you this story of pure vengeance and it was like you know like you watch like the old robocop and how violent they were to uh, you know peter weller's character they they fucking blew off his limbs and they fucking killed him it was so gory and so violent and they went all out in the crow the original movie they fucking he comes in, they fucking shoot him. He's still fucking breathing and on dying on the floor as they're raping his fiance. They're raping her. Four guys rape her and it's horrible. It's horrible. And you and you want to see these guys suffer. You want to see these guys suffer so that when you watch this fucking movie and he fucking comes back as the crow and he's invulnerable. He has the power to kill these fucking rapists. Mm-hmm. He's in, he's fuck, you know what I mean? That's what you want. It's satisfying to see somebody who's done something, such a horrific act. Somebody that's done something so horrible to a human being. Hey, Take, you want to see him get the comeuppance. Yes. And, um, I feel like if you do the crow again, let's take out Eric Draven and instead, the woman that got, and I'm saying the woman that got raped in the situation, and I'm not, I want to see her come back and take vengeance. See, that, that, that's, that's, that's such a touchy, a touchy subject. Fuck me. I know it is. I know it is, Sean. I know it is, Sean. But that's what made the crow so goddamn good. Because you, you hated those people because of what they did to her. You fucking hated them. And it's not like I'm, it's not, I'm not like I'm saying like, oh, I, I'm endorsing rape. Like, oh, I'm all for rape. Yeah, you need a, you need a god, you need a good rape in a movie to make a movie good. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, you know what? We, it, it, unfortunately, it does fucking happen. 
It does happen in this world. And, and I mean, what you're describing reminds me of the girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay, I mean that's basically what we see in that in the, in the yeah. adventure version of that movie. Right. It's basically what we see is is a, is a girl getting vengeance for what it, for getting raped. Right. Yeah. It, see, it, that's 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 the problem is that there's so many movies on vengeance and all that kind of shit. It's just not. It, it's so sad because I I like the crow. I I love the crow, but I just don't. For now, it's just not. Ah, you, you really got to go. You have to take this. The, if, if you're going to redo it, you got to get edgy with this shit. And uh, Brian, I agree with you. I think that would be probably the gender swap would probably be great. Think but about it. Got, think about, you you think about really how fucking edgy with it. Think about how fucking good Kill Bill was. Mm-hmm. Think about how fucking badass Uma Thurman was in that fucking role. And, and, and think about her kicking ass. I would rather watch fucking Uma Thurman kick ass in those movies than half of the fucking guy flicks that are out now with Jason Statham. Yeah. Fuck right. that shit. I would rather watch Uma Thurman kick ass than fucking Jason Statham fucking slam some guy into a fucking wall or whatever the fuck he's doing in Crank or The Mechanic or whatever the fuck he's starring in. Give me fucking Uma Thurman. So if you give me a fucking female lead that's going to fucking beat the shit out of some rapist piece of shit, I'm down to see that. And I'm not condoning rape, and I don't think the movie would be condoning rape. No, I agree. Uh -uh. Yeah, I agree. I, and who knows if Jason Momoa even has an ounce of charisma that we're even going to care. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ugh. when fucking Brandon Lee gets fucking shot in the fucking hand and he's like – and he turns around to when Fun Boy shoots him in the hand. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. And then he turns around and shows Fun Boy his hand healing and goes, woo. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. This guy – Think about this. Think about – and I've thought about this. and I, I, I'm not saying like this is fucked up. Think about this. Can you imagine Brandon Lee playing the Joker? Oh, that would be incredible. Hold on. Can you imagine Heath Ledger playing the Crow? I, I sure can. Okay. I could. Unfortunately, both of these wonderful, talented actors died at 27 and 28 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think either either actor is interchangeable. That's how talented they were. I think, I think Brandon Lee could play the Joker. I think, I think Heath Ledger could have played the Crow. These guys are so fucking fantastic in these roles. Now, can you see Jason Momoa playing either of those characters? No. He's too big. First of all, one, he's too fucking big. So that, that is just, it, it just looks weird. You know, such a, it, it's like watching The Rock, you know, do something yeah. like that. Because they're so right. huge. Yeah, but The Rock has charisma, though. Like, I, and I haven't, uh, I haven't seen any of the, things that i love about right. the rock in jason momoa yet yeah like i can see rock in in movies like this because i i feel like the rock's a pretty decent actor and he's a likable enough guy even like, john cena yeah even john cena is like a charismatic actor and i just don't see like anything comedically coming out of and there was some comedy in the crow there was oh yeah for sure his what about- his, his sarcastic timing like when he is in the when he is in the pawn shop and gideons mm-hmm. and he is ta- and I, i'm going to say this john pilati who played um the uh proprietor the owner of gideons pawn shop died on september 1st that actor mm. he just recently died and he's he been a character actor in a ton of stuff, and he was fantastic. So I just I wanted to mention that. But um, when he's in there and he tells him that uh, what was it? He's like, you know, Fun Boy lives above that bar, and and fucking Brandon Lee starts taking the, that gun and starts breaking the glass in the display cases, and he's like, all these fucking. 
pirate nicknames and all this shit. I'm just yeah. like, oh my god! It's like his 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 sarcastic timing's great. He's got great comedic timing. He he's so good. I can't see Moa pulling that off. No, me neither. What I'm about not. what what about Jared Leto? As a crow? As a crow. That's a lead role. I think J- I think Jared Leto could do it. I unfortunately I don't think. See that the, the, the his problem with the Joker was like how much they stripped him down. Yeah, yeah. They, they I mean they should they should own him in that in that role. But I mean him being a crow would, wouldn't be too bad. He's got the body and the build for it. Like, yeah, I see that. But yeah, I don't, I that, don't know. I think no. I think I think Jared Leto could 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 possibly do the crow. I mean, um, be, I, man, I think that'd be a better role for him than the Joker at this point. Um, and Brandon Lee, you know, being the son of Bruce Lee and learning like, you know, Jeet Kune Do and Wing Chun and all that stuff from his father, mm-hmm. he didn't use any of that in this movie. No, not he at really all. He really didn't. Not at all. I mean, there was a couple times where he used a couple kicks and things like that, but like he really didn't use the martial arts. That's not what this character was about. So. No, it was a breakout role for him, I think, because it wasn't based off of like yeah. him being the son of Bruce Lee. That, Absolutely. That really didn't have much to do with why like he was cast here. I found out like, and we're going to break here real quick and then come back and talk to Sh- uh, Sean about more of his uh, good pop, bad pop, and yours as well as Jake. But we're going to break here real soon. I found out some really interesting facts about Brandon Lee. They had so many things set up for him after this movie. Um, he was going to be – he was offered the role of Johnny Cage in the first Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, wow. And that fell out, of course, because he died. Um but see, that's the kind of role that you're giving to him because he's the son of Bruce Lee, I feel like. Like, I feel like he, after The Crow, he deserved more than that. But like, I That's feel, a step down. You look at the actor that, I, they offered it to him, and this is before The Crow came out. Yeah. I think after The Crow comes out and it blows up the way it did. Uh, uh, my if co- I'm his oh, agent, though, I'm on. saying no. Can I ask you this question? Yeah. Would The Crow be, a, would, okay, would The Crow be as much of a cult classic as it is now if he had not have died? Not as much, but it no. would still be a huge It would movie. still be a revered as a good movie. Yes. I, I think it would be. Okay. Okay. I agree. I agree, but I don't think it would be as much as well. No. It's hard. It's hard for it to be like that. That was like almost like the publicity for yeah. it. Sean, what are you thinking, man? I, I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I don't – it's – it's hard to say because you know, I mean, look, he's he, you know, he passed away, so yeah, it's like, mm, you know, the crow. I like the crow. I enjoy the crow. Cult classic, though. It's like, mm, it's still like, a comic book movie alive? that like we've never seen before, though. Yeah, like it's still like almost like changing the game for comic book movies. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Let's let okay. Let me let me let me flip this on you, Jake. Yeah. Let's talk about another comic book movie that came out a few years later after that. Uh-huh. But let's talk about let's say and I'm God forbid, but let's say Wesley Snipes died during the filming of the of Blade. Yeah. Would it would it be a cult classic? I mean, no, it's still revered. It's a great comic book movie in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, it's still revered though. But 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 would would it even be bigger? Now, like I, if I compare, if I can, and I, this is just me. If I compare Blade to The Crow, I'm a bigger fan of The Crow because of what Brandon Lee did for that character. But like on the flip side, like would I have a completely different look now? Let's say Brandon Lee still alive to this day, but like Wesley Snipes, unfortunately, something happened during the filming of that movie. He dies during the filming, yeah. and the and Blade movie comes out, and we never get a Blade two. We never get Blade three. We never get any of those movies. Well, we just, just not having a Blade Three well, makes it more revered. Well, maybe we get maybe we get Blade Two. We get Blade Three. 
but it's like Crow City of Angels. It's, oh. it's, yeah, it's like, it's garbage. We get fucking garbage. Like, they cast fucking, like, horrible actors to play, uh, the lead role. Yeah. And so, like, it never lives up to, like, what it was. Like, would, would, you know what I mean? Like, would I look at Blade differently? Because I, I, I honestly, I think, like, they're both great movies. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if this is weird or not, but I actually prefer Blade 2 to Blade 1. Is that, that's Guillermo de Toro, correct? Yeah, yeah. And I just like the story and the action sequences better, mm-hmm. and I like Blade. Nothing against Blade One, but yeah. I think Blade One is like a taste it for me, and Blade Two is the Tupperware. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I like both Blade One and Blade Two. Blade Three has its moments. Yes. You know, it has. I think Ryan Reynolds was actually a really good bright spot in that movie. Yeah. Patton Oswalt was a bright spot in Blade Three. Triple H was a dark spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. I don't know, man. That's an interesting point. Yeah, though. right now we're just basically like we're like in the fringe universe. <laughs> we're yeah. trying to figure out like like what like in an alternate reality, like what what we would think. I, it would be a cult classic because I mean a lot of people give Blade the credit for yeah. being that movie that kicked off like the comic book movie yeah. fandom that we have today. Like yeah. it's pre X Men, it it's pre Spider Man. It is. It's like the first like major Marvel comic book character. Not even a major Marvel book character, but yeah. But the first, like, you know, they did it right. They did yeah. a comic book movie right. They did. And it didn't seem cheesy and shit. Right. So yeah. I think, yeah, with the death of Wesley Snipes, I think that movie's elevated to just giant cult status. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. Listen, oh God, I'm so sorry, guys. We've gone on really long. And <laughs> you like, in I your want, notes, these are I, like, oh, here's two two-minute quick segments. It's, it's hot. <laughs> they, exactly. Exactly. That's what it was. It was like I watched Forrest Gump. I watched fucking, I watched, uh, uh, you know, I watched The Crow. But uh, and I found out like the actor that you know he, Brandon Lee. In case you didn't know, when he when when he died, it was during the Fun Boy scene mm-hmm. when Fun Boy pulls out the the gun mm-hmm. and shoots him. Um, they had not checked that. They had not checked that prop again. And uh, you can uh, you can actually I watched an Unsolved Mysteries uh, episode about it. Yeah. And then if you go to IMDb and you go to the trivia section, it actually talks about it. I learned from the trivia section that the actor that played Fun Boy took a year off from acting because of this. Yeah, that would fuck you up, wouldn't it? Yeah, Dude, it's 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 just that curse, man. The, yeah. Lee, the Lee family just has that curse, man. It's just like, ugh. well, Bruce Lee. Like a lot of people say, like he was attacked, and like a lot of people say he was a sat, like a killed or whatever. It's not true. He took an aspirin. Mm-hmm. He took an aspirin and and he had an allergic reaction to the aspirin. Something happened with his brain. He had like a something happened like in his brain and he died. Um, it was not he was not attacked or poisoned or whatever people are thinking. It made me mad in that dragon movie how they made it look like some Ninja Turtles villain took him out. Yeah, like, uh, that movie right. was like they seventy five percent good, but the twenty five percent that was bad was terrible. They offered that movie to Brandon and he I, turned it down. I remember. I remember. Good for him too. Good for him. So. He was a smart guy in the choices he was making. Yeah, smart guy. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll finish up Good Pop, Pat Pop.
right, hey, we are back. We're going to finish up Good Pop, Bad Pop. Who wants to go next? Uh, I can go real quick. All right, Jake. Uh, I watched a couple of movies for the second time this week. You yeah. Know, just wanted to see if I still thought the same thing I thought about them the first time. Yeah. Uh, first one I watched is I rewatched Jungle Book since it came out on her. Oh, Hockey. nice. Yeah. Um, still absolutely love this movie. Yeah. I think I liked it even more the second time than I did the first time. And I was worried about the translation of not seeing it in IMAX 3D and if it would still hold up, like just watching it on home viewing. Yeah. And I was just rocked by this movie. Um, just blew me away. Um, still probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I even watched the uh, commentary track <laughs> this time. John Favreau does an entire commentary track for it, and that was really cool. It was really neat hearing Favreau. He talked a lot about his embracing of CG and how in all of his previous movies he tried to do everything practically. That's and, true. And he was worried yeah. about doing this movie using so much CG and being so dependent on CG and right. that if he was going to go that route, you know, he wanted to be sure that it was going to look good and everything. And he said he was completely unsure that this movie was even going to work until he started seeing that first test footage from the guys. And like, who, who wasn't uh, in charge of uh, all the special effects in this? Was it industrial light and magic or no, was it another I, company? I for, it was another company. I forget, I forget the name of it. It was in-house Disney people and everything, but they bought, they bought I, LM, didn't they? Did they I, buy? I, I believe that's correct. I or, think they did. Yeah, they did. I, I'm trying to think if they did because I feel like ILM still does the Transformers movies. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm off. But, we'll, we'll get an email about it. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting to hear him talk about that and everything. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize that this was Gary Shandling's last movie. Yes, it was. And, he played yeah, the little, was. like the little hedgehog or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Until hearing Favreau talk yeah. about that, and yeah. it was really interesting to hear him talk about his experience with Shanlene. He's obviously really good friends with Gary Shanlene. Mm -hmm. Gary Shanlene had appeared in Iron Man 2 yes. as a Favreau's request. And just hearing him talk about what a professional Shanlene was. He, well, he came back and did Winter Soldier, didn't he? And Winter he's, Soldier remember too. Remember High Hill Hydra? Yeah, that yeah. line dropped out of him in that movie. Yeah. And he said he did his first, like, voice performance for jungle book and then like the next day he called him and said you got you got to let me come back in mm -hmm. and do that again he's like, i can do that way better and i've got way better ideas and he oh, said wow. shanlin came in and redid the whole performance and he was yeah. just blown away by the little things he was adding to it i want to talk about this real quick two things you brought up gary shanling and it just reminded me and uh, i want everybody like i talked about freaks and geeks last week there's an episode where martin Starr's character of bill is watching old gary shanling uh, stand up oh. in that show and just cracking up. Um, also, if you've never seen the Gary Shandling show from uh, the old Fox. Oh, yeah. Show. I love it. It's Gary Shandling yeah, show it, or something. It's yeah. the Gary Shandling show. The, the theme song was just amazing. Yeah, yeah the theme song was brilliant. I, it's Gary Shandling show. Da, 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 the Shandling show. Gary called me up and asked me if I would write his theme song. <laughs> I love that fucking show. So ahead of its time. So it broke the fourth wall. And it everything. did not. That show was actually uh, – you're right. It was great. But it, it was actually uh, – Gary Shandling got inspiration from an old George Burns TV show. Ah. That broke the fourth wall first. I, I didn't know that, but like he took that idea from a George Burns sitcom that George Burns had done and he took it to the next level though. Yeah, you just see it. Yes. You saw it so much right. more and more yes. after the Gary Shandling. For us, it was fourth wall breaking and it was revolutionary because we had never seen like anything like that done like the early eight, uh, late 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Also, uh, Gary Shandling. 
if you watch, um, uh, if you have a Crackle app, uh, watch, uh, what is it? Um, Jerry Seinfeld's show, um, Coffee and Cars or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that show. It's a great show. There's an episode with Gary Shandling, and it's called Gary Shandling, I'm Still Alive. And it was recorded, like, you know, pretty close to, like, the time he passed away. Oh, wow. And it's called Gary Shandling, I'm Still Alive. And just seeing, like, him and Jerry interacting and hanging out and talking, it, like, I watched it after his death, and it just, like, wow. It it was just, it just hit me, man. I can imagine that being really moving. Yeah, yeah. Crackle's free, so check that out, man. It's uh, uh, Comics and Cars, or Coffee and Comics. Comedians comedians and Cars. Comedians Comedians and and Cars. cars. Thank you. Thank you, you, Sean. But yeah, um, if you haven't seen Jungle Book, it's a must-see. Yeah. I mean, it makes me really excited for Beauty and the Beast and what Disney's going to do with that property. Yeah. And I'm excited Favreau's doing Jungle Book 2, and I'm excited to see if he can yeah. keep the magic going in a Absolutely. sequel here. Um, and I also revisited Interstellar this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah, I, I saw that in a text message. Yeah, I, I think was I... Like three, was that like three hours? You, I, yeah. I think you Tupperware this. Did I Tupperware? I was trying to remember if I Tupperware or high tasted it. I can't remember. I think you. T- I think you and Frank Tupperware it, and I. I think I tasted it or low tasted it. Yeah, I definitely did not like it as much the second time. Why? Because of Anne Hathaway's love speech. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just really felt. I, I don't know. This, unlike Jungle Book. I think this movie really benefited from me seeing it in IMAX and seeing the space on the big screen. Right. And a little bit of the allure of this movie is, like, the actual cinematography. Okay, so basically, like, watching Gravity in 3D. Yeah. As opposed to watching Gravity, you know, at home on your TV where it's, like, it's not an experience anymore. Yeah, but with Gravity, I still love Gravity at home. (coughs) Really? Like, I still respect, like... The Alfonso Curran, like the long takes, yeah, like that still transfers to the home viewing, okay. like how there's never a fucking cut and just those like five to ten minute like one shots that he does, yeah. But I don't know this like it was so slow watching it the second time and already knowing like what was going to happen at the end and <laughs> but everything. that performance of Young Murph. Oh, I, I was going to bring that up too. It was it was hard <laughs> to not laugh <laughs> about. <laughs> what's that? What's that, what's that, Sean? What was that, Frank? Young Murph? Yes. Frank gave Young yeah. Murph the tuppy for best female performance. <laughs> and he year. didn't oh even know, God. he didn't even know her name, dude. <laughs> I, and I don't know if you guys are this person, but when I watch movies at home, I always turn the closed captions on. Like I always have the captioning I on don't. movies. It, it's distracting. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. something I always do. And anytime Young Murph talked, the caption actually called her Young Murph. And it was it was super distracting. Like it was distracting, and I'm like laughing that it saved Young Murph. I'm like, wow. So I don't know. I I still really like the. I don't toss this movie by any means. Right. But if I Tupperware it or high taste it, I'm definitely down to just a just to taste it at this point. I, I think I've, from what I can recall, my recollection is that you Tupperware this, and you said like. I don't want to Tupperware a Christopher Nolan movie, yeah. and I feel horrible for doing it, but I actually really enjoyed this movie, and I think he Tupperware it, man. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's I, I remember going into this movie wanting to hate it. Yeah, I was the I was the one that fucking – I was the one that uh, didn't give it a Tupperware party. I think I tasted it. Mm-hmm. I think I tasted it. Yeah, it's definitely not a Tupperware, any, it, Tupperware yeah. anymore for me. It's on so. Hulu, so I might check it out again. Yeah, I got it. It was five bucks on iTunes mm-hmm. that week, so I was like – like, ah, I'll throw five bucks yeah. at Interstellar and watch yeah. it again. 
Interesting. So, yeah, I'm going to lower my rating on it. It just didn't impact me as much the second time. Wow. Knowing that it was him that was the ghost of young Murph mm-hmm. was, like, so telegraphed watching it the second time. It wasn't – like, sometimes when a movie has a twist like that and you watch it a second time, it enhances the movie yeah. knowing the twist. You know, like, when you watch The Sixth Sense again or when you watch Fight Club again, mm-hmm. like, you just see so much more knowing the twist. But I felt like in this movie it detracted from the movie – Knowing the twist. Oh wow, yeah, because you like you, you, you like uh, the second time you watch a movie, like knowing the outcome of it, like yeah, you get a different experience watching like the first you know two story arcs. Yes, because now you know, and it's like sometimes you can appreciate it even more than the first time you watched it, or, or you get a different experience. Let me just rephrase it. Exactly, you get a different experience watching it, and you're saying like this actually kind of detracted from that. It did detract. Like like Fight Club is almost a better movie once you know the twist. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. just watching this guy's psychosis and everything. Yeah. But this it was just like we have to have these scenes to tie into this part that's going right. to happen at the end. I don't know. I'm still a big fan of the old Anne Hathaway, the science of love. The science of love. <laughs> Fuck that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anne Hathaway is very stiff in this movie. And you know what? I, honestly, I, I actually like Anne Hathaway. I love her. Yeah, she's great. I thought she was fantastic in uh, you know, The Dark Knight Rises. I, I loved her in The Intern. I thought mm-hmm. she was fantastic in that film. And and uh she's one of my favorite people when she hosts SNL. She oh, does, really? She does a great job. She's done two episodes now and they're oh, both wow. just fantastic. I think I may have seen one of those, but yeah. So, you yeah. know who else was really good when she hosted SNL? Who's that? Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's done it a couple times now. <laughs> he was really fucking good when she did it. Yeah, she really impressed. lets go of herself and yeah. just gets into the ridiculousness of it all. Sean, what did you think of Interstellar? I, you know, I can't even remember the rating on it. Like I I, I really don't remember. I, I think it I, I, I really don't remember. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. I, I I can't go back. I won't go back to it because I, I know it was like three hours long, and I, I, that movie it, it just doesn't get a second viewing for me. Like I would take The Martian over that any day. You know? Oh, I agree. I agree. I rewatched The Martian about a month ago, and it was fantastic. Still. Yes, I, I can watch it was, anytime. What, wasn't Matt Damon the villain in he Interstellar? Was, he, was. <laughs> <laughs> he was totally the villain. It's so weird because those movies came out so close to each other. Yeah, it was weird. It was it was super weird seeing that after The Martian That's the second so weird. time too. So, yeah. so Sean, you won't ever watch Batman versus Superman again either, right? I mean, that shit's three hours too. Oh, you know what, man? <laughs> Fuck. You know what? It's crazy, but you know, I don't think I will. <laughs> Nice. It's it's tough, but I see. I liked it though, but it just I can't go back to it. It's, it's too long. It's too fucking long. Oh god, the extended cut was. Uh, it took me. It was a two day endeavor, Sean. <laughs> it took me two fucking days to watch that shit. Oh, that's a fucking mission. Yeah, yeah. I still want to see the extended edition, but every time I think about watching it, I'm like, no. I I, I don't have the three and a half hours for this right now. It was a two day endeavor for me, man. And uh, it answered. It answered more. It, it filled. It, it filled in plot holes to plot points I didn't like in the first place. So it was. A, I don't know. It was a tough watch for me. Yeah, I think my favorite Nolan movie though is The Prestige. Still, The Prestige. Yeah, it's which came out at the same time as another magic movie, uh, The Illusionist. The Illusionist. Yeah, yeah. And oof, it's so much better than that piece oh, of garbage. Absolutely. I, if yes. you haven't seen The Prestige though, it is so fucking so good. so amazing. So amazing. Sean, what else do you have for us uh, this week you know, for Good Pop, Bad Pop? I got, I got a chance to finish a show that was – and, Brian, I don't know if you've – because I know you watch a lot of stuff. But yeah. It was on Showtime. It's called Roadies. No, I've never seen this. 
stars uh, Luke Wilson, Carla Gugino. It's actually created by Cameron Crowe. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, do, and uh, I'm going to say <laughs> it's it's a weird show because at first, like, you get a weird taste of it. It's like, ah, I kind of like it. And as it goes on, you begin to actually like the characters that are in the show. And what's it, what's it, the it, hook? Like, what is it about? Like, what's the hook? Well, Luke Wilson is like the manager of like this this band called like the Staten House Band or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're like a, a an indie kind of rock band. Okay, and um, they end up, you know, the the, the whole road crew. It, it actually it follows, you know the roadie crew each like you know each week you know they go to a different uh, uh venue and they perform oh this sounds interesting i mean this sounds interesting like you've got like a let's say you've got like a big band or whatever and it doesn't actually it doesn't sound it sounds like it doesn't follow the band it actually sounds like like it follows the roadies the crazy part is that you never hear the fucking band <laughs> never you never hear the band but let me tell you okay the the performances and the cameos that they have on here. Let me. They had Gary Clark Jr. They have uh, Eddie Vedder. Wow. They had Robin Hitchcock, Jackson Brown, Halsey, um, Lindsey Buckingham, uh, uh, Jim James. A lot of like great like music bands. And holy shit, they are amazing because it seems like they're they're doing it live. Mm-hmm. And there's a there, there's a guy. He's a rapper. His name is Machine Gun Kelly. And um, he's like, he's like a rapper, but you know, in this, he's like an, you know, he's a, he actually he plays a really good actor. He's a, he's not played, but he's really he's a really good acting job. Yeah. And there's a moment where I don't know if you know the artist. Her name is Halsey, and um, she they're, they're under the stage, and he's playing the guitar, and she's like singing a cappella. Holy shit, this blew me away, man. And you know, there's another guy on here. His name was like Rain Wolf, and you know, he he does like a. a a guitar solo but it, it's one of the best shits i've ever heard in my life like it's a, it was up there with like Jimi hendrix kind of shit how do you and get the fucking name of it's like how do you get that name rain wolf <laughs> i have no fucking idea how do you but, like, fucking like rain wilson yeah that's you know what i mean like rain <laughs> that, <laughs> but then like your last name is wolf on top of it yeah. rain wolf Holy shit! And you're not even Native American. What's going on there? <laughs> That's an amazing name. I'm sorry, Sean. It's crazy. No, no, no. It's crazy. It's, crazy, man. it's a but- cool. My name is so goddamn boring. And then there's motherfuckers out there probably getting like ass all the time. And their name's Rain Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Just I by bet their name. I guarantee that son of a bitch before he like fucking lays down with some chick says, "I'm gonna make it rain." <laughs> It's it, it's it's a really good show. I'm actually, you know what? To be honest, I enjoyed it and I got hooked on it. So I got to give it a Tupperware. To be wow. honest, man. What's this on? What is what network is this on? It's it's on Showtime. Showtime. Interesting. It's a newer yeah. show too. Say it again. It's a newer show. It's a it's a new show. I you know the funny part is I don't know how many people are watching it. I don't know if it's going to last a second season. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. It's like all I hear about is like you know you hear about vinyl on HBO, but I don't hear anything about roadies. And it's got you got Luke Wilson behind this fucking shit and Cameron Crow. and Cameron Crow. It's like what the and, fuck? I've never even heard of it. And J.J. Abrams. Wow. He's producing. Yeah. No He's shit. Wow. Yeah, and I I fucking I just love the music. And I love music, man. So this it, it caught me with that, and then I, and I was interested every week yeah. to see what music band they come out. When they had Eddie Vedder on there, I was mm-hmm. like, oh fuck. Yeah. And it just it just got better and better, man. It 
it was it was it was a it's a great show if you enjoy music definitely worth checking out it, yeah. it takes a little bit getting used to but if there's some good shit in there man it's definitely some good shit that sounds cool it's like and you got a fucking character named rain wolf <laughs> <laughs> jesus yeah. christ hey brian when you listen to him you're going you're gonna be like oh shit this dude is really dope like he's he's a great guitarist man that's he, awesome he has a great voice too so you know what movie i fucking watched <laughs> I didn't bring it up in my good pop, bad pop, but I watched yesterday. I watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know who's in that? Like, they've, they've got a band member from Faith No Faith More. Faith No More, yeah. Yeah, hold on. And then, like, at the end of the fucking, like, when they have, like, the battle of the bands and shit, mm-hmm. the band that, like, plays before Bill and Ted play is fucking Primus. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, shit. Fucking, I, 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 you know what? Bill and Ted's bogus journey, I, it, it's, it's almost like the Ghostbusters 2 of Ghostbusters because it's, it, it suffers from so much sequelitis. Yes. But I let it get away with it. Yeah, I think it's a little more solid than Ghostbusters 2. I agree with that. Because it's like, I let, I let Bill and Ted get away with it because it's just that it's so silly. Mm hmm. That I let it get away with all the sequelitis. Yeah, and death is fun. That's a fun character. Yeah. That's that's something yeah. new. Ghostbusters two. It's like if you watch Ghostbusters and then directly <laughs> watch Ghostbusters two, you the sequelitis is that much more exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about like how like the central point of the ghost activity in the first movie is that one building that she lives in. Mm-hmm. The second film, it's the exact same thing. It's the stream of like the, uh, emotional slime. Yes, yes. Is the exact same, like, uh, th- that's the cent- what the central activity of like what the activity is. It's the exact same movie. They just spin it to you in, I don't know, with, with, with new slime. That's all it is. Yeah, it's, new pink you know, slime. You know what, to be honest, guys, I love Ghostbusters too. Oh. <laughs> I know. Oh. It, but, it, you can look at it that way, Sean. I, I want you to look at it with different eyes now, though. Like, watch it again. Like, watch them back to back. I think that's the way to watch it. Like, do a double feature of watching, like, Ghostbusters 1 and then watching Ghostbusters 2. And remember the things about Ghostbusters 1 and then remember those same things when you see them again in Ghostbusters 2. And it feels like you're still watching the same movie. But, like, on the flip side, like, I can get done watching Ghostbusters 2 and I can still tell you, like, the villain, though. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. Like, that's what I didn't get from the new Ghostbusters. Like, I cannot tell you what the character's name was in that fucking movie. Rohan. Yeah. I can't tell you that. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you remembered that. <laughs> but I can still remember, like, you know, like Vigo, the Carpathian. Yeah, for sure. But I can't you know tell what's you. Weird? What's that? If you take the Suicide Squad ending and put that in the Ghostbusters new movie. Yep. You'd have been good to go. We already discussed that. We, oh, okay. Yeah, we. Uh, I talked about that uh, when we talked about Suicide, Suicide Squad. How basically you have like the whole Zool ending at the end. Yeah, of you that know, movie. I think I heard you guys talk about it. I think that's probably why I brought it yeah, up. It's, yeah, that's it's funny. insane the comparisons. So, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, check out Roadies, man. I might have to check that out now. You know what? Please watch it. I'll, I'm very curious to know what you think of it because right you, you, you text me back and let me know what you think. I will. I'll check it out. Uh, I watched. Uh, I'm going to talk about two movies here real quick just like i said real quick before who knows it might turn into another <laughs> fucking hour but honestly i talked about uh, i want to talk about this movie I, I actually i spoke about this movie i brought this movie up uh years ago when we first started the podcast saying i wanted to see it it's called bad milo mm. and it's on netflix now it stars ken marino 
I love Ken Marino. He comes from the state. He comes from Wet Hot American Summer, Children's Hospital. He played a fucking uh, uh, demon in Reaper. Um, this uh, It has Ken Marino, and it also has Patrick Warburton. We know him. Too. Oh, I love him. Yes, uh, Seinfeld and The Tick. Yeah. And, uh, this is what it's about. Duncan is an average guy who works in an average office job, but he starts to gain, he starts to get pains in his stomach whenever he feels stressed out. Things get worse every time he tries to hide his stress by burying it inside. It all comes to a head when that stress is turned into an actual little beast that exits his body via his butt and takes revenge on the things that stress him out. But it soon starts to threaten the one thing he loves, his wife. So <laughs> I watched <laughs> Bad Milo, basically about a guy who uh, his boss is Patrick Warburton, and it has a little bit of office space in it. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, his boss is stressing him out. Where's the TPS, TPS reports and shit? And all this stress turns into a little butt demon that comes out of his asshole one day and starts fucking killing people. Uh, the demon, I appreciated this, that they did not use like a fucking CG fucking creature. Oh, nice. It was an actual puppet. Uh, that's where the respect for my, this movie ends. I, I toss this movie. I, I love, Ugh. I love Ken Marino. I love him. I think he's fantastic. Been a huge fan of his since the state. Loved him in Wet Hot American Summer, Children's Hospital, uh, what he did with Reaper. Huge fan of him. This movie just did not do it for me. Did he write this? I, I don't know if he was on the writing end of it. Okay. But, uh, this hopefully mo- not. <laughs> hopefully not. I, I just was not a big fan of this. Um, I, I kind of like saw where things were going to go in this movie and it's just, it's just not fun. You know, I guess. I think it was a fun, like, it, it feels, t- to me, it feels like a Kevin Smith movie mm. where, like, one day, like, Kevin Smith is on his podcast and he's fucking, you know, smoking a joint and he's like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, like, all these, all the stress that I get from all these bad reviews created a demon in my body and then it came <laughs> out my butt and started killing all the critics that are trashing on my new shit movie? <laughs> and that's what it felt like. And it was just not a good movie. It wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy it. So I got to toss Bad Milo, and it's unfortunate because I thought I wanted to see something fun. You know what I mean? Because, like, I can get on here and say, yeah, I love the new Sharknado movie. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, unfortunately I can't get on here and say, yeah, I loved Bad Milo. So it's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Uh, I toss it. Yeah, I will not check it out. Yeah, don't. I'll do that either. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, I want to thank a listener for giving me – actually, a listener of ours sent me this movie in the mail. And I've actually had uh, three listeners send me movies, and I'm going to watch all three. I just haven't gotten around to watching the other two, which I will. I've made that a priority. Uh, but the first movie I want to talk about, it's called Hannah. And I want to thank uh, listener Kelly Claiborne. Uh, who listens to our show. Uh, he sent me this movie in the mail and he sent, uh, sent it to me. It, this movie came out in 2011. It's about a 16 year old girl who was raised by her father to be the perfect assassin. And, uh, she is dispatched on a mission across Europe tracked by a ruthless intelligence agent and her operatives. Uh, it's directed by Joe Wright. 
It's written by uh, Seth Lokehead and David Farr. Uh, it stars uh, Sarah Ronan. Sarah Ronan, she was also in a new movie that came out last year called Brooklyn that I Tupperwared. It was yeah. one of my favorite movies of last year. I loved Brooklyn. Small, independent film. Very funny. Uh, wonderful romance film. Is is absolutely fantastic. Also stars Kate Blanchett. We all love her from fucking uh, Lord of the Rings and I, pretty much everything she's done. Yeah, I, I'm sure she's done a stinker, but we can't yeah. remember him. Uh, and, uh, of course, Eric Bana, which... I like about 50% of the things he's in. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelly, Clay, Kelly, I, I want to thank you, man. I, I really want to thank you, sir, for sending me, sending me this movie. This is, this is a wonderful film. It, it doesn't reinvent everything. It, it, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. It actually takes a lot of different movies that I love and kind of combines them into one pretty amazing independent film. Um, it takes elements of Resident Evil. <laughs> it takes elements of Jason Bourne films, and it puts them into this one movie, and it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, that can work, though. I yeah. mean, Tarantino's made a career of making movies like that. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, that that can work. Just <laughs> yeah. taking things that you love and just mis- putting them in the blender. Tarantino has been, you know, I mean, accused of ripping off Scorsese and yeah. and all these things. So th- this works. It works for me. And <clears throat> there's really only uh, like two. Two or three big action scenes in this movie, uh, but when you watch uh, Sarah Ronan as this sixteen-year-old girl start kicking ass, you buy it. You buy it. You buy it as much as you buy fucking. You buy it even more than you when when you buy watching Hit Girl beating the shit out of people and kick ass. <laughs> you fucking buy it, man. She's like, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I will tell you that she, her DNA has been altered. They were trying to build like a super soldier, mm. and uh, she's like one of the last remaining uh, remnants of like this program. And uh, this movie, when it first starts off, it's kind of like Zoom. You don't know what's going on. For the first, I'd say, first 15, 30, 15 to 30 minutes, you don't know what's going on. Then it all starts to click. Is the girl's name at least Hannah? Her name is Hannah. Uh, at least you can figure that part exactly. out. Exactly. There's, there's no, <laughs> there, there's nobody named Zoe. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't know how you guys can watch this movie. I, it's not on any streaming services. Yeah. And that's why Kelly sent it to me. You have a hard copy? I do have a hard copy. It's on DVD, and I know how you're against oh, that yeah. backward technology. So I didn't bring it this week, but I'll bring it next week if you do want to see it. All right, I'll watch some low death, low death stuff. If you're going well, to what other movie did I give you recently? Have Drive. You, Drive. Are you going to fucking watch that I shit? Am, I am. It's sitting in front of my TV. Yeah, you've, you've, you've never watched Drive. I've never seen Drive. What do you think uh, of Drive, dude? Jack, I love the fucking soundtrack. It's awesome. It's a great fucking movie, though. I love the movie. What kind of soundtrack? It's Cliff fucking Martinez. Okay. Enough yeah. said. Cliff fucking Mar- uh, Cliff Martinez. If you listen to Cliff Martinez and what he does in this, if you like that synth kind of like '80s style music, yeah. you're gonna love this, Jake. Okay. It's so good, dude. When you when you play that shit in your car, yes, yes, <laughs> you're gonna want to, dude. I fucking drive a fucking 2010 green Camaro, and I fucking if I played that in my guitar, uh, it would be Grand Theft Auto. I'd be getting pulled over and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely gotta watch that. I'll get that watch for next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brian, I've actually seen I've uh, seen um the uh, that movie too as well. Hannah. Uh, yeah. What'd you think, dude? Oh, I love the movie. I thought it was awesome. Dude. I thought it was awesome when I first seen it. I think I seen it in the movie theaters actually. As a matter of fact. 
Dude, there was one thing about the ending, though. I don't want to spoil too much, so I'm going to be, like, very nondescript about it. There was one thing about the movie at the end of the movie with the arrow that I did not understand. And so I I had to – I didn't understand that either. Hold on. I I found out. When she's running, she actually grabs off of one of the rides. She grabs a a piece of bungee cord, and that's what she uses. Oh, okay. I had to Google it, man, because it was fucking with me. I was like, I am loving everything about this movie up until this very point because that makes no sense. The physics in what I just fucking saw makes no fucking sense. I had to Google that shit. I had to pause the fucking movie (laughs) and hope that the end of the movie would not be spoiled for me (laughs) when I Googled how the fuck that happened. (laughs) And that was fucked up. But she grabbed a piece of bungee cord and she was able to do that with the arrow. So that's I just want to I want to throw it. I don't I don't think that's too spoilerish. No, Jake, no, you probably no. have I ain't no watching idea. this anymore. <laughs> Yo, hey, J- hey, Jake, I'm telling you, it was a good movie. Good. <laughs> yeah, but she takes the thing from the amusement park ride. What, what do I need to see at this point? Oops. <laughs> Jake's like, oh my god, this is going to be another Zoom. <laughs> Oh, Zoom. All right, guys. Uh, do you guys have anything left for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Nah, I'm good. Uh, you know, real quick, I'm just going to run something real quick. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, talk to us, Chief. Toss that bitch in the air. <laughs> that shit was trash. Oh, my God. That shit is trash. <laughs> it was so bad, man. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't. Like, I, I watched it. I did watch it. And, yeah. like, the special effects were good, but I, I don't think we even needed an Independence Day sequel. No, we didn't. No. Yeah. It was pointless. It was Vivica A. Fox was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. When she like, died? When she died? <laughs> oh, my God. When she died? Oh, my God. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> oh, my God. I was crying laughing. <laughs> um, uh, it, the acting was horrible. Do, 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 do. Can we give props, though, to Brent Spiner? Yeah, come on, man. Was <laughs> was know, was right, Brent Spiner yeah. not the best part of that fucking movie? In my opinion, in my opinion, he was. I think Jeff Goldblum was still. Oh, Jeff you know, Goldblum folded. If he phoned it in, yeah, he was. Jeff Goldblum is playing his best. Jeff Goldblum. It was. Parody he might as well be doing a fucking apartments dot com commercials throughout <laughs> that motherfucking movie, Sean. <laughs> man the, the movie just it made no fucking sense like the hemsworth kid was like horrible the, the kid that that was will smith's son was just complete i don't know where they found his ass at i have never seen him in anything before Me uh, he and was I, like watching paint never dry. Again. yeah at least the hemsworth kid fucking like tried to be an interesting character yeah like will smith's yeah. son you'd think like you'd, you'd cast somebody charismatic like will smith yeah this kid exactly it's like watching paint fucking dry Ugh. oh my god he was so there was like a line he was like he was like you know what he's like i'll take it right now or some dumb shit i was like yo what is i can't i cannot do this oh let's follow up will smith with this kid <laughs> yeah what he must have had other kids. Some other kid must have got all the charisma. I, I would have been happy with Jaden Smith, man. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Those are strong words, dude. No shit, I know, man. Dude. Did I you mean, watch Get Down? No. Uh, I tried. I couldn't get into it. Dude, it's hard. It is. It, Jake, it, I heard you to talk about it. It's it's 
it the first episode is hard. The second episode is it's still hard. I was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable. No, I mean, like, like, okay, like the honestly, like the fucking like the origin of it's the origin of hip hop, correct? Yeah, on paper, I want to see that. On paper, I want to see that. Like, I loved fucking straight out of Compton. Yeah, but like on the flip side, like Baz Luhrmann stuff, I've never been a big fan of like any of his stuff. Like, uh, what Great Gatsby and Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. I've never been a big fan of those, and so it's like. I don't see myself getting into this, but like the origin of hip hop. Yeah. That sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. I just don't want to see it. So artsy fartsy. Yeah. And just so like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the whole show is like holding its nose up at me. Like Dude, I, yeah. It was, it, it, I was like, Ugh. like the, the, like the first episode, the girl was singing in the church. I thought that was great. But at the same time, she couldn't act for shit. So I was like, Oh, well this is not going to work for me. It, it, I, I didn't like it. I, I'm being honest. I didn't like it. I actually would, I'm gonna pass on it. I don't even want to finish it. I'm just dumb. Dumb. Damn, dude. Wow. Damn. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Look, man. I'm I'm, a hip hop. I'm a hip hop proponent, man. I love hip hop. What what Luke Cage is doing is good. We'll talk about that in TV probably. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. I mean, you know, it's like I, I I love fucking like old school hip hop too, dude. Go back to like fucking like Grandmaster Flash and all that shit, man. But. I don't know, man. I'm just not. I'm not a big fan of like uh, the creators that are involved in this project. So. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, it's unfortunate. All right, guys, you guys ready to move on to news? Yeah, let's yes. do it. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a lift of a news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, guys, I've got a news update that I wanted to bring up here real quick. Last week we talked about Transformer Combiner Wars. Jake, you were not here. No. I don't know if you've ever watched any of the Combiner Wars series that's out on Go90. I have not. Okay, guys, on Go90, there's uh, it's an app. It, you can download it for free on your phone. It's called Go90. And uh, you can watch Combiner Wars for free right there off of the fucking app. It's a, it's a Transformers series that basically it piggybacks right off the back of the Transformers animated movie. And what they've done is like the producers have made this more adult. Like they have – it's like this is not a fucking child's cartoon. Like this is made more adult for us, fans of the animated movie. And the animation is spectacular. And uh, me and Jay, we tupperware it. Dan and Frank, they gave it a taste. That mm-hmm. uh, their biggest gripes were the length of this, and then Dan watched it on YouTube and said the frame rate was bullshit. Is it long? No, these episodes are each. Uh, they're only five to six minutes episodes. Five to six minute episodes. So what's the issue with the length of it? Frank right. Frank thought it was not enough. He wanted That's more. the worst reason to not. Thank you. The That's first what time I, I've ever heard in my thank life. You. That's what I kept saying. If I was. You, if you watch something and it leaves you wanting more, thank and your you. biggest complaint is that there's not more of this. I said, yeah. I kept saying to him, I said, Frank, why don't you rate it on the story? Give me the rating on the story. And he couldn't do it. He could not do it. This was so good that there wasn't enough of it. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to oh, taste it. God, I just, <laughs> I'm giving you a quick update. I found out that the series last week, we didn't know how many episodes it was going to go. It's, it's going to be an eight episode series. Um, it's so, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an eight episode series. They're wanting, uh, they're wanting the combiner wars to be the first part of what they hope to be a trilogy. Mm. So I'm begging all of our listeners. If you're a Transformers fan, if you're a fan of the animated movie, if you watch Transformers, the animated film that came out in 1986 and you love that movie and you want to see like more of that story, watch Transformers combiner wars. You're going to love it. 
You're gonna fucking love it. What's the animation like? Is it like fantastic? Is it like hand drawn stuff? Or yes. It, oh, that's cool. This is oh, not fucking. Good. This is not like fucking CG bullshit. Not Beast Wars crap. No, this is fucking amazing. Jake, this is a am- Sean. Sean, yeah. you would love this. I know you're a big animation guy, and I know that plays a rating in a lot of your stuff. And I understand yeah. that because you see things through a different eye because you are a graphic designer. You are an artist, man. Uh, yeah. You're gonna watch this and you're gonna love it, man. It, is, it, it, is it is it Voltron animation kind of level, dude? This is uh, honestly like Voltron, uh, the new series from uh, the Netflix series. This is better than that. Oh shit! Oh, By man. far, I'm, I'll watch. I'll watch it tonight, uh, and I'll let you know. I'll, te- I'll text you and let you know yeah. how I feel about it. Yeah, like I, I watched the first four episodes last week that I talked about, and I Tupperware those. Since then, I've been able to watch the fifth episode, and by the end of the fifth episode, it answered one question that I had the week before, and then it also blew my dick off because of what happened at the end of that episode. I was just like, holy fucking shit. I want to get the word out there. I We have a voice. That's what we do. I get to reach people on this podcast that listen to my voice every week. Thousands of people listen to this every week, Jake, and... I get the chance to tell them what they should be watching, and they should be watching Transformers Combiner Wars, man. More people need to fucking support this shit. I want to see this fucking trilogy play out. I am begging, and I don't fucking beg anybody, Jake, no. but this is worth it. I am begging people to fucking download Go90 and watch Combiner Wars right fucking now if you're a Transformers fan. Is it, do it. Go90, like the number? Like yeah. G-O-9-0? G-O okay. Yes. Why is it? Why, why did they put it on Go90 and just uh, not, not regular network kind of? Sean, I have no clue. I, I don't know why they're going this route, man. It's like um, I, I, I really don't know. I, I think the I think like a lot. Of, I've talked to Daniel Hopner, who we had on the show for our Days of Future Past. He wasn't a big fan of the voice acting in this one, and I felt like the voice acting for Megatron and Starscream and Optimus Prime was on point. I think they did a great job. You can't get. You're not always going to be able to get Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, and you can't get the voice actor that voiced Starscream because he's unfortunately he passed away. Yeah. And so I think Transformers Combiner Wars is some of the best Transformers stuff that's come out in years. And, I mean, I watched Prime. You know, I watched that series. But I felt like it was more targeted towards, like, uh, I felt like it was more, like, uh, Bayformers friendly. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was, like, taking kids that were fan of, like, you know, Transformers the movie, the Bayformer movie, and making it more accessible to them. I yeah. feel like this is like for fans of like fucking like the 1986 animated movie and showing Jake dude check this shit out Optimus Prime is in exile Oh wow Megatron is in exile They're not he, he's not the leader of the Opti- Autobots anymore oh, They gave him the boot He's fucking gone he's in exile Uh Megatron lives on this planet where he's in exile and all he does is hang out with uh, some of the Constructicons and beat the shit out of them all day long for sport, for fun. Th- this show is amazing. And it deals with the Combiners. Uh, it deals with, like, you know, Devastator, Menasaur, uh, the, you know, like, like Combiners, like the Aerobots and, like, you know, uh, Computron, you know, the Technobots, like those, those, uh, those 
Transformers that were like, you know, five or six different characters that combined into like that Voltron type oh, robot. Devastator. Devastator, exactly. It deals with the combiners. This is the combiner wars. And uh, this is fantastic, man. Oh, this animation is spectacular. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, I'm it, looking at it, too. I'm yes. like, man, this shit is dope. Guys, I'm telling you, like, five episodes are out now. Each episode drops on Tuesday on Go90. I can't wait. Like, I can't wait for this to wrap up. But on the flip side, I'm worried about not more, like, more people not watching this because I want a fucking second run of this. I want this to blow the fuck up so that we're getting this shit on Cartoon Network. Like, this needs to happen. Like, this is... Guys, they're bringing back our fucking childhood. Like, they need to bring this on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like... Like, if you were a fan of the animated Transformers movie from fucking 1986, this is, like, directly feeding, like, off of, like... Everything that we saw in that series. Yeah, the lighting in this is incredible. Yeah. It's really good hand-drawn animation. It's really good. So, it, and it said at the beginning, Prime Prime Wars trilogy. Yes. So it seems like they have high hopes. They want gonna... they want the trilogy. The pr- producers want this to be a trilogy. This the first part is the Combiner Wars. So I want to see where the second part goes in this trilogy. It's a proposed trilogy, and that's the thing. We got to get more people watching this fucking shit. Yeah, this is cool. So, I, Sean, if you don't talk about this on League of Geeks, I'm gonna be pissed. Because you guys, I know you guys got some listeners, man, and I know you guys got some listeners that want to hear about fucking Transformers, and I know that you guys have a fucking contest going on right now from <laughs> Entertainment Earth. Dude, we're giving away a fucking giant-ass Transformer. No, you are giving away the Transformer, Fortress fucking Maximus. Nice. Yes, yes. I entered. I entered. You know why? Because I want that motherfucking Fortress Maximus. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You, you know what? I'm gonna talk to you after the show. Yeah. You got. You got to talk to a little. All right. A little. All right. I. I. The, the Fortress Maximus is uh, one of those one of those Transformers. When I was a kid. I love the Headmasters. Like I read like the Marvel Comics Headmaster series, and Fortress Maximus is an amazing character. And uh, I'm guys like first off, Sean, go ahead. I want you to go ahead and plug your fucking contest right now in our show. Well, you know, if you go to the LeagueOfGeeks.com, uh, we're giving away, like I said, Fortress Ma- – like Brian said, Fortress Maximus. It's – the thing is humongous. I don't even know how tall it stands, but it's it's crazy. And, I mean, if you're a Transformers fan, then you appreciate this. And, I mean, the value – the price value is like 150 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's limited. It's very limited, you know, in Toys R Us and wherever else they sell Transformers stuff. So all you got to do is go to the league. It's free to sign up. All you gotta do is put your information in, and we'll actually um, we're actually drawing. I think on Friday of this week, and um, that's it. That's all you gotta do. And I mean, every month we're giving away shit. Like we're giving away fucking good toys. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You are. I don't. Hold on. Let me let me throw this out there. Like our show, like we've got sponsors. Like uh, one of them is One Up Box, and every every month they send us complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> 
absolute crap. Like like thing I things I would not wish upon my worst enemy. And they send this stuff to us in the mail, and I'm supposed to promote it. Um, actually, they sent me a box two weeks ago. Have I opened it? No. It's sitting out on my porch right now. It's probably <laughs> getting rained on. Who the fuck knows? Next week, we'll open it up, and we'll mock it, and whatever the fuck. And then the next week, next month, they'll send us another bullshit box. You guys are actually getting good shit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are actually getting good shit from a fucking legitimate sponsor. Entertainment Earth. I mean, Entertainment Earth had some fucking like exclusive Star Wars figures and shit. You guys fucking have like a real contest where your listeners can fucking, dude, dude, you guys are killing it. God, Sean, you actually like this, 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 your podcast emasculates our podcast. Like my podcast. <laughs> Stop it. No, it's shut the fuck up. My, my podcast has penis envy over the contest you guys run. <laughs> Because the only reason because you're a toy collector because you know we you know we we really deal with toys a lot and you yeah. know you hear from us O'Brien I mean you listen to us too like we talk about toys so goddamn much right you know what I mean like, I know we you do like, I know we you do like hard, we were like hard on to get a, like a a toy sponsor and I mean it was it took a lot of work but like you know we really enjoy the toy stuff and I'm Brian you do too and I know and, I know. And, and and Jake, I know you you collect all those Funko Pops. Oh yeah, I collect all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, dude, we we give up. We, we're just giving away stuff, man. If I mean, if you want to sign up, you know, you're welcome to. And you're you the oh, hold on, hold on. If you want to sign up, no, you fuck. Hold on, I want our listeners. Fuck you, our fucking listeners. If you don't fucking sign up for this fucking shit, you're a fucking idiot. You know what? You know what's coming around the corner, you son of a bitch, you fucking lazy fuck. You know what? When you're not when you're not looking up porn and beating off to whatever the fuck you're fucking looking up fucking go to the league of geeks.com that's yeah. geeks with a z and just fucking sign up it takes fucking 10 seconds fucking yeah. try to win this fucking figure you know why because it's a fucking amazing value this is like over 150 dollar value and you know what if you don't like transformers there's somebody in your life that will there's a fucking child in your family that would love yeah. to get this from christmas because you know why you're a fucking shitty uncle and you don't <laughs> you know what you're buying them shit every fucking year this year you can be the fucking uncle that gets them fortress fucking maximus yeah dude it's it's an amazing piece it man. is an amazing and piece in a couple of weeks we're giving away some star wars stuff too, there you so. go all right there you go like yeah. like you guys are giving away amazing shit we're asking our listeners to subscribe to one up box that actually sends them actual garbage yeah we're trying to punish our listeners exactly dude, those boxes are hard man it, we, <laughs> It's. I never got. I never got into it. I couldn't. But a little yeah. used to battle it out. Yeah. And over time, it just got like, ugh, these are just horrible. Dude, I want them to. The one up boxes, the yeah, worst I'm, of the boxes. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one that like we're, they're a sponsor, dude. And it's like, <laughs> like we actually want them to. I I can't wait to get the email where they drop us. It just has it had. That's the whole reason we took it on in that's the first place. The whole reason we took it on because I can't wait for the like they just keep sending them to us. Every though. month we're like, damn. Yeah, I feel like Milton. I haven't got fired yet. I don't know why. <laughs> but you get free stuff. I mean, you can't. You yeah, it's oh god. I just give it all to Jake. I don't want it. Yeah, and it's like, man, I I collect Funko Pops and they they send like the Funko Pops I wouldn't even buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you motherfuckers. Dude, 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 don't, no, no, the League of Geeks, you guys are killing it with the fucking Entertainment Earth contest. And our listeners, all of our listeners, we've got thousands of listeners that listen to this every week. Go to theleagueofgeeks.com, sign up for their fucking Entertainment Earth contest, and try to win this fucking, uh, Fortress Maximus. If I not, mean, we for- only pick, 
We only pick one, yes. but I mean, shit, you could be lucky, man. You could it be sounds lucky. like, Brian, if you talk to a Lil, he could possibly rig this thing for you. <laughs> I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> We're not rigging any contests. Right, bro. right. Uh, they are not rigging I'll any. talk to you when, when the Star Wars stuff comes. Yeah, that's some extra shit. You know what I mean? So no, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know what? And I've, I, you know, you guys know that I fucking pimped your fucking contest on our Facebook page. Oh yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it, man. You know yeah, I've pimped your. You know what? And I wouldn't pimp anything, I, but I'm gonna pimp this because I, 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 I know what you guys are doing over there, and uh, I, I, I love what you guys are doing over at the League of Geeks, man. I'm a big fan, so we love what you guys are doing too, man. Oh, you know I'm listening to every fucking. Week, I don't suck anybody's <laughs> dick. I don't do that, man. <laughs> it, I don't get on here and suck everybody's dick, but you guys make me proud. You, like you started out on this fucking show, and you yes, let and you guys you guys went on and you did your own thing. And what you're doing is fucking pretty amazing. I, I'm impressed. You guys, it's not like you guys are just hanging off of like what we did. You guys have your own fucking fans. You guys have your own fucking fans, and it's amazing. And I'm proud that I fucking I fucking kind of put Yo, you guys you together, this shit, man. Yeah, you I, started this shit. I can't, and that, and that, uh, that makes, that warms my fucking heart, dude, cause I, like, I, I, I listen to you guys, and like, I hear like, listeners calling into your show, and I've never heard of these people before, and I'm like, holy shit, these guys got their own goddamn listeners, babies all grown up. <laughs> these fucking guys, they all grown up, and I'm proud of ya. I, it's, honestly, it's I much appreciate it, brother, from what y'all, you know what, from like I said at the beginning of when I listened to y'all, man. Yeah. Yo, I, much respect to y'all and what y'all do. You know what I mean? And, you know, Jake, you know, thank you for like sticking with Brian, man. To, you know what I mean? To, to the end. You yeah, know what I mean? It's been hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not easy to work with. Man, that's bullshit. It ain't that bad. I'm just, I'm just fucking joking. <laughs> Brian, Brian does it. <laughs> Oh, no. Brian, when you win that Fortress Maximus, I want to see that thing. I'm a high tasted, so yeah, you're yeah. a high tasted. I know. Jake is the man. <laughs> That's strong praise, guys. For me. Guys, next, next, next bit of news here. We are moving at a snail's pace <laughs> this episode. Next bit of news is uh, Terminator 2: Judgment Day is getting a 3D release in theaters in 2017. Uh, no exact date has been announced yet, but the poster was released, and the poster is awesome. It is a nice poster. And the announcement is awesome. Uh, Terminator 2 uh, is one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, it's getting a 3D release. I'm going to be in the theater watching this movie. Back in 1991, I was 13 years old when this movie came out. And uh, this is probably one of the first movies where I remember watching all the late night talk shows so I could see every bit of footage that I could see mm-hmm. for this movie coming out. Because I loved The Terminator. I loved Arnold. I was a huge fan. I remember watching Letterman when he had, when he showed new footage of this movie coming out. Um, I remember watching all the late night talk shows and trying to watch every little piece of uh, footage uh, that's coming out for Terminator 2. I went to the theater as a 13-year-old boy with our co-host, Jay. Me and Jay, as 13-year-olds, watched this movie together in the theater. It's one of the best movie theater experiences I've ever had in my entire life. And for them to say that we're going to bring this back into theaters, James Cameron's movie, this action movie, that basically took practical effects combined with like special effects. It's one of the first movies that they'd done that in. Yeah, we'd never seen anything like it. Nothing like it. High budget, huge budget at the time. 
special effects. Like they took the effects from like the abyss mm-hmm. and they mixed them in with like practical effects and explosions that we'd seen in like all the great action movies in the eighties. I, I agree. I always think of Ter- Terminator two and Jurassic Park were the yeah. benchmark movies as a kid oh. that changed movies. Absolutely. Agreed. And they're bringing it back in 3D. It's getting a 3D release. Uh, I am saying it right now. If uh, I do not get to watch this with you mm-hmm. and Jay in the theater, I will fucking blow my brains out. This yeah. has to happen. I have to watch this movie with you guys in the theater. With you, Frank, Jay. I got to watch it with all you guys. I'm excited. Yeah, it's good. I When this movie came out, I, I was 13 also, and I, I went and saw it with my cousin, Chris. Yeah. And this is the only movie I've ever done this. We literally walked out of the movie and walked back in without buying another ticket and watched this movie two times in a row. Yeah. And both me and Chris biked to the movie theater to, to see this, and we both got in trouble because our parents didn't know where we were because they thought the fucking movie was supposed to get out at, you know, 7 o'clock or whatever. Yeah. And, we, and it's a long movie. You know, it's yeah, two it and a half hours. So we didn't end up getting back home till like, damn near 10, and our parents were real pissed at us and everything. But it was worth it. We were like, fuck it. We had to immediately see it again. Like I was, our, I went and saw it the next day with my grandpa, and I knew that was going to happen. But I couldn't fucking wait twenty four yeah. hours to see it again. I had to to see it that fucking day. There was nothing like this, man. Yeah, and I I don't like I I don't hold this movie to as high a standards as you do. Like for me, like when I rewatch it, it's kind of lost a little bit of its oh, luster. Man, not for me. But it always holds a special place in my heart because this was my grandfather's like favorite fucking movie. Oh wow! And to the day he died, which was just a few years ago, he always fucking made fun of the scene where the T one thousand killed the fucking parents of the yeah. uh, Ed, Eddie Furlong character. And he would always mock that scene about fluffy, fluffy's dead or whatever. Wolfie. Wolfie. Yeah. And my grandpa would, would just say that all the time. Oh, just always funny. make fun of that scene and just always, he would just crack himself up talking about the sword going through the melt carton and everything. Yeah. And he, I don't know what it was about that scene, but it just tickled my grandfather. So oh, wow. Much. That's awesome. And I, I like, like I said, it's not, if I did a top 10 movie list, it, it wouldn't be on it. Maybe Maybe not even a fifty. Oh wow! But it's it, it's a movie that is really holds a special. If place I did in my a top heart. ten list, this would definitely be in the top five. Yeah, it's the music when I rewatch it that gets me. It really bothers me. It's like it makes it so fucking nineties. I don't know what it is about it. Like I, I can't stand that Guns N' Roses music anymore. It just fucking kills me. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. It's like uh, when that came out, that was hot. Yeah, that was hot at the time. And that's why, to this day, it bothers me when movies use, like, music that's, like, from the year. And I'm always like, ah, 10 years years from now. But it also had... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sean, what are your thoughts on Terminator 2? And what was, like, uh, what do you think about it, man? You know what? I I did... I. I enjoyed Terminator 2, but I wasn't like a big fan of it for some reason. I, I don't know why. Maybe because I, I was so into Star Wars. Oh, this hurts my heart. Yeah, it hurts my heart. I got. I love. No, get don't get me wrong. I, I love it. I don't think I'll go see it in theaters, but yeah. I do love the movie, <laughs> and I definitely appreciate it for for what it was worth. Like it was, it, it, like I said, like Jake said, it was the, one of those movies that like kind of changed, you know, the way we looked at movies and shit yeah and um it's it's iconic man for, for me I, I i do love the movie but i wasn't like a super fan of it you know what i mean oh my god i don't want to watch this movie with any of you now <laughs> like no it went from like me wanting to watch this movie with like you know my best friends 
to like me saying no i don't want you, you guys are gonna like i don't know it's kind of like uh guys you guys are pissing in my cereal bowl uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I chortle every time I, re- I rewatch this when Arnold gives the thumbs up as he's going into the lava. I'm like, oh, that's so fucking cheesy. Oh, God. I love it. <laughs> oh, God, stop. Stop. No, you are pissing. No, you are pissing on something I love right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I don't by any means hate this movie, though. And I, he I, gave him the thumbs up earlier in the movie, though, Jake. It's yeah. earned, you son of a fuck. His chip's all burned up and shit, though. How's he even doing that thumbs up? No, we don't see the chip burn up until the fucking the, the camera goes out. And when he's under the lava oh okay okay we watched that that doesn't bother me and it's not lava it's fucking molten metal you son of a bitch (laughs) when i was a kid i was like oh that's cool you know what i mean like you know now you see it you're like okay cool no you don't now when you see no i i I don't appreciate this i maybe i don't appreciate this movie as much as you You don't oh my god this hold on like we talked about two things that are very special to me the first one is the animated transformers movie from 1986 that is me as as a boy and oh, then absolutely. me as a teenager the movie that made me a teenager this is fucking uh not a porno you'd be surprised but no it is <laughs> well that also had a big impact on me too i can talk about the porno that had a huge impact on me as a 12 year old but anyway terminator 2 judgment day this is the action movie that made me like love 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 everything about science fiction and action films and like this movie transcended all the other things that i'd seen in the past and like this is um I'm gonna say it, Terminator two, uh if we ever do a top twenty list, it's 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 up there. Yeah. Like, really high in that in that list. It's it's up there, man. This movie it, it means everything to me. And I am not I can't t- nothing I'm gonna say is should take that away from you. No, just no, just like him the thumbs up and like you laughing at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, but still, it's, it's some of the most iconic stuff in this movie that to this day we still think about. Yeah. I mean, with Game of Thrones this year, the, the thing we're instantly comparing the Arya scene to the mm-hmm. T-1000 chase scene. Yeah. I mean, to this oh. day, to this day, there's still stuff that we think well, back. Look at Linda Hamilton and how oh, badass yeah. she was in that fucking role, man. Oh, yeah. God. And I think this was this was actually probably the best movie of 1991. Like literally the best movie because the, there was there was a lot of movies, but in 1991, Terminator 2 was pretty much top. Like that was it. Yeah. So. I, I still I still like Terminator One better. Oh God. See, I don't agree with you on that. Terminator Two is actually better than Terminator One. I like Terminator One better. I, I like it that it, it feels like a suspense horror movie, and it's like the classic Cameron thing. He did the same thing with Alien. Where and I like Alien better than Aliens. Where he kind what? Of, yeah, but Cameron didn't do Alien. I know. I, that's true. Cameron that's true. did Aliens, and it was Ridley Scott that did Alien. But it's still like he does the same thing for the sequel. Like he he completely flips the genre and doesn't do the same kind of movie. And I don't know. I just don't like it as much. Jake, I love Aliens. I love I Aliens think. too. I don't. Aliens is a Tupperware for me. Uh, but I like Alien one better. I don't think you can. I don't think you can compare Alien to Aliens. I think they're completely two different movies, in my opinion. I agree. I feel the, the first, same way about Terminator. The first though. one's a horror movie, and the second one's an action movie. Ter- True. T- to me, Terminator's the same thing. Yeah, Terminator the first one is a horror movie, horror sci-fi, and then the second one is more of your action sci-fi. Yeah, I agree. But on the flip side, Terminator two. For me, watching it as a 13-year-old boy and having a 13-year-old boy in it, Edward Furlong, 
I took on – I related to that child. Mm-hmm. Jake, on the other hand, were you ever a 13-year-old boy? What the fuck is wrong with you? I never had hair like that. <laughs> I <boy>. did. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, was, I wasn't a 13-year-old white kid, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. No. <laughs> I had like – I had the long bangs and shit and I could flip them back and all that shit. Yeah, I was like the fucking little Justin Bieber son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was boys in the hood. That was like the 91 for me. <laughs> oh, man. I hated that Eddie Furlong when I was a kid. Like I liked him when I saw the movie, but yeah. then after a year of like school and all the girls spawning over him and yeah. I was like, "Fuck that Eddie Furlong motherfucker!" Yeah, he was. Wasn't he in a, a Nickelodeon show? Salute your source. No, no, no. That no. was the. That was the. That was his friend. That was his ginger buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Guys, he, he was in Pet Cemetery Two, and all the girls had to see that because he was in it. Oh, Pet Cemetery Two. Yeah, he was in that as well. He was also in a Crow movie. We talked about the Crow earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in a Crow film. Is he dead now? Hopefully, no. He's still alive. Uh. That's horrible. He was in. Uh, <laughs> he was in American History X. Oh wow! Was he the kid what, that gets curb stopped? Sean, have you seen American History X? What? Yo, what, that curb stomp scene was like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Wasn't it? It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. It's a great movie, but I can't watch it again. Yeah, I can. I can never watch that again. I was. I'd be. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my god! I've seen that movie like fucking like maybe four or five times. Oh, yeah, not me. <laughs> why, why have you seen that four or five times? Because, <laughs> dude, I I fuck. I actually I I think is if for me it's like there's certain movies that I can't watch again. Like I can't watch like The Passion of the Christ again. No. Um, I saw that one time, and it's like, dude, that's so brutal. I can't see it again. But like on the flip side, it's like I feel like. Like there is a, I think there's like an interesting redemption story in uh, in that film. I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. You no, know, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's like it's like uh, I love it when he finally gets to prison and you know he finally he's outside of like his regular like fuck. That's all he's been around is like these fucking like uh, uh, Aryan these Aryan fucking racists. And now he's like outside of his comfort zone and he's actually meeting people that he wouldn't have talked to had it not been for uh, him you know, being in prison. It's like, whoa, whoa, the one place that this guy is conformed, the one place that conformed this racist piece of shit is prison? <laughs> that's a compelling story. And, and I, I, that's why I've watched it again is like – is that story and I, I – the the friendship between uh, him and that dude in prison and stuff like that. I think it's, I, I think it's a great movie, man. Uh, I, I mean, Edward Norton killed that. Yeah. Oh, that's his breakout performance. For yeah, sure. yeah, it was a yeah. great fucking performance. And this is yeah. the most long winded episode of Pop Culture Leftovers Isn't ever. <laughs> but I'm having fun. Yeah, it's fun, dude. It's fun. I'm having fun. I don't give a shit, man. Yeah, for sure. We can skip DC news. Fuck DC news. Fuck all this bullshit, dude. Hey, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, dude. No, I'm just having a. I'm having a good time talking. Uh, I'm having a good time talking. With, I love talking with you, Sean. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, Sean, you're great. We've like no seriously like like after like we like rap recording and shit like Jake and Jay and we all sit back and we're like dude Sean's a great guest I like I like talking to Sean we should have Sean on more blah 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 blah, blah. and like it's like this whole like fucking like oh yeah most guests I'm like dude can we not have oh that person my God, on again yes oh that's so sad because now you can have somebody on there and like man well. <laughs> I'm like man can this be the last time this time. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, no. I was like, oh, God man. damn it. I know. 
<laughs> fucking showrunner Brian. Jake is the man. Peace. Whatever. Guys, we're going to take a quick break and, and uh, hopefully we'll get, we'll get through another half a story. When we come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This, no, no, this is what it, it's good. It's, it's good that we get wrapped up in just like talking. Yeah, it's the best. I think we get our best stuff when we're just bullshitting. No, I feel like, no, we are three men and I feel like we are having a taster's choice moment and we, <laughs> we just get wrapped. We're just sitting back and drinking our fucking herbal teas and our coffees and shit and having a good conversation. I want to know more about the porn that influenced you. Uh, the girls of cell block. Hold on. It is, it, <laughs> it is a, it's, it's a movie called, I think it was called the girls of cell block. Oh, it was a prison girl was, movie. Yes. Nice. Check this out. Uh, I was 12 years old and I had a buddy who lived with his uncle. So he didn't live with his parents and his uncle was always working and shit. And his uncle fucking, he was single and he had pornos around the house and uh, it was called the girls. I think it was called the girls. I'll look it up. It's called the girls of cell block X or some shit. And it was this porno about like these prison guards that would like fuck like the girls in the prison and shit like that. And it, it shaped me as a man. God, yeah. You know, mine was booty talk. Booty talk. <laughs> booty talk. <laughs> booty talk. I think it was like booty talk one. And then that was like booty talk. It's up to like booty talk 91 now. It's crazy. Holy <laughs> shit. It's up to 91. Yeah, it's like Booty, Booty Talk, Talk 91. It's like the longest running cinematic series of all that. <laughs> Man, these kids these days, they have it lucky. Uh, when, wait, when is a Lil going to do 30 days of porn? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I'll be, I'll be a guest on that. <laughs> and, and he's, guys, this week we're talking about Booty Talk 73. <laughs> He's putting in the work for it. <laughs> yeah, 90 days of booty talk. <laughs> <laughs> Three episodes a day. <laughs> man, these, these kids have it so easy nowadays. Like, man, when I was 13 yeah. and I wanted to fucking masturbate, yeah. I'd be like, all right, it's one in the morning. The Cinemax movie's getting ready to come on. And you'd like watch the whole thing. And yeah. there'd be like 15 seconds of fucking yes. titty. Yep. And you'd be like, fuck. You'd have to like tape that shit on the VCR so I, you could watch just yes. that 15 seconds over and over Dude, again. Dude, exactly. <laughs> like I was like so desperate for shit. I was like uh, recording like – remember Young Guns 2? Yeah. The, yeah, like where the chicks like, – where the chick like sets the brothel on fire yeah. and you watch her walk away with her ass? I had to pause that shit. And it was like, okay, I got to spank it to this. Yeah, I would do that too. And you have to pause it like at least six times so you yeah. can get those lines that on the screen as oh, much yeah. as possible. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Spice TV? Yeah. I used to have to, to, to turn that on just to watch it go back and forth. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, there, 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 there's that moment. Dude, <laughs> dude, dude. Uh, fucking uh, uh, JCPenney bra section, the fucking Sears catalog, the bra section. Oh my God, when my mom farted. When my mom farted. No, when my mom started to get uh, the uh, Fredericks of Hollywood Fucking uh, bra, panty line shit. Oh, my God. The Fredericks of Hollywood shit was, like, the craziest shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, my, dad, my dad had dirty – my dad had dirty, dirty magazines. Oh, was, see, I had to find those. We had to, like, go out and find those. In the woods. In the woods. <laughs> yeah. They read, why is porn so accessible in the woods? <laughs> I know. I know. What, what, what was porn doing in the woods? It's not like, you know, it's like, I don't know, the Chronicles of Narnia. And none of those kids stumbled across porn. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, man, I was raised by a single mom, so I'd have to, like, go to my friend's house and, like, steal their dad's porn <laughs> yeah. and bring that shit home. And you, you steal a page off and just take, put the page in your pocket. Oh, God. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one page would last you. You could throw that in the spank bank for weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Jesus. All right. Now we've got off topic. <laughs> All right. Guys, we're going to take a quick <laughs> We're going to quick spank break. Quick. I'm going to go I'm going to go rub one out. We'll be right back. <laughs> Greetings Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Hey, we are back. You know what, guys? I want to jump into – I mean, we've been going off on tangents and shit. Yeah. <laughs> going up little side conversations, but I'm having fun because I'm talking with two close friends, so I'm having a lot – I'm having some good times. But I want to talk about Star Trek Discovery. The new show that's coming out uh, from uh, CBS All Access. We're going to get the – it's a new C, uh, Star Trek series. Uh, it's going to come out on uh, – the first episode is going to come out on CBS proper. And then every, every episode is going to come out on CBS All Access. Which you can now get commercial free for nine ninety nine instead of fucking six ninety nine. Oh, nice. Which is worth it because they commercial the shit out of you on CBS okay. All Access. Guy, uh, I want to talk about um, some of the theories that I've heard about this TV show. And what we're going to get. Because, like, Jake, do you know what this series is about? No, not at all. Can I talk about some uh, some theories that I've been... Yeah, let's hear it. ...that I'm I've been hearing floating around? Theory number one is that the new ship is a hybrid of human and Klingon. And what brings them together to build this new ship it's a hybrid of a human ship of an enterprise kind of like uh you know f- a starfleet academy ship and a klingon warship like the bird it looks Ray. it looks like a klingon ship a little bit it looks like doesn't it it looks kind of like a hybrid of the two and like but what brings these what brings the humans and the klingons together to build this ship and we know that this is based on the uh the prime universe mm-hmm. this is not you know the the uh J.J. Abrams' Kelvin universe. Kelvin, correct? Yeah. 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 This is the, in the Prime universe. Is it set 100 years before Prime? Uh, this is a prequel to Prime universe? I believe it's a prequel to what uh, we – this is 100 years – 100 plus maybe years before um, what we see in uh, – uh, you know, as far as Captain Kirk's crew. Oh, see, I was led to believe it was post Voyager. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was too. Okay, I thought this was before that. The other theory that I'm hearing about is in the uh, Star Trek episode in uh, season three from the original series, the episode "Whom Gods Destroy." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an episode in 1969. We are introduced to Lord Garth, who was the fleet captain long before Kirk, and was also a personal hero of Captain Kirk. 
who he learned about in Starfleet Academy, and he he was actually taught about Lord Garth and his adventures. Uh, and so I thought that this could be the theory that I'm hearing is this could be Lord Garth and his adventures, like his exploits were were famous throughout Starfleet Academy and what they were learning about. Mm. And so I've heard that. This, it's a couple theories, like I said, that it's a, it's a new ship that's a hybrid of the human, uh, you know, uh, Enterprise Starfleet ships and then the Klingon warships, or it's, it has to deal with Lord Garth. I, I hope, I hope that's not true. I, I honestly, I, I'm sick of the whole prequel thing when it comes to Star Trek. Right. Like, uh, Enterprise just didn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. And I just see so much more, like, wealth of story, like, continuing after Voyager for me. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you here. I, I feel like um, th- what I'm worried about is like, oh, okay, are we going to be introduced to like you know McCoy's grandfather? Or yeah, I don't want that kind of shit. Th- that's not what I want either. That's yeah. not what I want either. I want a new crew going on new adventures. And yeah, I, like I want it already established that there's like the Klingon thing makes much more sense to me if it's like after Voyager, okay. like, then it's before Star Trek. Right. Yeah. With that theory, I have no clue. Like when this starts, like when the series, you know what I mean? Like when in the Prime Universe this is taking place? But uh, there's the the, the 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 rumors that this could deal with uh, with uh, Fleet Commander Garth, Captain Garth. Yeah, so. I'm fine with them just making a new character, making a new captain. Okay. Yeah, just a whole new thing, man. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. So, yeah, those are a couple theories that are going around about Star Trek Discovery. Next thing I wanted to talk about, and, and this is, I'm not going to bring this up in DC News. I'm going to bring it up right here in the news category. Actor Stephen Amell, who plays Oliver Queen in Arrow, said this on Facebook recently. Okay, it happened. The people of Salt Lake City and the great state of Utah pushed me over the edge. NBC American Ninja Warrior. In 2017, I would like to compete on your show. Wow. Guys, this is not new news. Back in 2014, while on Nerd HQ, Stephen Amell revealed that the producers of American Ninja Warrior reached out to him and his manager and he just didn't have the time to train for it back then, so he had to turn down the offer from NBC and American Ninja Warrior. But now he's saying, you know what? I'm up to the challenge. You've seen me do the salmon ladder on the fucking TV show. I'm going to train for it. I want to be on American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> jealous of all that attention the Supergirl stunt doubles get. Yeah. 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 Work too. Yeah. yeah, dude. She's fucking hardcore, man. I saw her, and uh, she was amazing. On that show. So, um, guys, I don't know about you. I love American Ninja Warrior. I actually used to watch a, a Ninja Warrior when it was on G4. I did too. I did before, too. yeah, before it was American Ninja Warrior. And I still love American Ninja Warrior. And, uh, I would love to see what Stephen Amell could do on this show. I, 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 I honestly, I think I would root for him. I don't want to see him get knocked out early. Yeah. I, I, I he, want, he does, he does parkour. So, yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to probably make it past the first round. But, but, guys, we need to see another person in these movies take the challenge. And we need to turn this into Marvel versus DC. I want to see our actor that is playing Spider-Man say, I also would like to take the American Ninja Warrior challenge. I want to see Tom Holland 
who we know is into parkour, and that's one of the reasons that fucking Marvel looked at him. I want to see Tom Holland say, you know what? Yeah, I may only be uh, 18, 19 years old, but I want to be a part of American Ninja Warrior 2. I want to see, I want to see Marvel and DC do this thing as far as like battle each other. Yeah. I, I don't like this whole thing of the internet getting on David Ayer about saying fuck Marvel. I don't like that. I think David Ayer has every right to say fuck Marvel. You know why? Because I think he said it in a fun way. I think I, I, I want to see these comp- uh, studios compete against one, one another. After Suicide Squad, David Ayer should not say fuck Marvel at this point. Agreed. <laughs> but the thing, but I, I think, I think that, I think that these studios should have a friendly rivalry with one another. And I think it should be open. I mean, guys, we've seen rivalries happen within the WWE. Okay, we've seen like Vin Diesel and The Rock, which I think now that they're announcing that these guys are going to fight in the WWE. Yeah, it's a I, rumor. It's staged. I think this oh, whole oh. yeah, I think this whole fucking argument, this whole fight is staged, and I feel like they could do this in Marvel and DC. I would love to see like Jason Momoa say, "Yeah, fuck Marvel," and I like to see Jason Momoa compete in something. Jason Momoa says "fuck Marvel" all the time at conventions. Yes, he does. <laughs> He does he's, say he'll sign your poster. Fuck Marvel. He'll sign your poster. Fuck exactly. And I, I would like to see this as long as it's friendly. You know what I mean? I well, think Sony, like, Sony, 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 and Marvel are not going to let Tom Holland do that because uh, they're gambling. They're betting on his Spider-Man, so they're not going to let him injure himself at all. No, and you don't want to ruin the illusion. I think too. At least that's how the studio would think about it. Yeah, like, you don't want to yeah. see Tom Holland like do shitty. And then he's your Spider-Man. Yeah, I get it. But I think it'd be fun for the fans. Yeah, I'd like to see, like, Daredevil stunt double <laughs> yeah. on there. I think that'd be really cool. Whoever does the work for Charlie Cox, I'd yeah. like to see him give it a go. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be fun. Do a whole episode, like, centric around that. Yeah. Where we're going to get all these, like, try to get a couple actual actors, but get a lot of the stunt doubles from these movies right. to get in there and do it, you know? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because I, I, I used to watch the shit out of American Ninja Warrior 2, but it kind of got a bit stale for me. I gotta admit, like I could only watch so much of it before I was just like, okay. I'm there's just not honestly, Jake. For me, the only reason that I'm watching it as much as I'm watching it is yeah. there's really nothing on in the summer. No, I, that's that's really good. I hear you. I hear you. You know, like I, 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 you guys have been hearing me talk about it, like like a lot of like retro um, shows that I've been watching and movies. Like you guys heard me talk about The Crow and Forrest Gump. Like why? Why? Because there's nothing new coming out right now that I'm really watching and enjoying. No, I, I don't disagree. Hey, Sean, I got a question for you. You guys did your summer movie recap. Did you guys retrograde anything? No. No. So you no. guys stuck with your ratings? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Okay. We, we, we kept it. We kept it as, you know, you know, clean as possible. I mean, we just kind of. We went through whatever movie we seen. You know what I mean? It, yeah. We, basically, fucking top movie of the summer was fucking Civil War for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I had some, you know, I had some stuff. I had, like, you know, The Shallows as, like, one of those, like, a movie that I felt was kind of a sleeper to me. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a great movie. Did you see that movie? I did not no, see that movie. either. No. I loved it. I thought it was great, you know, mm. but nobody's <clears> seen it, so. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, I want to talk about last uh, part of the news. I want to talk about Matthew McConaughey's new film. It's called Sea of Trees. Guys, when you think of Matthew McConaughey recently, what do you think? What do I think of Matthew McConaughey? I think of that stupid uh, Civil War movie that he was in. Uh, the Joneses movie? Yeah. 
That's really what you think of Matthew McConaughey? You're not thinking of like a true detective. You're not thinking. Uh, I just of seen that trailer. The Dallas first, Buyers the Free Club. State of Jones. Free State of Jones. You're not. You're thinking of that. You're not thinking of True Detective. You're not thinking of uh, Dallas Buyers Club. You're not thinking of Wolf of Wall Street. You're not, I mean, I'd like to be thinking of those things. You're but. thinking of Free State of Jones. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of those goddamn Lincoln commercials. That's what I'm <laughs> All right. Well, I, that's not the answer that I was expecting. I thought you guys were going to talk about some of the good things that he's been out in recently. I know, Jake, you talked recently about Interstellar, which yes. a lot of people enjoyed that film. Matthew McConaughey is in a new movie. It's called Sea of Trees. And uh, it has a – if you guys could guess the rating on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, what would you think it would be at? Sea of Trees. <clears throat> I know nothing about this movie. Can I get a description of the plot? Description of the plot. Arthur Brennan treks into Aogiahara known as the Sea of Trees, a mysterious, dense forest at the base of Japan's Mount Fuji where people go to commit suicide. On his journey to the suicide forest, he encounters Takumi Nakamura, a Japanese man who has lost his way after attempting suicide. The two men begin a journey of reflection and survival, which affirms Arthur's will to live and reconnects him to his love for his wife. Okay, I've seen the trailer for this. It looks visually stunning. I am going to say it's a high rating. I'm going to give it. I'm going to say it's a ninety-five. Ninety-five percent. Do you have anything? Do you have anything for me? I'll say. I'll say about probably eighty-five percent. Eighty-five percent. This movie currently on Rotten Tomatoes has a eight percent rating. Oh, (laughs) how many critics though? Does it, does it really matter? I don't know. It does matter I, how not, many critics. I know. I'm not sure how many critics, but uh, here's where it gets worse. It's only made. It's only. It's only made as of this weekend. It's only made three thousand dollars in the box office. Is this movie out in the states? It is in the states. It was only showing in two theaters last week. Uh, it will be available on video on video on demand, and will be coming to more theaters soon. But its opening weekend, it made one thousand eight hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Ouch! And you can look that up on IMDb.com if you think I'm full of shit. But that is what it made opening weekend. Ouch! Wow! Ouch. Gosh, this is a Matthew McConaughey movie. You yeah, would think you'd get a little bit love. Yeah, yeah. I'm so. excited to see him in Dark Tower, though. I can't lie. Yeah. Is that uh, Idris Elba as well? Yeah, Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey. He's playing the big bad. Yeah. He's the man in black, so I think that's great casting. Yeah. I just – this is not what I would expect out of Matthew McConaughey to own his draw as an A-list celebrity, in my opinion, in these days, to be able to only uh, premiere a movie in two theaters – it just blows my mind. This 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 article blew my mind when I read it. See, me and Sean, we're, we're right thinking about crappy Matthew McConaughey shit. I guess. That's I, where he's at right see, now. See, that's the thing. It's like if you ask me, like, you know, if you ask me, like, you know, what do you think about Matt, Matthew McConaughey? Like, yeah, I could tell you, like, you know, 10 years ago, like, what he was doing. Yeah. But, like, if you ask me, like, within the last few years, I'd be like, yeah, you know, fucking Wolf of Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club, Interstellar, you know, fucking True Detective. Yeah. Did you see The Lincoln Lawyer? Lincoln Lawyer, I did never, I, I did not see that. Good movie, I actually enjoyed really? it. It was okay. actually a really good movie. Right on. I mean, up until Dallas Buyers Club, when I thought of Matthew McConaughey, I thought about all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's true, guys. All right, we're gonna move on to Marvel news this week. 
Marvel news. All right, guys. Marvel news this week. First thing I wanted to start off with is not an article at all. It's just a prediction. And I'm going to kind of like uh, agree with Jake on something. Thor Ragnarok, we've talked about that in the past. Mm-hmm. Jake, I am going to predict that Loki dies in this film. All right. Thor Ragnarok, I mean, that's what the story's about. Odin dies, Thor dies, mm-hmm. Loki dies. I'm going to think he dies. But you know what? He signed a three-contract. Uh, he's got three more movies left on his contract. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that I'm going to throw out a prediction here. I don't know if it's true or not. It's my prediction. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I'll eat crow. I'm thinking that uh, after he dies in Thor Ragnarok that uh, maybe Thanos brings him back. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people <clears throat> speculating that, that we're going to not just Loki, but we're going to see a slew of dead Marvel villains be brought back to life by Thanos. The ra- I actually would like that. The reality gem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's kind of cool, too. Yeah. That but, would actually make a lot more fucking sense. That at least at least they answered the question of them killing off all their guys. Remember, you got to remember something, man. The Red Skull is still somewhere in fucking outer space somewhere. Yeah. That, so, get it. That's yeah. a great point, Sean. That'd be yeah. a great payoff to, like, this whole time we always make fun of how the, the villain always dies. Yeah, but, like, okay, Hugo Weaving did not have the best experiences uh, playing uh, the Red Skull. Who would come back and play the Red Skull if it's not Hugo Weaving? I don't think we need agreed. I don't think we need to name the actor. I think it's just like I think I think the Red Skull coming back would be great. Yeah, I agree. It sucks that the Red Skull isn't a player anymore. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. It doesn't matter if you have Hugo Weaving in there playing there because it's it's the makeup. You could have any actor playing that that character. Just so long as they're not allergic to the makeup. Right. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Do you bring back the Ant-Man's villain as well? I, I don't think you have to yeah, bring him. him dead. Yeah. I, I, I would like to see them bring back Ronan, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I would like to see Ronan. He sucked, though, man. I hated Ronan. Yeah, but if you bring him back and you change the character so that he's not a villain, and the fact that that that, that if you bring him back and he feel like he feels like he has to lead the Kree against Thanos, that would be a fucking awesome story. Yeah, like a redemption for Ronan? a redemption for Ronan. Yeah. Can I, can I say something real quick? Yeah. And, and this is uh, it seems like it seems like Hollywood is having an issue. Okay. And with with uh, CG characters. And granted, it's worked with the Hulk. It's worked very well with the Hulk. Yeah. But for like the Killer Croc, uh, Ronin, like I felt like those characters kind of should be or Apocalypse. They should be giant CG characters. And it's like it seems like every director doesn't want to really kind of play into that. But I think. For Apocalypse, you really needed that. For uh, for Killer Croc, you needed that. And um, yeah. and for and for Ronan, you know, it's he's a big guy, and you know, it, it was okay in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he wasn't the comic book Ronan. I'm going to agree with you on Apocalypse and Killer Croc. Yeah, but I disagree that Ronan should be a CG character. Because I felt like he should have been flying on that disc. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm crazy, and I'm just like maybe that would have been cheesy, but you know. I'm, I was like, ah, he could have been a little bit bigger. But I'm with you. Know, it, it, I'm with you. Like, I'm definitely with you on Killer Croc. I'm definitely with you on, uh, who was the other one? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely with you on, on Apocalypse. But as far as Ronan's concerned, I felt like, uh, 
I don't know. I just felt like they didn't give him enough. I, I, I felt like that movie was about like the the culmination of the team more than it was about the actual villain. So, yeah. but, and I actually personally liked what they did with Ronan. I know we've talked about this I before, know. but I, I, I liked it. I liked I the analogy did. to him like being like a radical leader of another planet yeah. and like taking his his own like planet and people into his own hands, even against the will of his people. I, I like the parallels that it drew, and I, I thought it was an interesting villain. Yeah, you just. I don't know. You you compare him to like what we got with the actual team. He's not memorable, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I I agree to disagree on this one as we always will. I mean, I the movie's this- great regardless. I'm I'm going to give you that. But like on the flip side, it's like I think like if you watch movies like The Dark Knight, yeah. if if you watch other movies that have a great villain and you can try to compare Ronan to that, there's no comparison. He no. just doesn't stack up. Yeah, He's but who serviceable. does compare to Heath Ledger Joker? I mean, hardly anyone. But oh. I, I still remember him smashing dude's head with this fucking hammer. And, you know, like there, it's, he, I didn't think he was a complete waste of time. I, I, I actually liked it. I don't know. I, I, he, the villain is a complete waste of time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Sean. I felt like he's like he's on the same level of Malekith. And, and basically with Malekith, Malekith was like the leader of like the Darth Gelves. And like he was all about the Dark Elves and the progression of that race. And I felt like that Ronan was the exact same thing. Yeah, the difference is, is though the Dark Elves like followed Malekith. Where Ronan was completely going against the will of his fellow Kree and just oh I know and that transcended in the movie and everybody could tell you that watched that film I I mean I could so I know you could because you follow movies but like most of people out there are not going to be like oh my god yeah he went totally against the grain of the regular Kree no most people are not going to tell you that fucking story yeah I hear you I mean they clearly claim he's a radical and they you know. I, I get it. I, I like the character and the portrayal. I, it didn't bother me. I like the actor that plays him. I'm a big fan oh, of absolutely. him. Absolutely. Yeah, Lee Pace is great. I, Lee- I like Ronan. Thought it was good stuff. Yeah, I thought he was just basically. I thought he was another Marvel villain that was just kind of like thrown in there. Uh, basically, like maybe like a step above like Malekith or you know Yellow Jacket. He oh, just he's way above those guys. Real a step above, in my opinion. So. Yeah. I don't know. Just my opinion. Screw you both. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> hey, Yo, what? You're, you're still great. Uh, I know. That's what I kept telling shut, myself. Shut <laughs> I'm a high taste it and fuck both of you. All right, guys. Variety. Variety has learned that John Favreau, who plays Happy Hogan in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, will return for Spider-Man Homecoming. Nice. Happy Fan- Hogan. Fantastic news. <laughs> I'm happy. I was laughing at shots. Eh. I'm happy. You know why? Because you know what, You're John. Happy Fav- Hogan. I'm happy Hogan. I am happy Hogan because Sean John Favreau has not had the best relationship with Marvel. No. And we've seen this happen with what they did with Iron Man two. They didn't bring him back for Iron Man three to direct that movie. Um, and uh, th- the thing is, it's like. Uh, I think that if you watch the movie Chef, I feel like that is a direct reflection of the treatment that he felt like he got from Marvel. Yeah. And I feel like right now with what he's done with the Jungle Book and and that was with Disney, I feel like this is kind of like him like saying, you know what? We can work things out, Mar- uh, Disney, Marvel. We I was can- getting ready to say but, the same but thing. You, but you know what it was, though? It was it was more the executives in that in in that Marvel, you know, in that in that Marvel area, and then once once Feige t- took over, now everything is kind of changing up, and now you know uh, if Favreau can come back in because yeah, I th- I felt like I feel like Paul. I mean, I felt, but I feel like Feige can can like he he has like that that I guess 
characteristic to why everybody likes him probably mm-hmm. you know yeah and you know bringing favreau back in he knows he knows that okay fuck you know uh favreau did a great fucking job you got to give him some respect some love you know throw that back out to him let's put him back in you know um let's put him back in the universe and 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 let's let's keep it going and I think, you know, with Feige taking over, he's making those changes. And, you know, they're for the better. And that's I'm, I'm glad to see Favreau back in the in the universe. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I mean, Brian, I completely agree that Jungle Book was kind of the bridge yeah. that brought him back sure. to the Disney Marvel fold. Yeah. And, and I do agree with, like, what Sean's saying. I mean, he, he basically launched this cinematic Marvel universe. Right. So without Favreau, we wouldn't have what we have now. Like, you know, Civil War is a direct – you draw a direct line from Iron Man 1 to that. Right. So, yeah, it's nice to see he seems to be burying the hatchet, and this gives me more hope that we'll see him do Iron Man 4. I hope so. I don't want to see Shane Blank, Shane Black back Man, doing Iron Man 4. If they bring back Shane Black, I'm, I'm done. I'm I done, too. I can't do it. Me, too. I agree. <laughs> I like the Iron Man 3, too. Oh, I know you did. And, and that, that, God damn it. I know. I, I, that fucking shit annoys me to this day. That fucking movie was garbage. Hot fucking garbage. I like it way more than Iron Man 2, and that was the Favreau one. I'll take Iron Man 2 over fucking Iron Man 3 any day, because what basically, it's like Iron Man 3 did what the Suicide Squad did with the Joker. In my opinion, you take you take Iron Man's Joker and you turn him into fucking Trevor. I, I, I didn't yeah, like but it. The, like just what you were saying about no one knows about who Ronan is. Like no no one knows who the fucking Mandarin is except the comic book geeks. But so we it should. It doesn't. Yeah. But we it. should. After right, fucking Iron Man three, we should know who the Mandarin is. I thought it was exactly. a smart twist for the comic book fans to, to oh, not yeah. give them what they. Expected. Ton of fun. Ton of fun. Good times. <laughs> Favreau would not have done that. Favreau would have made the Mandarin. He said it to this day that he would have made the Mandarin, not that fucking shit that changed. Thank like. you. Yeah, we saw Whiplash Favreau, so I'm, I'm good on what. Yeah, you but we done. also oh. saw we also saw the studio fuck that movie up. <laughs> yeah. The studio. Okay, number one with Iron Man, you didn't have as much studio involvement. They knew what they had with Iron Man, so now in Iron Man Two, we got studio involvement. So now you've got like. All the big wigs coming down to the set and saying, oh, can we do this? Can we do that? We need to build on the universe. Oh, let's throw Black Widow in here. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. And they screw up his story. That's why John Favreau's done with Marvel. Yeah, yeah. They screwed up his story, man. I mean, you, you saw, like, that's what I'm worried about with Guardians of the Galaxy. Do I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is going to be great? I hope so. Yeah, I'm scared, too. I'm I scared hope too. so. I you know what? I think, so. I think it's going to be good because, again, the executive change. Yeah. The change, the change in in the pecking order makes everything a lot different now. Yeah, and I think you know with with Feige under you know in in that in that role, he will. I I don't think that he he's he wants to set anything up to fail. I'm pretty sure he's like yeah, this is good. This is good to go. And that's I, I trust James Gunn too, man. Yeah, but why have, why haven't we heard James Gunn is going to come back and do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? Is he playing is he playing this game with his agent to where he can get like a bigger deal for like Guardians of the Galaxy Three, <gasps> or is he like I'm done and I want to do more personal side projects? I want to go back to doing more personal indie films like Super and things like that. What what's the deal? Is he done with? Is he burnt out? Is he burnt out? You know what I mean. We've heard about these directors getting burnt out on doing these Marvel movies. We heard about John Favreau getting burnt out. Gunn may be at the other end of the spectrum, though. I mean, now he has the you know the car blanche to go and move on and do another huge movie. You know what I'm saying? Like I kind of relate it to like I'm still waiting for that huge movie from Joss Whedon, though, Frank, uh, Jake. Yeah, 
I know, but I'm still waiting for that movie. When's that movie going to happen? But that's not what Josh said he wanted to do after that. He did want to step back and do like more smaller films and stuff. I'm saying maybe James Gunn wants to do like Peter Jackson did and move on after Lord of the Rings and do like King Kong and do another property. Mm -hmm. Maybe he actually, you know, wants to put his stamp on some other properties now that he has, you know, now that he's a name, which he wasn't before Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Sure. And I I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting James Gunn down. I fucking love James Gunn. So do I. I I follow him on Facebook. I watch too. I watch all his videos. I, I love this guy. But I, no one, like, down. no one was like knew who this guy was except the sure. super movie fans before Absolutely. Guardians won. Sure. Yeah. So maybe now he's like, "Fuck, I want to, I want to do this property, and I want to do that property, and I don't want right. to, you know, I don't want to stick around and do a third Guardians movie." Yeah. So okay. I hear you. I just, uh, I, I, I would feel. I would feel better about Marvel if he did come back and say, you know what, I can't wait to come back and do Guardians of the Galaxy three. No, yeah, give it, too. give it time. Wait, wait till, wait till Guardians of the Galaxy two drops. Sure, and, you know that'll make about you know million dollars, billion dollars, whatever. And then yeah, like, oh, come you're back. right. He'll have more leverage with Marvel. I, yeah, I, I think he's got leverage now. Oh, I think he, I think I think he does too. Do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see anyone directing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie besides James Gunn. Me either. Like, I'll be scared for shit if. Well, what if they said Phil Lord and Chris Miller are going to do Guardians of the Galaxy three? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. That wouldn't. I wouldn't be as scared, but I still like. They're still not James Gunn. It's sure. still not the same sensibilities. Yeah, and we know that the Russo brothers aren't going to do something like that. It sounds like they're going to be doing like the uh, event films. Yeah, going the, forward, doing the big headline movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm scared worried. for Cap Four. I'm. Th- thank you. That's exactly where I was going. It's like I don't. Are th- you? Yes, because the Russo brothers aren't going to go back and do Captain America four if they're doing the fucking the flagship films, Sean. Think about you know that. What works, you, you know what? You know what works well for them is because they're they're two guys. Sure. You, know, you don't got to deal like one guy. It's it's like you got to deal with a lot. Like if you got two guys, you're getting like two different kind of like views on things, yeah. but at the same level. And I think it works well for them because shit, we're brothers. Like we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pick this shit apart. Yeah, and we're we're a team. But the know? thing is, that they're doing they're doing the flagship movies. Like the last movie they did was Civil War. That was a Captain America movie. But we know that they're going to be doing the flag. They're taking over Joss Whedon's role. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon was doing Avengers. Joss Whedon did Avengers: Age of Ultron. It doesn't sound like they're going to go back to do Captain America 4. It sounds like they're going to be doing the flagship movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which means like after like, you know, Infinity War ends, they're going to do the next Avengers film. So the next Captain America film, whatever it is, whether it's starring Sebastian Stan, whether it's starring Anthony Mackie or whether it's starring Chris Evans, we don't, I don't think that they are definitely signed on to do Captain America four. We could be looking at a new director, and that's what I'm worried about. I agree. Well, that well then that's that's the change, but that that'll be the change in the whole universe anyway. So I don't. I think it really wouldn't even probably matter at this point. Like, I, I if if they don't, I'm okay with that because you know what, you're changing the tide anyway. It's like okay, well now we have a whole new team because they're gonna. It, I think this team is is done for. I think this is it's over after Infinity War. Really? Mm. Why? Why? Who do you think's leaving? Who do you think is leaving the MCU, and why? I think I think they'll I think they'll pass it off. Who? Downey. I think Downey's done. Really? Yes. Really? What What else does Downey Robert Downey Jr. have going on after this? Nah, you know, man, Robert is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I mean, what else does he? Okay, did he get much love for the Judge? Judge? No. 
Okay, hold on. Uh, do you think that his next move, he's going to be starring in the HBO TV series, <laughs> Perry Mason? Do you think that that is going to catapult his career into superstardom? No, no. Do you, no, no, hold on, hold on. Do you think kids are going to be wearing Perry Mason t-shirts? Is that a real, is that happening? Yes, it oh. is. <laughs> Is that really happening? Yes, yes. No, Robert Downey Jr. has signed on to be the next Perry Mason. I don't believe you, Brian. I, hold on. <laughs> Guys, when we take a break, I want you to Google it, Sean, and I want you to Google Perry Mason, Robert Downey Jr. I am 100% on point. He is not – that is not going to catapult his stardom. Guys, there is nothing. I Perry Mason. I see Sherlock Holmes 3 and Spider-Man Homecoming. That's it. Okay, but I'm saying like after that, I'm saying, dude, I'm not bullshitting you, dude. <laughs> Fucking Robert Downey Jr. has signed on to be on an HBO series for a new Perry Mason. That is not going to catapult his career. It may be a good series, but it is not going to keep fucking Robert Downey Jr. in the spotlight as an A-list actor. And fucking Iron Man has. I want you to tell me where Chris Hemsworth is going after this. Uh, uh, see, that's, you know, it... Where is he going? No, hold on. Did you watch? Did you watch Michael Mann's Black Hat? Did that movie fucking blow your dick off? Fuck no, it did not. I didn't watch Into the Heart of the Sea. No, I didn't watch it either. I didn't watch that at all. I no, didn't care about no. That. And are people raving about that? I want you to tell me about Chris Evans. Yes, has he made some good things? Has he made, did did was Snowpiercer awesome? I I loved it. Yeah, it's great. I but thought. Brian, but Brian, you got to understand something too. Yeah. The, the the studios may want to just change everything. Like they don't oh, have to. Oh man, they, they are. They, they, they are changing it. It's not making money. They, they are keep it the same. Sean, they are printing money, my man. It's, it's true. They are. They are printing money, man. They are printing money right now, dude. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with Brian. I mean, if the MCU has proven anything, it's that if you're making this much money after 13 fucking movies, they're doing the same fucking thing oh, for 13 God. You know what? You know what? Never mind. I'm totally fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm actually I'm, – you can X out everything I just said. Fuck it. Never no, mind. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Like people have thought about this in the past. Like, they, like uh, when these guys – when their stock was high, everybody was thinking that they were threatening to leave. Like we even heard like threatens of – you know, like uh, we heard Chris Evans threatening to leave the MCU. I feel like Chris Evans has kind of felt like what it would be like outside of the MCU and what he really has going for him. And it's really not a lot. Like, you're doing movies like Snowpiercer and these independent films, but, like, he's not going to be on the level of, like, a Matthew McConaughey or even an Oscar Isaac, those guys that can do those films and still thrive. I think he still has to come back and, like, do these movies in order to support that those side projects. I agree. I agree. Oscar Isaac doesn't need Star Wars. What's that? Oscar Isaac doesn't need Star Wars. He, You know what I'm saying? They they need him. I think so. I agree. Yeah, I, and I'm, you know what? I'm still not a hundred percent that the Russo brothers are going to knock this out of the park either. I feel like this is a completely different like experience than mm-hmm. they dealt with with the Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. Even you know Civil War, which is a big Marvel event. At the end of the day, it's still its main focal point is Cap. still Steve Rogers. It's Cap, and they haven't proven to me yet until I see these Infinity War movies or you know the Infinity War movie and whatever mm-hmm. the other movie is going to be called. But it's still not proven to me that they can juggle eight plus characters in one interweaving story. Okay. Uh, bro, I, you know, I got to disagree with you on that, Jake. So what, what have you seen that I haven't seen that proves that they're going to be able to do that? 
Yeah, that whole airport scene was fucking. But that, that's that's, that's a that, fight that, sequence. That, that's yeah. an action sequence. No, no, Jake is right. I, I feel like Jake, you have something. You you you're making a great point. But on the flip side, have we not seen Marvel bring in directors from other films to help bring these things together? Yeah. Could it be like Mike, like Kevin Feige is like, you know what, you know what this needs. I need James Gunn on set for this scene. Yeah, and we know Favreau's going to be executive producing or yes. involved in this. Jo- John Favreau's back as yeah. executive producer. Yeah, and that gives me hope. And I'm not saying that I like most of me believes that this is going to work, but it's not like a hundred percent in my mind that they're going to be able to handle this. Think about this, Sean. Think about this, Sean. Let's say you've been reading a comic book series and you've really been enjoying uh, Daredevil. You've really been enjoying it, and it's been being it's been written by Mark Wade. Yeah. You're really enjoying this Daredevil run, and it's been. It's I'm, been not, I'm not reading it either. So exactly. Let's say you're like you're reading Daredevil. And it's by Mark Wade, and you're loving it. Next right. thing you know, Mark Wade, you know, he goes through a couple volumes of the book, and then he's like, you know what, I'm going to leave, and they're they're going to switch things up. They bring on Charles Soule. Mm-hmm. Now you've got Charles Soule, a completely different writer, writing your Daredevil book, and the voice is a little bit different. Yeah, you know, char, you know, like uh, fucking uh, Matt Murdock's a little bit different. Um, you know, Foggy's a little bit different, uh-huh. and, and, and that's just, that's what I feel like you could run into when you're bringing in the Russo brothers, and now they're writing for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they're, all they're, those characters, Thor, yeah, Iron Man, like yeah. I, we know they can handle Cap and us caring about Cap, yes. but can they handle like me giving a shit about the whole universe? Right. And some people like just don't write team stuff as good as they write solo stuff. Yes. And, I, and I know a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, like you said, Sean, the airport scene, the airport scene, but that that's just an action sequence. They directed a great action sequence. There's like, a great, yeah. there's great dialogue in there. Yeah, there's too. great character they, they, moments. They, 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 yeah. They, well, they got the voices of the characters right yeah. in there too. But I also, you know, you also got to credit the writers too. But it's not yeah. long form storytelling. Like it's like like you make a great point with the uh, Daredevil stuff. Like I think like Ed Brubaker. Yes. Like he was amazing on Captain America. Mm-hmm. He, he was amazing when he did Daredevil. But when they gave him X Men and he was juggling like eight to ten characters, it was a pile of fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, team yes, books. Team books are completely different. And it's the same thing. I, I yeah. mean, Civil War at the end of the day is not a team movie. It's I a mean, great I know point. I know it has a shit ton of people in it. But it's it's not a team movie. It is still a cat movie. It was and, a cat movie. And you feel it. It's his character that goes through the arc from the first act to the second act to the third act. It's it's cap, you know? Yeah. So I just I have faith that it's like I'm excited for it and I want it to be good and I think it will be good, but like I still am not like a hundred percent sold that it's completely gonna work. Right. And the two movie thing makes it even more daunting. Mm-hmm. Like they have to Well they're adding even more characters to this too. I mean guys we've got upcoming we've got you know Doctor Strange, we've also got Black Panther gonna be introduced. They're also gonna have to throw those characters in there. Yeah. It's 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 a lot. Captain Marvel will probably make her first appearance in these Avengers movies, I gotta imagine. But you know what I mean? It's like on the flip side it's like I I can I can accept a taste it Doctor Strange movie into the universe. Yeah, I think I, that's what we're gonna we're gonna get that. Yeah, we're at least gonna get that, and I can accept that. And you know what? I can accept uh, I can accept a taste it to a high taste it Black Panther movie. 
Yeah, but you can't accept the event that we've been building this whole Boom. thing towards. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this is the granddaddy from the minute Avengers 1 ended yes. and you saw Thanos, you were yes. fucking like headbanging in your fucking seat. You cannot accept the taste at fucking Infinity War. If Infinity War does not live up to any of our expectations, this movie, right out of the gate for me, is a toss-it. Yeah. It, 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 it has so much to live up to. You know what I mean? It has so much to live up to. There's so many things. There's so many different beats that they got to get right. There's so many fucking characters that they have to juggle. Jake, I think you're right, man. This is this is this is like the airport scene was fantastic. Yeah. And there's a lot of moments in this, but it was still just a Captain America movie. This isn't a, this is an Avengers movie, and for me, the last Avengers movie missed the mark. It missed the mark. I tossed it. I know you you, what do I you, like it. You like it. Yeah, I Tupperware it at first, and then I kind of downgraded to a high taste. Yeah, but I still like it a lot. Sure. Yeah, I, I've down, I've downgraded my review on that thing too because okay. it's just like mm, fuck. Yeah. You know, Ultron wasn't. Again, I think I said that from the beginning. Anyway, Ultron wasn't threatening anyway. But yeah, look, I, look, man, it's hard to say, but I can say what we've gotten so far from these guys is good. Sure. And Two great cat if, movies, and I think they have a lot of time to put it all together and for it to be a good movie it, it i got faith in him man i'm gonna say i got faith in him yeah. so you know what i'll eat i'll eat crow and mm-hmm. i'll come back on here and nah. y'all can curse me out and jake no. you, know, you can shit on me as much as you want no 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 no, no. <laughs> and I, I worry about the name change thing too like like before i was willing to accept that the first movie may not have a third act you know, but now it's like, okay, yeah. now you're telling me that you've branded both of these movies as separate movies. You're compa- like, the Infinity War is one film. Yeah, then you better give me a first, a second, and a third act. You right. better not give me fucking yeah. Mockingjay Part 1 where I don't get a fucking ending to a movie. Where well, I'm just like... Uh, and hold on, and this is not a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. This is not a Star Wars trilogy either. You know what I mean? And in Star Wars, what have we expected? We expected, like, in the first movie, of course, there's going to be, like, conflict, but they always come out on the top at the end. Yeah. Second movie, it's okay. Yeah, you see, like, they fail at the end. There's, like, something bad. And so, and then in the third movie, then they come back out on top. No, this is, like, basically, like, Star Wars, which is six hours of movie. Yes. In one film. They've got to get the entire Infinity War in one movie. Yes, I, I agree. And if they wanted Infinity War to have that Empire Strikes Back like ending, yeah. then why the brand split? And why, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it doesn't justify them doing what they did. How do you think they should have done this? Do you think this should have been like something like, uh, where they, like, uh, like they should have back to the future one and two, uh, two and three, this shit, where like, 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 we're looking at like six months later, they come out with the next movie? I, I feel like that, and a comp, they shouldn't have told us. That, that it was the second movie was coming so fast. Okay. Agreed. They I should agree. Have, I agree. They, yeah. that, that's given us so much expectations. They we should have never, and we've known this for like two, three fucking years now. Yeah. We should have never known that they're going to film and release another movie within a year. Okay. Is it reactionary though to people that are fucking against these part one and part two shit? Because, a, little, like, a little bit. Because we saw this like with Justice League, they did it first. Like they were going to have Justice League part one and part two, and they yeah. like said, "Fuck this, we're out." And then all of a sudden, like we hear this from Marvel, like we're out. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's like it's one thing to say it, but when you're still doing the practice, it doesn't change anything. Like when you're still filming two movies back to back and releasing it with any. It doesn't sound like the plan all along was to have Infinity Wars be just one movie. Yes, it yeah, sounds like the plan. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like the plan was to have it be two movies, and then the second movie 
originally was going to be the second part of the Infinity War. Now it feels like Infinity War is going to be wrapped up in one movie, and then the second Avengers movie is going to com- be a completely different story. Let me ask and you that. And that's not what it felt like from the get-go. <laughs> let, me, but, let, me, let me say something real quick, Jake, before you jump in. Is, is, is Captain Marvel coming out before Infinity War or after Infinity War? After. After. Between. After that's coming out in like 2019, yeah, right? See, now see that makes no fucking sense now because now I'm like, well, okay, when do I get Captain Marvel? Because you know she's powerful as shit. You gotta have somebody take on Thanos, right? We're still like, gonna see her though. I mean, Black Panther movie okay. hasn't come out yet, and you've you've still already seen Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That comes out in February 2017, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is that's before. Infinity War. Yeah, I think within these two Avengers movies, though, we're going to see Captain Marvel before we see her. In so the Alison Brie is going to get an appearance in one of these movies. Yeah, I, I mean, I would bet the farm that we're going to see her in one of these two movies. Okay, which one, which one, Doctor Strange or Captain Marvel? I mean, uh, Infinity War or Black Panther? We're going to see her in one of the two Infinity War movies. Okay, yeah, I would I, I would bet anything on that. One of the two. Uh, there's not two. Well, Infinity one of, one of the two next Marvel movies. Or next Avengers movies, we're gonna see. See, I still don't believe them that these movies are gonna be completely like separate entities. I I don't buy it. Still, I still believe yeah, they are. They'll flip it on us. They'll, they'll flip it some kind of way. I don't care what they say about it not being Infinity War Part One or Part Two. Well, all these Thanos is still gonna be in this movie that comes out a year after. Okay, Infinity so War. at the end of Infinity War, yeah. Thanos is not beaten and defeated. He's not encased in like a glass prism. Yeah, no way. In my so opinion. Thanos is still going to exist after the first Infinity War. I believe so. I always felt like they were going to go the comic book route. They were going to go Jim Starlin, and at the end of Infinity War, we're going to see Thanos encased in that fucking like glass prison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought I thought that's how the series was going to end. Yeah, I feel like that's Thanos. still going to happen at the end of the second Untitled movie. Okay. Hey, and Brian, that their emails real quick, Jake. Your emails next week. I'm gonna be like, why the fuck did you have Sean on this goddamn show? Because it is like a 20 hour show. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's just reactionary to the people don't like part one and part two. Yeah, and these movies still are a part one and part two. Okay, but we're right. just naming them two completely different movies and pretending they're not. Well, because we know the sec- the the other Avengers movie comes out a year later. Yes, that's still happening. Yes. It's fucking confusing, Jake. Those oh, movies are still going to be fucking connected at the butt, like a Back to the Future Part 2 and Part 3. I just feel like fucking if Infinity War ends and Thanos is still fucking in the universe, it's like, what the fuck was Infinity War all about? They'll fucking call the next one Infinity Crusade. Yeah, some shit like that. Man. <laughs> They'll do fucking something. Infinity Quest. All right. It's Infinity the Last Night. And then you'll be like, why the hell did we just not call them Part 1 and Part 2? Because that's what they are. That's bullshit. I mean, that's the way I see it happening. It's not like they changed the filming schedule of when these yeah. movies are coming out. They just made a statement that we're not calling them Part 1 and Part 2 anymore, which is totally reactionary to people not digging the whole Part 1 and Part 2 thing anymore. Yeah. God damn it. We go on tangents, Sean. You're absolutely oh, right, dude. dude. This was I a know, good one, I though. Know. I blame myself. I'm sorry. No, you're – let's uh, – hold on. I know you got to get off here soon, Sean. So I want to talk about one last thing before you get off. I want to talk about um, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang is telling fans to petition Fox if they want to see him play Cable in the upcoming Deadpool 2. These are his recent quotes from an interview with uh, Tony LaConsole from the Tony Tone Show. 
He says, well, I mean, certainly the Avatar schedule could present logistical problems, but I don't know what the status of that is. Who does? Last time I looked, they haven't announced any casting on the role. I haven't been told that. I haven't been asked to do the role. But then again, I don't know that I'm not uh, in the running now. So, you know, I kind of continually urge my fans out there to... You know, you want to see me as Cable just to make yourself heard because they listen to fans. And that's about as far as I can go in campaigning as it were for a role. I think it's a wonderful, interesting role, and it's one that I think is certainly within my wheelhouse. So I'd love to do it. But I don't know that it's going to happen. It might not happen. Uh, Here's what ComicBook.com had to say about it. For those late to the party, this is this all started when Lang tweeted out a photo of himself posing with the caption, let's lay some cable, hashtag Deadpool. Since then, he's spoken about the part several times, and if he was offered the role, it would be hard to believe that any scheduling conflict wouldn't be solved rather quickly. So, Stephen Lang, it sounds like, you know, I just watched him recently in Don't Breathe, mm. Uh, you know, I liked him in Avatar. I even liked him in that fucking, what was that fucking show on Fox? Terra Nova? Oh, yeah. I, fuck, I fucking liked him in that fucking show. Whoa. I'm big, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Stephen Lang. Could he play Cable? Absolutely. I agree. Uh, he's one of my choices to play they're, Cable. They're still going with, uh, Kyle Chandler, aren't they? They're, uh, that's the rumor. The rumor is that the studio, the studio wants Liam Neeson. But, but Tim, but Tim Miller and the producers, they want Kyle Chandler. Um, but a lot of fans want Stephen Lang. So it it presents, it's interesting. Uh, but, uh, you know, Stephen Lang might have, uh, Avatar issues as far as like that's concerned. That ain't ever happening. Avatar's happening. (laughs) We're going to get Avatar 2, 3, and 4. Uh, and who knows how many more. Maybe Avatar 2. We'll never see an Avatar 3. We'll see. They're supposed to feel, they're supposed to be filming them, uh, back to back to back to back. (laughs) So, uh, we'll see about that. When you have as much fucking pull as James Cameron does, in the industry, yeah, never count that guy out, especially with Avatar being the number one movie uh, globally and uh, not domestically, but globally, mm-hmm. uh, right. being the number one movie of all time. Uh, you got to give the man some props there. That'll be the biggest flop of the decade, Avatar two. I don't. Th- it th- will be. The, the, yeah, it's not never going to live up to the to the first movie. Um, I think it will blow up in Japan, though. Yeah, I could see that. No, excuse, and, and, and uh, excuse me, China. I mean, China has like more 3D theaters than than the U.S., and mm-hmm. so I think it's going to blow up in fucking uh, China. As long as Cameron doesn't put Ghost in it or something, they can't even play it over there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> n- 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 nothing to do with the occult. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't. What do you guys think? What do you think about Stephen Lang playing Cable? I'm down. I like yeah, it. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I like it. He's got the look. That's for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Got the yeah. look. He's got. I think he's got the chops too. As much as I piss on Avatar, I mean, he was great. He was good in Avatar. Yeah, he's a he's a great like solid bad guy. Yeah. So it was it was good. Did hey did either one of you see Don't Breathe? No, I did not. No, Brian, do not tell me about it. I want to see the shit because okay. I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I will let you know that I gave it a uh, high taste. It high taste. It. So oh. definitely check it out. Um, Frank, uh, I think Frank. I think he tossed it. I can't remember. He Can knows. I ask you a yes or no question about Don't yeah. Breathe? Go ahead. All I want is the yes or no. Mm-hmm. Does it stick to landing? 
I would say yes. Okay. Okay. That makes me excited. I would say yes. To me, that's the biggest problem with these psychological horror movies is a lot of them just don't stick to landing. I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, I got to see this shit. Goddamn, Frank. (laughs) I would say yes, and I think there's a lot of people out there that would agree with me. Okay. 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 Um, Yeah, so definitely check that out. What are you cursing out Frank for, Sean? I don't know, man. Frank, (laughs) oh, God. Sometimes I'm like, yay, Frank. Then I'm like, oh, man. We can't all be the man. I know, I know. God damn it. You and your fucking, you and your fucking fan base, Jake. I get no fucking love. I'm the one that fucking. Oh, come on. I get no, I get no fucking love around this thing. I feel like, I feel like the mom from the Christmas story. Everybody's fucking eating their fucking warm dinner and shit and I'm still slaving over the goddamn stove. I finally sit down, my fucking meal's cold. Everybody else fucking gets to eat their fucking warm fucking Christmas dinner. Oh, uh, you get all kinds of love. Bullshit. Too. You get all. Kinds I get of love nothing. Too. I love. I you. get nothing. People fucking just fucking piss in my fucking. <laughs> they piss in my cereal in the morning. These people hate me. We we know what's up. We you love you. F- f- fucking ingrates. <laughs> I'm the one that fucking goes home and uploads this fucking. I I fucking put this shit together and fucking put it on the internet so you can fucking listen to it. And all I get, everybody just went to suck Jake's dick. <laughs> God damn. It's my top balls. <laughs> Watch out for those mosquitoes. <laughs> all right, guys. Sean, Sean, do you got to leave, man? Yes, players. I got to cook dinner and all, all that right, dude. shit. Dude, Sean, I, thank you. I fucking had a great fucking time. We man. always like having you on, dude. Sean, you're the best. Uh, you know what, Jake? Coming from you, thank you. Oh my! Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! I, I have fuck you! I no no more compliments. Zero. Nothing. Hey Brian, got love for you guys. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it, man. And again, guys, thank you for having me on. Call me anytime for, if you ever need me. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Sean. Guys, uh, check out uh, the League of Geeks podcast. That's Geeks with a Z. Remember, god damn it, if you haven't, what the fuck is wrong with you? Have you not gone to their website yet? Have you not entered their fucking contest to win a free fucking robot? You're a, no, you're a stupid – no, hold on. You're a stupid piece of shit. You're a stupid piece of shit if you haven't. Look, I'm not going to say that. Brian said that. I said it. No. Oh, my God. Like, if there was a guy fucking out of the corner going, hey, giving away free robots. (laughs) Free, free fucking robots. I'm I'm there. I'm first in line. Then they're going to give you a chappy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll be like, Don't up. say that. I think Sean and I think Sean liked Chappie. Uh, I did like Chappie. Uh, I, Chappie. I thought it was good. That's guys. That's another show. You, man. Look, like I said, the League yeah. of Geeks, man. You know, go to theleaguegeeks.com. Next, we're, we're giving away Star Wars stuff. Next giveaway. I yeah. mean, follow us. You know, just stay on us. You know, PCL is there, you know what I mean? And Brian, I'll talk to you later on about some, you know, other cool stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the but, rigging um, of the Fortress Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I, guys, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of you guys, dude. You guys are a lot of fun, dude. And I, I'm also going to throw this out there, Sean. Um, your uh, listener that gave you the one-star review for your uh, review of Superman Returns. Yeah. Fuck that son of a bitch! Ah uh, man, that that's crazy, man. I, that's you know what, but 
how are you going to judge a podcast based on your views of Superman Returns? If you would, if they would have said Man of Steel, I'd be like, okay, yes, it. yes, you know? Superman. You got to go talk to Jake, but yeah. <laughs> well, did you love Superman Returns? No, I hated Superman Returns. Oh, that okay. shit was garbage. Yeah, complete yeah. garbage. But I love Man of Steel. I Dude, know you hated Man of Steel. They got a fucking one-star review from a listener about their reviews of Superman Returns. Because you hated it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's a real and polarizing we, opinion. And and we called somebody uh, – we called um, uh, Lois Lane a whore because she 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 pretty much – she pretty much had a baby by Superman and, 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 and blamed it on a guy and, and the other guy – took care of that kid that was some bullshit man <laughs> no dude you ah, what? these ladies oh no you had Jerry some shit. you had some fucking sjw motherfucker listening to your show and he wanted to fucking put himself on a soapbox and fucking put his fucking bullshit review on your fucking itunes page i say you fucking wear that fucking itunes review with fucking pride that's a badge a of fucking honor i think it was a lady <laughs> oh really yeah oh fuck her then <laughs> but guys man look i gotta get out of here but thank you yeah. very very much man and guys again we did we had a this is a long ass show so oh it's not it. a, it's not over, it ain't for, over us. for us like, yeah no we're gonna we're gonna be here until, who knows who knows how long you're, you're lucky to get out of here <laughs> get out alive <laughs> guys again i had fun man thank you guys again i appreciate it man. thanks a lot later later, later. later. Back. We are back without Sean. Yep, no more Sean. No more Sean. He left us. Good times, though. Yeah, good times. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Sean. I miss Sean already. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what I want to do? I want to take a little bit of moment. I want to take a little bit of moment here. To, a little uh, bit of moment. little bit of moment. <laughs> to uh, really... <laughs> <laughs> to point out uh, that I can't speak at the moment. I think they all figured that out. A little bit of moment. <laughs> now, I want to. I want to say. Uh, I want to. Uh, you know what? I want to give a special message right now to one of our listeners. Oh, let's hear it. Today is. Uh, the, we're recording this on the fourth. Uh, mm-hmm. This episode is going to come out on the fifth, mm-hmm. which is a special day for one of our listeners. Who? Dan West. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I want to wish happy birthday. Uh, to one of my favorite listeners, Dan West, who was on the show last week with us. Which guy is that again? Dan West. Oh, okay. You know him. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. <laughs> yeah. Dan West, happy birthday, man. Thank you so much, man, for being a big part of the Army. You are awesome. Yeah, Dan West, happy birthday. Hopefully you listen to this on the 5th. 
we would sing happy birthday, but I think like you can't sing that song. Is it public domain now? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sing it. Happy. I'm going to sing it with you. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dan West. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Thank you so fucking much, dude. You're a huge part of the show. Couldn't do this without you. Yeah. I can I can honestly say that and mean it. I I agree. Dan West is the man. Dan West is the man. Our He's greatest done. listener. Our greatest listener. The rest of you pale in comparison. Yes. <laughs> How's that feel? <laughs> How's that feel, Brandon McLean? <laughs> Alright guys, let's move on to DC News. I do do we gloss over Dan? No. No? Now that we're talking about DC news, that's like the biggest insult ever. <laughs> Dan West to DC news. I know. Poor guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least we could have said it no, before no, Star Wars no. news. It's like it's like it's like no, it's like Dan West to, how does DC how does DC news follow Dan West? <laughs> it doesn't. You know what I mean? So yeah, it doesn't. Here we go. DC news. Last night. Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. Alright guys, looks like uh, the the rap had an exclusive rumor this week that dealt with the Batman solo film. This was hot off the heels of Ben Affleck tweeting some sort of test footage for the Deathstroke armor. Uh, you saw that, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. What did you think about that uh, test footage? Mm, it looked okay. It looked okay? Yeah. I thought the armor looked pretty damn good, personally. Yeah, I, I don't know. A little bit too shiny for me and shit. <laughs> too shiny? Too shiny. So if there's a shiny scale, this is like, uh, I like where, where do you rate this on the shiny scale? <laughs> like an eight. <laughs> like an <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was something. Jake Elliott from Pop Culture Lever <laughs> Leftovers gives it an eight on the shiny scale. Yes. All right. Here's what the rap had to say. Ben Affleck wasn't just teasing. Deathstroke will, in fact, be the main antagonist of the Batman standalone movie he's directing. The rap has exclusively learned from an individual with knowledge of the situation. Earlier this morning, the actor who plays the Dark Knight posted a cryptic tweet of the new villain walking toward the camera in a very cinematic fashion, which <laughs> sent fanboys into a frenzy of speculation. Suspicions arose that we would be seeing Deathstroke in the DC Cinematic Universe when Arrow creator Mark Guggenheim was asked earlier this year why Deathstroke wasn't returning to the television series. He said, quote, the character of Slade Wilson is currently tied up in another DC project. Walter is more likely, he said, and uh, he said this in a Tumblr post. <clears throat> now it appears we have our answer as Deathstroke will square off against Batman on the big screen in the movie titled The Batman. Warner Brothers had no comment when contacted by the rap. So and that's interesting. The Mark Guggenheim stuff. Do you think Warner Brothers asked him not to have Deathstroke in anymore, anymore? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I do feel like they uh, so, said, you know what, uh, we're going to be using this character. Could you kind of take him out of uh, the Arrow continuity right now? And they're like, we're sick of the fucking Grant Gustin Flash stuff. Can we not have a repeat of that garbage? No, they weren't sick of the Grant Gustin Flash stuff. He's not part of the Rogues. They were saying we're, we're, well, they're, they're sick of hearing. We're the, sick of the Arrowverse. Will he be in the movie? Oh, will he be oh, in the movie? Oh, will right. he be in the movie? And gotcha. they don't want a repeat performance of that yeah, with Deathstroke. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, what do you think about the? What do you think about Deathstroke being the main villain in a Batman solo film? I uh, I low taste it. I don't know. I I just feel like it's a it's a Batman movie, and there's such a fucking wealth of great Batman rogues. Mm-hmm. That to go into this well in the first movie is, I don't know, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Were you one of those people that, like, once this news was announced, were you one of those people that clicked on the link for the uh, Arkham Origins, the Batman Arkham Origins fight between him and Deathstroke? No, I did not click on it. Oh, my God. Okay, so basically, like, this totally, like, uh, since since uh, this news came out, it revived that cinematic scene that we saw in uh, Batman Arkham Origins, where Batman fights Deathstroke. That scene in that video game mm-hmm. was directed by Tim Miller, who was the director from Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've never seen this scene, it is fucking amazing. Okay. And uh, I watched it again, and it was like, oh, my God, I would love to see more of this. But on the flip side, it's like, who are they going to cast as Deathstroke? And so, like, again, this also revived another rumor that people have been talking about in the past, that Joe Manganiello, who played Flash Thompson in the original series, we also remember him from, like, uh, I mean, Joe Manganiello. He was in uh, True Blood and... Mm. And some other things like so, like they're they're talking about him being like the fantasy cast for Deathstroke, and so I don't know. I, Are you high on Deathstroke as the main villain? If 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 they can pull off what they did in uh, the Batman Arkham Origins mm-hmm. scenes that I saw from that, I, I'm high on it because it was very cool. Like the, the the fights were very cool. But on the flip side, I'm like, can we get a whole movie out of that? Yeah. Can we get a whole movie out of that? Because like I feel like that could be like uh in a film I feel like that could be like the first villain that he takes on, but like I would like to see him like, you know, do like kind of like a Court of Owls type villain or like mm-hmm. you know, like even a Joker or something like that for like yeah. the main villain in that film. I feel like Deathstroke is not like a villain that you would dedicate the entire movie to. Yeah, I agree. But like maybe like uh you know, like the first fight scene, like the first battle. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if he's like Entire movie's worth of a villain. Do you think we're going to get more Deathstroke post this Batman movie? Is this a character that we're introducing for longevity? Or mm. is this a character that we're just introducing for this one movie and then we're, we're done with them? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, in my personal opinion, it's – if they do introduce him again, it would be in a smaller role. Like, I, I, I mean, we saw in the Nolan films, we saw him take on um, – in the first film, who was the villain? Scarecrow. Scarecrow. We saw Scarecrow come back in a limited capacity in the third film. Yeah, second film too. Second film too. Yeah, second film. He was in the uh, the parking garage. Mm-hmm. In the third film, he was the judge in the uh, anarchist Joker's world. Yeah, where they're killing oh, all the, the people on the ice river. Yeah, the anarchist uh, Bane world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we saw him come back in a limited role. I like that, but like. Like, yeah, could we could we see that here, like where he's like the main villain for this film, and then we see him come back later as a smaller role in other films, like maybe even a Suicide Squad sequel or something. Yeah, I kind of expected a bigger name actor to play across Ben Affleck as the villain in this movie too. A bigger name villain or a bigger name? Bigger I, name I, actor. Actor. I mean, I I don't know. I'm guessing as far as Joe Manganiello is concerned. I mean, that's just like fantasy casting. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't. I just kind of expected a bigger name to put on the poster for this Batman movie. Yeah. Than yeah, know, this guy that I barely know. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. It's like, could could the movie turn him into a bigger name? Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, sure. we've seen like certain like like look even look at the Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, before Iron Man came out, like could your like I don't know, could your ex like girlfriend or ex girlfriend or you know like whoever whoever in your life think about somebody in your life that just wasn't like a big comic book fan mm-hmm. did they really know who iron man was as a character before iron man the movie came out no i mean no but they knew who the actor was that was playing the main antagonist in the iron man movie did everybody know who rdj was though i mean he'd been out of the spotlight for quite a long time yeah you know i mean if you grew up in the 80s yeah you're you're very familiar with him you know we've seen him in other films but like as far as like the millennials and shit, like new moviegoers, like newer, like younger audiences, they didn't know who Robert Downey Jr. was. Yeah, I think the millennials know who the dude was, though. I mean, they knew they knew the villain in the movie. Like it's a, they, a big name on the poster, Big Lebowski. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just I just expected a big name to put on the poster for the villain. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I just wasn't. I still wasn't. I, I liked the villain in Iron Man, but I still wasn't blown away by Jeff Bridges in no, that film. No, I, I wasn't blown away by him either. But I, I did like him. I just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like whoever they do cast as Deathstroke could make the villain awesome. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I'm not. I, I'm as far as like Joe Manganiello is concerned. That's just fantasy casting. That's yeah. just what people are saying. Hmm. It's just it's revived that rumor of Joe Manganiello. He's not. He's not like a lock. For that for that role, yeah, I've heard the rumor too. I, I hope they go. I don't know. I hope they go for someone else, a bigger name. I like Joe Manganiello. Yeah, I do. I'm indifferent on him. I like him. I, I like him as a person. I mean, maybe this is the role. Like like you're saying, maybe this is the role that makes me like him. And, yeah, and that would be nice. But without seeing it, I'm. Just, I know. Eh. I like him because I've seen him in like. Of course, I liked him in True Blood, mm-hmm. and then also I watched him on The Soup with Joel McHale coming mm-hmm. on there and doing like certain sketches and stuff like that. I like him for that. But like, if he doesn't get this role, will I be upset? Ah, oh, fuck no. I got to imagine he would love this role. Oh, absolutely. He'd be yeah. down for this role. Yeah. I, we've also heard him like rumored for Shazam, though. So mm. that's another thing. Uh, guys, let's talk about this uh, Reddit rumor that came from uh, ScreenGeek.net. It's concerning the new Green Lantern Corps film coming out in June of 2020. A uh, recent leak over at the DCEU leaks page on Reddit has revealed that Warner Brothers are looking at the Hobbit trilogy actor Luke Evans for the role of Hal Jordan's nemesis, Sinestro. They also describe a little about what his role in the story will be, as well as the overall tone of the film. The leak reveals Luke Evans was approached to play Sinestro in Green Lantern Corps. Not sure if he agreed. The film will be lighthearted and fun. They're modeling the tone after old, cheesy sci-fi serials. As of right now, the villain will be Sinestro with a tease of atrocitus towards it towards the end uh that they want to explore the various lantern core with this film and the sequels so um these are leaks from reddit i don't put too much stock in them uh, stock in them uh luke evans uh he was the lead we've seen him in the hobbit films we see him and uh playing uh the lead in dracula and told and mm. blah 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 a lot of people are excited about this what are your thoughts Ooh, yeah i don't know luke evans is sinestro Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, I feel almost the same way. Like, let's get let's get a big name in there. 
Nah. Not the, the schlub from Dracula Untold. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. I would think Warner Bros. would want to do something bigger here. Yeah. And I mean, it's we got till 2020, so I can't believe that Marvel is- doesn't go for the big names for the villains, though. To be quite to be quite fair with you, yeah, that is true. That it's is not true. like Marvel's like, okay, let's get a big name in here. Oh, we got Lee Pace. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Even even the Loki cast. Oh, we originally. got Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Oh, we've got yeah. Tom Hiddleston was a nobody when they got him. Agreed. Agreed. It's just I don't know the DC. I'd styles. say Luke Evans is a bigger name now than. Christopher Eccleston or Lee Pace or even Tom Hiddleston at the time when they got him. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. I, it's still nothing to get me excited. No. no. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh. You know, honestly, I'd be more happy if they got Mark Strong back as Sinestro. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely not the problem with the Green Lantern movie. And no, he wasn't. I thought <laughs> Mark Strong was actually pretty good in that Green, Green Lantern movie. I he don't disagree. Looked pretty damn good as Sinestro. One of the few okay things about that movie. Yeah, one of the better bright spots of that fucking movie. Yeah, and they got till 2020, so I don't, I can't buy that they've already got the shit unlocked that it's going to be Luke Evans. Yeah, I'd still say we've got about a year and a half before they have to worry about casting mm-hmm. all right guys let's move on to uh star wars news he got what am he saying you were supposed to be here with me listening to pop culture leftovers podcast it's not true that's impossible all right Whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry to be a Debbie Downer during that DC news. You always are, though. <laughs> it doesn't matter what DC news I fucking announce. It's not like you're going to be gung-ho about it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. You can thank David Ayer for that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, we got, uh, uh, some new Star Wars Rebels, uh, season three character descriptions that came out this week. Did you hear about this, Jay? No, I did not. Yeah, we got, uh, Star Wars Rebels season three character descriptions that I wanted to read, uh, for three different characters. First one is Darth Maul. Mm. Yeah, he's coming back. Here's the dis- character description for Darth Maul. Now freed from the dark depths of Malachor, Maul is running amok in the galaxy, driven by decades-long thirst for vengeance that risks clouding his sanity. The restless former Sith Lord hopes to heal old wounds by completing a task he should have done years ago. Though, Maul has found that the galaxy has changed much during his exile, the dark side trickster knows where a few secrets are buried. <laughs> I like the way you read that. Yeah. Eh, this sounds more like more Clone Wars holdover storylines happening in Rebels. That's yeah, kind of disappointing. A bit. Yeah. How, I, my question to you, and like me and Sean actually talked about this off air, like how far, how, like, like what we've seen from like these Star Wars Rebels teaser trailers mm. for season three, like how long do you think fucking Rebels can go on? I mean, how, how many seasons do you think this can go? Do you think, for me, I feel like this feels like the last season. Like, how can you go any farther than this? Yeah, I was gonna, my, I was gonna say four max. Yeah. But I could very well see this being the last one. I think Star Wars just would want to keep putting new animated properties out there rather than. Well, we know that we're gonna get a new animated series. Yeah. Like, they've already announced a new animated series. We have no idea what it's gonna deal with, but we know we're gonna get a new animated series. And it seems like they don't like to do more than one at a time. They don't like right. that. 
have him battling against each other. Right. So with that in mind, I agree that either this or the next season will, will it probably It can't be go any more than season four. And they, and they get to a point where they <clears throat> run into the wall, like where they where – they, they're not going to make movies set during A New Hope, yeah. I don't think. Or no shows. I have problems with this though. It's like I feel like I don't have enough like Hera and Sabine stories mm-hmm. to last me what we've seen with them in the last two seasons. Yeah, I mean maybe there's another outlet for that though. I mean maybe we could do more comics. Maybe these. Yeah, but the, like now you're asking me to buy comics. Yeah. Now you're you know what I mean to get those fucking stories. Mm-hmm. Like I've already bought the Kanan comic, which I'll granted I love the Kanan fucking comic. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's like I shouldn't have to read the comic to get what I should get from Rebels. And I shouldn't have to watch Rebels to wrap up Clone Wars. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, maybe they're just, they just want to go out on top. Like, they don't want to quit where you're like, oh, thank God I don't get any more Sabine. I'm so over that character. It's better to quit when you're like, damn. I'm over Sabine. I barely got any. Yeah. You yeah. barely gave me any. Yeah. Like, I want to know more about her and her Mandalorian background. You've given me teases. Like, let's, let's, let, come on. I, I want to know more about her character. Don't you think they'll go big on that kind of stuff for the final, like, episodes, though? I would hope so. Yeah. I, w- I would love to think so. But on the flip side, it's like, they're also introducing, we know we're getting Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is the next character description I wanted to read. Did you watch the promo video for Grand Admiral Thrawn? Yeah, I did. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, his uh, character description is a methodical, tactical genius. Grand Admiral Thrawn is summoned by Governor Price to bring an end to the growing rebel threat. Thrawn is coldly analytical and values information above everything else. The only officer in the Imperial fleet of Chiss descent, Thrawn earned his position through decisive victories where he used his brilliant mind to thoroughly outmaneuver his enemies. I have heard that in Rebel Season 3 that Thrawn is basically going to replace any presence that we're ever going to get for Darth Vader. It feels like that they've saved Darth Vader for the Rogue One movie, mm-hmm. and it feels like Darth Vader will not be a part of Rebel Season 3 in any capacity. It's going to be all Thrawn. That makes sense. I, I can understand why they would do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, and I'm totally down with it, too. Yeah, and they couldn't have picked a better character to replace Vader with. Oh, absolutely. Like, rather than make up some lame character, they've done someone that people already have a, a, yeah. a grown love for. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, the promotional video for the Thrawn character that I saw was awesome. Yeah. I it's agree. like, in order to defeat your enemy, you must understand and study your enemy. And I loved how that fucking video basically portrayed Thrawn, and I can't wait to see this guy. And I hope he is methodical, and I hope this feels like a chess fucking game being played in space and in battle to where he's, like, always one step ahead of these fucking rebels. Yeah, that's what makes Thrawn such a Billy Badass is because yeah. he doesn't have fucking force powers, and he doesn't have fucking crazy lightsabers. and like. Yeah, but do you think that he's going to be able to, just like in the, in the, in the books, do you think he's going to be able to find a way to put a stop to the force? Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope they introduce that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite parts about the books is how he figured that kind of stuff out. Yeah, but are they going to introduce that into proper Star Wars canon? Yeah, it seems like a bad time to do that, too. Like, that that kind of stuff works when you introduced that, it after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, why would that not carry over into Star Wars uh, episodes 4, 5, 6, and then also in 7? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. That knowledge would have to carry over. That's the weirdest part about Thrawn for me with all this is that right. we're— 
we're taking them out of post Return of the Jedi and putting them into pre New Hope. Right. And I, I'll be, I, I can't lie. I'll be disappointed when Thrawn meets his demise, most likely. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Yeah, I really think they're going to book in the Thrawn. Because I know you were hoping for like a cinematic appearance for this guy. <sighs> I, the more I've thought about it, the more I think that this is just they're throwing a bone to the Thrawn fans from the expanded universe, and they're going to bookend it right here. Hmm. That they, you know. They want they want to wash their hands with it and not have people asking about wow. it anymore. Kind of sucks. It does kind of suck. So yeah. hopefully it's really good. We're getting that book though. Yeah, the book's exciting. Yeah. Uh, the final character description is for Ezra Bridger, and Ezra's strength in the Force continues to grow, but so does his recklessness. Hmm. After the confrontation with Darth Vader on Malachor, Ezra secretly worries if he is powerful enough to defeat the dark side. Now seventeen years old. He becomes more daring as the rebel missions become more dangerous. He is rising in status in the rebellion and gaining more responsibility. And if you look at Ezra in these pictures, and if you've seen like the fucking uh, footage for episode uh, for season three, he's got that short haircut. He looks a lot more grown up and more adult, mm-hmm. and he just looks like he looks like he could make a turn to the dark side from what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, is he the anti-Luke in this? Yeah, that's a good point. I I kind of think we're going to end up seeing Ezra's demise, too, in this series. Yeah. I don't think we can keep him In a Disney XD series, do you think that we're going to see characters killed off? Yes, I do. Really? Yeah, I really do. I I think they'll do it. Because they they didn't even have the balls to fucking kill off um, uh, Ahsoka. Yeah. I I watched – I rewatched that episode – at the end of season two, mm-hmm. and where we all thought she was going to die, we saw her. There's no definitive death to her. Yeah. There's no definitive death to Ahsoka. Yeah, it might be the same kind of thing, I guess, where it's like you just have to assume it, that they won't go full-fledged. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good point, though, that what will Disney XD do? They kind of yeah. wrote themselves into a corner, though, with the timeline that they've put I'm in. with you. Like, no, if if this was fan fiction, yeah. like, yeah, should Ezra die at the end of the series? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, like, we see it so many times now. It's like, I, I think it's kind of fucked up. Like, we talked about Kubo and the Two Strings, that movie that came out. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody should go see that while it's out in theaters. But, like, on the flip side, it's like parents have to ask themselves, oh, do I think my kids are able to handle this kind of story on the screen with characters dying. Yeah. It's you a good know, point. But I, is I, that I, fucked up, Jake? Hold on. It I, is I, want you, up. I want you to think about 50, 60 years ago when fucking kids were taking their, uh, when parents were taking their kids to go see fucking Bambi and we watched the mama deer die. When yeah. kids, when, when parents were taking their kids to go see Dumbo and Dumbo's mom died. Let's even talk about Star Wars itself. I mean, you're yeah. taking your kids to see the movie and Obi-Wan is dying. Right. Or Yoda's dying. Yeah, but you're taking them to see that in a theater and it's PG, but we're talking about Disney XD. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a Disney XD show. Like, I remember fucking being like, you know, seven years old and then fucking Star Wars, the animated movie come out and Optimus Prime dies on screen and kids are crying. Oh, Transformers. Okay. Yeah, Transformers. Did that? What did I say? You said Star Wars, the Star- animated I'm movie. Star- uh, Transformers, the animated movie in 1986 when that came out mm-hmm. and fucking kids are in the theater and they watch Optimus Prime die. Kids are fucking crying and shit, dude. Yeah. So it's like, are kids going to be able to handle fucking watching on their TV screens Ezra Bridger dying, the character that they love? 
Yeah, it sucks that we have to worry about that. I mean, if that's what the story calls for, they should have the balls to pull it off. Yeah, but on Disney XD, I'm thinking about the network. Like, yeah. if this was a fucking Netflix series, I would be like, oh, okay, fucking Ezra's going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Ezra can die. Ezra can die. There's no fucking problem there. But you're talking about Disney XD. So, like, these kids are, like, in a half-hour fucking episode, these kids watch fucking, like, uh, Ezra Bridger die, and the next minute we're supposed to watch fucking, you know, Spider-Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. You know. I mean, I want them to have the balls to do that, but I agree with you that they most likely won't. Yeah, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's a very valid point. I just feel like, like, and it, it pisses me off that if the story ends here with like no Ezra conclusion, mm-hmm. that we'll get that conclusion in like either a comic book or a fucking novel, and that pisses me off. Where I feel like they should finish what they started in this fucking series. And I feel like that's what they were trying to do with the Clone Wars, and yet we did not get any definitive uh, conclusion to Ahsoka at all. Yeah. Nothing. It's left wide fucking open. Yeah, it, that is very frustrating. I, I can't argue that. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, that's the way the story should go. Like, if if Ezra fucking... Because, like, I can't see Ezra making out out of this whole fucking thing. No, it'd make no sense. It would make no sense. Where the fuck is he? Where is he when all of these other things are going on? Where's Kanan? Yeah. And there's no way that that, that he's some secret character we don't know about in these other... No, he's not Max von fucking Seedow at the end of the fuck... At the beginning of fucking uh, Star Wars. He's not fucking Snoke. Yeah, no fucking way. So... Yeah, it's, it's a great point. I don't know, man. I hope that we know. Like, I hope that they make a deal about it when we are watching the end of Rebels. Like, they they advertise that these are the final six episodes or something right. like that. Right. You know, I'd hate to just watch an episode and then be told a month later, "Hey, that's the last episode." Yeah, but the last fucking thing I want to find I want to find out is like Ezra Bridger's fate from a Pablo Hidalgo tweet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. Fuck that shit. All right, moving on from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, we got our first look at Vader mm-hmm. in Rogue One. Uh, besides what we saw in the fucking trailer, we got a look at Vader in playing cards. Did you see this shit? I did, I did. Yeah, uh, here's an article from Inverse.com. A new image of Darth Vader from Rogue One has sparked a brand new controversy among Star Wars fans over what Darth Vader's armor is supposed to look like. Have you heard about this shit? No, I have not. Uh, don't call it hashtag Darth Armorgate just yet, but there is some serious discussion happening over what Vader wears on his shoulders, hashtag cloak, cloak gate, perhaps. Hmm. Uh, as seen on a forthcoming Rogue One playing card, Darth Vader's getup looks pretty Darth Vader-y. I mean, the guy only has one suit, right? Well, some observant fans have noticed that in A New Hope, Vader's shoulders are portrayed differently than they are in The Empire Strikes Back. What they're talking about is an inner cloak, which makes his shoulder pad thing look thinner in A New Hope than it does in Empire. Okay. The Vader on the new playing card has the bigger shoulders, which shouldn't be the case, since at that point he was still rocking the thinner inner cloak. Hmm. But there's more. In Revenge of the Sith, set 19 years before A New Hope, Vader's shoulders look beefed up just like the Vader of Empire, which is either a continuity error on behalf of George Lucas, or it proves Vader 
had more than one different style of armored shoulder pads, which he switched out when he was feeling frisky. (laughs) Maybe he was just trying out a new fashion for like one day in A New Hope and then went back to his old ways right after. Uh, Lucasfilm, uh, Lucasfilm keeper of continuity, Pablo Hidalgo, weighed in on hashtag Darth Armorgate on Twitter, saying fans should wait to see what it actually looks like in the movie. <laughs> Which means Vader will either wear two different outfits, one consistent outfit, or uh, most shockingly, just a helmet and a cape with uh, nothing else. After all, we've only seen the back of his head in the trailer, so at this point, a semi-naked Vader is on the table, too. Um, so, uh, Getting silly with it there. I, I don't know. I think uh, are we are people getting too nitpicky about this, Jake? Yeah, maybe. I think they are getting too nitpicky, nitpicky about it. Maybe even the plot itself will explain what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always thought um, between episode three and four that Vader kind of suffered a little bit of a demotion within the Empire, and that like something happened, and that. In episode four, his powers have been kind of reined back a little bit by the people in charge, the Emperor himself. Yeah. And he's he's following orders of Grand Moff Tarkin and everything. He, well, and we've also know about uh, Director uh, Krennic. Yeah. I mean, uh, we know that in Rogue One, which happens between those episodes, that uh, Krennic, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn, is mm-hmm. Vader's superior. Yeah, exactly. So I think that we're going to see, like, we're going to see that happen. I mean, we could see Krennic being uh, his superior in Rogue One, and then by the end of Rogue One, we could see the introduction of Grand Moff Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin being his superior uh, by the uh, beginning of A New Hope. Yeah, exactly. And I've always thought, like, at the end of Episode 3, he's the Emperor's right-hand man, and he's got the, you know, bulkier right. shoulder thing going on. But then in by the time you get to episode four, that's not his position. Mm-hmm. So he's not wearing as commanding as an out, of an outfit. Exactly. Like, I, like how tactical is he at this point? I mean, we've seen like pretty much like uh, what we, what did we see from um, Anakin in those first you know the prequels to lead us to believe that he's a tactical genius at this point? Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, you know what I mean? He's kind of like a little rough around the edges and and not mature. And acting rash and irrational. Uh, not to say that he couldn't be the tactical genius that he is when we, you know, when we see him in episodes. I think he's a tactical genius when we see him in, in Empire and we see him in fucking uh, Return of the Jedi. I agree. I agree. But and like I feel, you said, by, by yeah. Empire, he's been given a bigger position of power, so yeah. therefore the costume changes. Exactly. It, yeah, that that has a lot to do with it too. Could we also see like a battle where like he is like uh, damaged uh, within uh, Rogue One to where they have to change up the the outfit again? Yeah, that's very very possible too. Right, I agree. Let's wait till we see the fucking movie. Yeah. before we start saying there's continuity errors yeah. going on here. That's what Pablo Hidalgo is saying. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with him. He is like, you know, Pablo Hidalgo. He's like uh, the as far as like. Um, uh, He's one of the head guys for like uh, the storybook group, so I got to believe what he's saying. Just he's just saying, chill out, wait until you see the movie. Yeah, no one's talking about the bigger fallacy here, which is why is fucking Vader the card number nine in the Rogue One playing card set? Right? Like, shouldn't he be one of the fucking face cards? What right? The, what the fuck's up with that? He's the nine. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Give him a king or an ace or yeah. something. I think they're trying to sell uh, sell these new characters to us, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I think Krennic's going to be one of these fucking, like, you know, ace characters. And <laughs> He's going to yeah. be the ace. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see the rest of this Rogue One playing card set. Yeah. Where everyone gets shuffled in. Uh, let's see here. There's no word on uh, Vader's role in the movie. Some sources say he'll only have one action sequence, and other sites are claiming Disney have asked for his presence to be shortened in order to lighten the film's tone. I don't know if I'm buying any of that. I'm not buying that shit for a I second. I am not. Yeah. See, I... If you're Disney, you're saying as much Vader as possible. Yeah. Because we want to sell some goddamn toys. Right. They, they, they Just from the cut of that trailer, we know Disney is using Vader to sell this movie to people. Mm-hmm. That's that's why there's the oh shit Vader moment in the fucking trailer. Yeah. They're not putting that in the trailer and then going, uh, can we scale back on the Darth Vader Can you footage? buy the one action sequence, though? Can you get away with one action sequence with Vader in this movie? One, one spectacular action sequence. Yes. Would one? Yes. Okay. Yes, I can't buy that. But, you, that's but, the equivalent of the Spider-Man action sequence in okay. Civil War. Okay, like it, it worked. It was it was enough. So one spectacular action sequence works, but you still need more Vader. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm down with it. That, but like we've also got to get Krennic in there too. Yeah, that's true. But you got to you know what? I want to see. I want to see. I want to see interactions between Krennic and I want to see interactions between him and fucking Vader. Yeah, we need more. We're gonna get some Vader mythology. I have I wanna, to imagine. I want to see fucking Krennic talking shit to Vader. And yeah. I want to see fucking uh, Vader at, by the end of this movie, you know, kind of like uh, think that, uh, okay, now I've risen above Krennic and uh, only to find out that <laughs> Grand, Marf, Ta- Grand Moff Tarkin is going to be, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, the new boss. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, making Star Wars not net revealed the first official synopsis. Can, uh, can I go back there for one second? Go ahead. You know yeah. what's crazy though what? is that we see Moff Tarkin at the end of Episode Three. Shut the fuck up! I, I need to watch this movie again because, like, I'm not a huge fan of the prequels. Where did they show him? In they that? show him at the end, like walking on, like when they show the Death Star and shit. We see like. Moff Tarkin, like, walking on the bridge of it. Like, and the actor that plays him didn't quite 100% look like it. He looked really right. close, but it was, like, a little weird. Okay. Like, but we definitely see him. Really? And to me, that's that's a little bit, like, weird how it's going to work. Like, you would have already – the way Episode 3 portrays it, you would have already thought Moff Tarkin was Vader's boss. And I guess that, that doesn't completely conflict okay. with what's going on in Rogue One. Yeah. But it's not like Vader doesn't know about Moff Tarkin. Okay. Already. So they're already on the same, like, Star Destroyer together at that point. Yeah. Huh. So are they at least at the Death Star, like, together? I didn't know that. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's really weird. Try to, let me Google that for you real quick. Because that's, like, a huge controversy right now is, like, if they're going to bring Grand Moff Tarkin back into Rogue One, which people say they are, which that actor is dead. So it's... This is completely different than like what fucking Marvel's doing with like like when they did with Ant Man, yeah, with Michael Douglas where they made him look younger, or like Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War where they made him look younger. This is like Disney bringing a dead actor back to life on screen, Jake. Yeah, see, there's the screenshot of when Moff Tarkin is with Darth Vader at the end of Episode Three. I just lost it. Oh, here. Yeah, take it back. Bring it back. Oh, you had it there. Oh, did I? Oh, no, you did lose it. Yeah, I did lose it. God damn it. I know. Where is it? Eh, who cares? Got, like, people I just are... wanted to show you the actor. I wanted to, like, enlarge him so I could see. So that's a younger Moff Tarkin. Yes. And you see that. That's that's in the episode three cut. It was in the theatrical and in the... Is that confirmed from, like, the people at 
Lucasfilm? Yeah, I remember I remember it it being a big deal when episode three came out. Wow. That this guy was playing Moff Tarkin and stuff. Wow. I think I've read an interview with him, even in like one of the old Star Wars Insider magazines and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about portraying Moff Tarkin. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. It's weird. A little fucked up. You you would think like you would think that like why the fuck isn't Krennic on that fucking yeah, it's I, it's a small inconsistency. I guess sure. I can get over it. Get over I mean, it. we do know Moff, Moff Tarkin is overseeing the Death Star. Yeah. And I'm sure that'll be addressed in Rogue One to some degree. Right. So. Oh, yeah. it's got to be. Yeah. Because, no, like, we know that we're they're mining that planet for the materials for the Death Star. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. building it on Scarif, but they're mining it in Jeddah. Is that correct? Yeah, that sounds right. Jesus Christ. It's it's so hard to keep this shit straight. Yeah, and without seeing the movie, like, the planet names just sound like or gibberish to me still a little bit. Yeah. I, what, there's another... There's a third fucking planet name that they had brought up on this thing. Oh, uh, uh, it's... Uh, Iadu. Okay. There's another planet that they brought up. There was a toy that showed um, one of the characters. And you know how, like, uh, if you remember, like, when you bought, like, the Star Wars, The Force Awakens toys, we had, like, you know, like, a character and it showed, like, their name mm-hmm. and next to Starkiller. Yes. Like, oh, this was them on Starkiller. Yeah. Like, oh, here's Finn on Starkiller or, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's another planet called Iadu, I believe. Okay. And that's a new planet that they're going to introduce into Rogue One. And I can't remember which character – it was that they saw if it was a black series character, if it was like a three and three quarter inch character that was on this planet of Iadu. And we'll learn a lot more, I guess, when we get closer to that September 30th. And yeah. Start seeing more leaks of all these figures. Exactly. And stuff. Um, let's see here. Take a time out real quick. But yeah, we can do that. And time out. Yay. Good times. This is where I found out that I didn't get the last part of the show. So me and Jake maybe talked for like another half hour about some Star Wars stuff. And for some reason it didn't record. So fantastic. That's wonderful. I'm just finding out now. So I'm really happy. I'm thrilled. I'm actually quite pissed. But uh, what can you do? Can't do anything about it. So it's gone. Um, but uh, yeah, hey, uh, this is, I guess this is, uh, that's abrupt. This is abrupt. This is an abrupt ending. It's like, yeah, we'll be right back. And it's like, no, we won't. It's over. It's like, fuck, ah, bullshit. Anyway. All right. Just like uh, good leftover saying the doggy bags, the patronage and all that shit later. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. I've already been done before.